me amigos and welcome back to the show that lets you know that maybe everything will be all right after all just as long as you aren't anything like us i'm america's sweetheart eric shea and i'm jim warner and this is episode number 190 of the weird science dc comics podcast 190 only 10 more eric hello right. one and all and welcome to weird science dc comics podcast the official unofficial podcast of weird science dc comics.com for the week of august 25th 2018 we are proud members of the comics podcast network the batman podcast network and the tangent bound podcast network proud proud indeed we're on facebook at weird science dc comics pod being at weird science dc comics at pompey.com twitter at weird science dc and we have the already mentioned website WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Eric, we also have a Patreon account over at Patreon.com slash WeirdScience. And we have a weekly Patreon-only spotlight where we we focus on two books at least. And this week, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew did pick the Damage Annual number one and Raven Daughter of Darkness number seven. I know everybody's running off to join for those, but we had fun talking about them. Obviously, we were talking Raven with Chris, and I had a lot of fun talking about that. Now, I will tell everybody a little bit of an announcement about the Patreon. Uh, We're at the end of the month. The next episode, which I would believe will be episode 191, Eric, that usually comes after 190, it is falling on annuals week. And uh, it's the end of the month when the books do come out. So at the beginning of next month, we will have that episode start up. It'll be next week, obviously, from here next yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. That is not going to be on the regular feed. That will be a uh, Patreon-only uh, show uh, if you want to listen to that. And there's not a ton of books, but <laughs> if you want to listen to the show, you can join up on Patreon. You won't be charged right away, so you can have a whole month where you can listen to everything that we do, including that episode, to figure out if that's what you would like to do and join in on the Patreon. It's kind of a way for us to ask you to, you know, sign up and just check it out. If you don't like it, you bail. You bail like Eric Shea bails on everyone in his life is what he does. But yes, so uh, I believe we have about three or four annuals and then also the Looney Tunes books, me and Reggie will be talking about those (laughs) as well by the end of the episode. Well, we need something to entice people with. I'm not (laughs) going to say, hey, we have this uh, Patreon only show that has two reviews on people you're like i don't need that nonsense so we're going to be doing that at the end of the show we'll remind everybody of that again and uh tell you what books will be on that but eric we're talking about patreon of course i already mentioned them it's the badass roll call here we go it's the badass roll call we're going to start out with speedy's collectibles by ron saunders nick adams mark yeager kenny vengeance t funk josh vermilion Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark, who we'll hear later do his own solo Batman Beyond review. We have G-Man, uh, Adjacent Culture, Manship, B-Murray, Brandy. He's at a wedding tonight, but he ended okay. up sending in a mail from the wedding. Bobby, Reggie, Jolly Drew, our man now, Pete from NYC. You and him talking, you know, without me, I don't like it. Bill Beer, Polly P, Zach Davis, T, Fred Reads Comics, old Freddy, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Ian, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, Jazz, and Ruben, Eric, Ruben. and thank you, everyone, uh, one and all. 
Thank you for everything you do and every bit of support that everybody on all levels give us. And maybe we'll get some more people who will want to get involved. And if you get involved, you get to be in the Slack chat, talk to a bunch of really good guys and gals, talk comics, life, and everything in between. Eric, last week we ended the show by giving another wrong turn explains it all. We said that it would be a softball <laughs> one. Uh, very easy because yeah, the one yeah, before that. Piranaconda, all right. Yeah, after Piranaconda, we figured we had to you know, kind of give people a softball deal. And most people got it right away. The yeah. minute that they heard it, they said, uh, I'm going to play it. And then you could tell everybody what it is. But most people guessed it. Here you go. I like how the freaking uh, rhino went after this. Um, girl ate him in half and he had one life left. And the plane blew up and everything else. Riding bikes and shit and drove down a big ass field and people were going after him. I like how they have the special moves. The special moves, Eric. And what was like that? That movie what was, was that? Jumanji Welcome that to the Jungle. That was Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. He likes when uh, air vehicles blowed up. He really likes blowed that. Up. Also, I love where he says the girl got eaten by a rhino, but then he turns it into him and then says he got an extra life. Does he mean because he's so into it, the Jack Black character, that he really – or is it that the rhino gets another life because he is so confused? But (laughs) he's he's wrong turn is what he is, the good old wrong turn. But by the end of today's podcast, we are not going to have a movie review. Uh, We're going to put that on hold for a second because I kind of came up with something because Wrong Turn was singing songs at work and I realized Wrong Turn really does not know any songs and makes up lyrics so what we're going to have by the end of this episode we will have a guest to see if Wrong Turn knows classic songs where I give him classic songs but songs that he tells us he's the biggest yeah that he loves that big fan of and what it is it's not name that tune it's continue the lyric so i will give him a lyric and then we'll see if he knows the remainder of it and these are big songs these are classic songs but that is the beginning here and now we're going to go off to some books
All right, and we're here with Jim's reviews. Two of my reviews in this section. This is the meat and cheese of the podcast, Eric, the books. And we're going to start off with a couple that I like. They're not the best books of the week. Uh, Mm. But I'll tell you, I'm more positive this week than I've been in a very, very long time, even to the point where I actually claimed that this was the most positive uh, week of books I've had since probably 1928. 1928, Eric. I was still uh, all in in heaven uh, from the 27 Yankees World Series victory back then, Eric. Murderer's Row. I was was still celebrating it. Uh, Yes, we we have a bunch of books here. We're going to start, and this is the Batman Action Comics Batman section. That's what I like to call it. It's called the Detective Action Batman section. Um, I know that you're going to yell at me about my score for this first Detective Comics. Why now, this would you is, think that I would yell you at you? You already told me you would. Hey, this never... is Brian Hill's end, and I'm going to have my blurb in a minute. This is the end of his run of Detective Comics. I'm going to start off by telling you, I really do think something got a little wonky here. I, I do oh, think I when he had that first issue when he was supposed to start, not that it was going to be five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, whatever, uh, but he ended up having a delay. And we ended up getting that uh, Deacon Blackfire book that I didn't like. But uh, it seemed that a lot of people reviewing it seemed to like it. Remember, it reminded them of what Batman was all about. You you always (laughs) need these reminders here uh, to know what Batman's about. Um, But I think something got a little wonky. I think that this story was compressed at points, maybe even, you know, stretched out other points and things like that because – the solicits, and this is one of the things. I know that we go on and people, oh, Jim, solicits, solicits. They're always wrong. Not usually when a guy comes in for a couple issues because these couple issues are usually nailed down. You know what I mean? So you're going to get these solicits. These solicits really, really pointed to the Brainiac files and this idea of this alien tech. We get it thrown in here in this last issue. It's barely a thing. It ends up being what is going to continue on to what you think is going to be the Batman and the Outsiders book. Also, you got Black Lightning in this. That was the big to-do. He kind of got pushed aside only to, at the end, set up the – I I think that maybe there was – It's so funny that that was the big to-do, Blacklight. He really had nothing to do. And then last issue, the big to-do, oh, Katana's here. I'm like, what about Blacklight? And that's the thing. I think that maybe this was going to be more of an outsider's arc. And they basically either said to Brian Hill, listen, we really like what you're doing. God. Save it for later. You know, the old song, Save It For Later, or just, you know, wait and do these things because it ends up and we'll talk about it. I know that you're going to have some issues with the Outsiders deal because I had some as well, uh, mainly because it's setting up an Outsiders book. With the idea that there never was an Outsiders. They they seem to have like no recollection that there was a team. And with the continuity up in the air and things Which like that, really Batman's continuity should point. move on. So and I'm saying not only Batman's continuity. If you want to play this whole like, you know, loosey-goosey like we do with the you know Nightfall or Batman had his back broken, even though, you know, Jean-Paul Valley-Azrael took over for him. Yeah. We just discovered him in Batman and Robin Eternal. It doesn't always work out. It doesn't I'm always okay, work out. I'm okay with the idea that it doesn't work out in Batman's continuity because we've had it before. I'm upset that we just had it in metal where they're on the hologram. Yeah, they're on the hologram. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And and when you get to this, why didn't he – Go and say like, oh, we're gonna try this again, or we got and and also 
you're throwing Markovia in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge thing for the outsiders. Geoforce, Halo, all the yeah. – and so you're going to make a new team, but that's fine. Make that so where Batman goes to Black Lightning and say, hey, you know what? I need you again, and we're going to do it. Katana shows up. Hey, Katana, the gang's all back. You know, look at look at this team. Yeah. yeah, but it's kind of ignored to get a new thing, but I don't know why. There's no reason to wipe clean the old Katana. part. It's something to me that that makes it stronger. So it really did confuse me, but we'll get into this here. Detective Comics number 987, written by Brian Hill, art by Miguel Madonka, Diana Agea, Adriano Lucas, and Sal Cipriano. Eric, his sexy hey. brother, is off. He's in a Markovia right now. He's looking for Geo Force. <laughs> the best is, is that of anything, I know that you'll say, well, at least we don't get Geo Force. I like Geo Force. I, I actually, I think I like Geo Force mainly penalty. because you. You don't. And it makes me laugh. It It makes me giggle. I like him, though. I actually like that green suit. (laughs) Makes me laugh so much. Brian Hill ends his run of Detective Comics by setting up his Batman and the Outsiders book. Yeah, things were rushed to a very convenient end here, but I like the issue enough and can't wait to read more Brian Hill. And it's a very short and sweet deal uh, there. But I still like like Brian Hill. Build up. And all of a sudden, it just – and I'm telling you, you, we all knew going into this issue, this is the final issue of Brian Hill's run. But where's the fanfare? It just oh, ends. The fanfare? I, I actually uh, – there'll be something here that I'll mention to you that I like how it ended. Uh, somewhat uh, – it, it's, it's very quick and abrupt, but I like one of the things the way it ended because it didn't – kind of you know pussyfoot around like a lot of the other books do i actually like when batman tells karma even though karma is a vegetable at that point says listen i'm going to try to fix you up i'm going to try to fix your mind and and you're going to be put in a cage and you're going to hate my guts and you know what it's kind of the dance that we're going to do that's what happens with everyone i know you'll hate me and you'll hate me and i hate myself let's get on with it and i actually thought you know what that that is actually kind of in this day and age of comics that we get, where most of the time the villain is let not even just put in jail to escape later, but you see him skipping to my loo down the street. <laughs> you see them there, and they're like, "Well, well, I guess he got away." And no, 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 they're a block away. Go get him. It keeps happening, so I don't mind this though. When it happens, it goes against something we saw before. Uh, but this is where I'm saying, I think that this issue, at some point, you get this epilogue at the end, but it seemed like this would have been like issue five. And everything had to be condensed in here because out this of nowhere, they, they start up, out of nowhere, Karma has a hit squad. We never saw this, so he's yeah. hired some mercs. Seemed very odd to me because the whole setup was, hey, everybody get to center square. Batman, you bring your, you know, the the uh your other people there, dude, all the yeah, your sidekicks, bring them, and I'm gonna torture them the way you tortured me. That's not what happens. He no. ends up going to Wayne Industries. And this is one of the things I said before. I wanna I see if you laugh, right? You have these guys, so it's like, hey Fred. Uh, your house now. Tell your wife I said hi. And then Fred's like, okay. Hank says hi. Oh, okay, honey. You just have to relax. A shots ring out. P- poor Hank's dead. W- when is Batman going to mention Hank? He, he is so, he he is so concerned with Fred. Like, you know what? You know, uh, Fred's wife, he, she's going to be worried about him. So why don't you go and, you know, make sure he's okay. Contact Fred's wife. Somebody yeah. Who's contacting Hank, Hank's wife? Also, is it odd that I see what appears to be 
Uh, fucking Clayface getting shot? Look, look That's at that what blood. That's what it looked like to me. I thought it, for some reason they went really light on the blood. Like, oh, we're getting this place violence going yeah. on here. That's brain matters. I'm what telling it is. you, I actually ended up thinking that this was some setup. As I'm reading, I'm like, <laughs> oh god, back, baby. Here now. we go. Clayface yeah. is back. I, I really thought all of a sudden he was going to get up. But yeah, what, he's where back you working on his like he's he's reforming by pretending he's a security guard at Wayne Enterprise. Yeah. That's what you thought. What that's what he's doing. Yeah. He, he's keeping an eye on things. You, you know how he is. Uh, you know, that's that's the way he rolls. Uh, but yeah, and he's playing the long game. He's actually, you didn't know this, he's actually been working there for 12 years uh, on the side to set all this up. But no, there's this Merc team that you really don't know anything about. Karma shows up and he ends up like, you know, and and there's no reason for this scene. And poor, poor uh, Hank's in the background then. He, he's got blood all over. Uh, but th- there's no reason for this scene except to show that Batman cares about his employees at Wayne Enterprises. There's no reason. Uh, there's none at all. And also to have the team when they get there have something they have to go do to not follow Batman. It's a very odd scene because they're there and they're in the Batcave trying to figure out what's going on. And out of nowhere, this is where they start talking about Martina Demetieva. Who we've already seen. That's who yeah. sold Karma the mask. She's a Markovia. Oh, one eye Scarface. Yeah, that's a freaking a monstrosity. Yeah, you would not buy any food from her at any sort of fast food Absolutely restaurant. Not. Correct. So they're there, but it's just out of nowhere, and it's oh. Batgirl figured this out. Here it is. And it's really thrown in. And also, oh, Katana's there. Yeah, that's part of, you know, these uh, Amanda Fowler's Brainiac Files. But don't ask me about that. And so the whole thing, the like, what are you just thrown out Katana? there? Yeah, it's just thrown out there. And they're thinking, and Batman's like, listen, this whole thing, this black market, this alien tech that's been coming in from a no justice, even a metal, uh, it's caused problems. I'm going to need you guys to do something about that later. You know, I'll get back to you yeah. once we're done with this karma. It is the setup at, for the outsiders, obviously. Outsiders, but, you yeah, so they're going to go, and then but you even, have. But even with this information that we get about the, you know, the Brainiac files and how this, you know, this black market kind of alien tech that's coming out of Markovia and what Karma yeah. has is like the helmet that's allowing him to do this. Just the explanations now, where like we said, it doesn't work that we find out that if he takes the mask off, yeah. he's just going to go become a feeble-minded, you know, insane guy yeah, it again. Doesn't work, even though we saw him do we it. We saw before. him take it off. He showed Batman also- by taking it off, so it doesn't make sense. And also it's told that, oh, this mask, it allows him, like, yo, he doesn't feel pain with this mask. Yeah. And that's how he was able to yeah, use your powers against you, Black Lives What the hell are you talking yeah, about? that's you like me saying that. I don't that, feel yeah. pain. I could shoot lightning out of my yeah, hands. That's, if you don't feel pain, you get out a uh, knife. You stick it in a, a, an outlet, and then you have you have lightning powers. I'm telling you, there are some things off. And again, you're going to get mad at me about my score because I still liked <laughs> it for it setting up the Outsiders book. Yeah, but like while this outsiders. is going on. I, I, I will point to a couple things of why I do think that this issue was rushed and, and rushed to the point where things were changed around. I really do think that uh, because while they're looking at this big globe with all these lights, which is funny, they look yellow to me. But later, I think that uh, Jefferson says they were red. But even so, they're there. And this is where Duke says to Katana. And this is to set up Katana because she has the soul sword out, and, you know, showing it to everyone. Duke says, question. And then it goes to these three panels below, 
and it is not Duke's outfit that he's wearing. And if you look closely, it is what Black Lightning is wearing. So yes. when I was reading it, I actually thought I got mad because I see what you have a collar shirt on. That is what Jefferson's wearing. It's supposed to be the or- yellow orange shirt that Duke's wearing. But I'm like, why is Jefferson asking this? He should know her from the outsider. So right away, but it isn't. It's, it's a snafu with the, you know, with the art because it's supposed to be Duke saying, is your husband really and, inside and really, the sword? I really think it should just be Black Lightning, though. Like, if you take that question and put it, like, you know, the question yeah. board balloon and just put it over well, Black either Lightning. either way, one fun. of them got messed up. One of them, yeah. it's either, but I don't mind it because, yeah, it should be Black Lightning the way they're doing from, this. Even from the angle it is, it's on Black Lightning's side that he's looking at Katana. Yeah, yeah. So it, it probably that part with question was probably supposed to be Black Lightning, but it is. And that a, gives you a little thing where now it's Black Lightning Katana who don't know each other because yeah. even though we've seen it in other places, there hasn't been an outsider's yet. Yeah, so it this seems is like there hasn't been a kind of a rapport. And that's when uh, Alfred comes down and says, listen, there's a situation, a guard named Frederick Morgan. He's being held hostage. It's possibly by karma. And this is where Batman and (laughs) a couple people told me they like this. I really think that Batman goes way overboard with this. He does. He's Fred has worked for Bruce Wayne for 12 years. He's a father of three. His wife's name is Susan. She has type one diabetes. Fred works nights. So Susan doesn't have to go to her dialysis treatment alone. Batman knows more about Susan than I know about Lady Jessica. He really likes the Gotham Knights, but he thinks that Campbell should be benched. He thinks that Campbell's bullshit. He calls into Power 99 under the name of Snooky Duke. He's oh been God. requesting Ghostbusters <laughs> theme for three days straight. And I'm getting sick of it. Yeah, he knows so much. He really likes he really likes South Park, but he doesn't want to admit it because he thinks that it makes him look like a fool. Yeah. He knows so yeah. many things. Susan likes wearing I, skirts. I know it's so ridiculous, and that, and then also, oh, by the way, Batman, uh, a guy Hank, he got did. I don't know him. <laughs> he must be new. Yeah, it, it, it's such a weird deal. Hank got a bullet through his head. He is dead. I, I guess the life is for the living, Eric. You know, that's you. all you care. I don't know why this. I'm t- this doesn't bother me. It just stuck out out of it all the dialogue. Funny. No, no, I'm saying not this stuff. Just no. thinking about Hank and Fred some more. Yeah, Hank. It's one little bit of dialogue in this book stuck out more than anything else, and I don't know what that means about me, the book, or anything. It's just <laughs> Fred forgot his lunch. Hey, yeah. Hank, I saw there was a like leftover you, pizza. In the you fridge. don't like can that I he says it? you can kill it. You, you didn't no, like no, that. No, no, no. I'm oh. okay with that too. I'm just yeah. saying the whole idea where I ask you and like just you leaving, like say it's you, say you're Hank and you're about to get your brains blown up. Okay. Why are you eating, leaving half a pizza in the fridge? Yeah. Why would you? It, it, that's the craziest. I, I don't. And for this some reason, I'm you, there's some no reason. reason. Here's the, the other craziness in my mind. I don't know why, but I think it's Friday. And I think that he won't be back till Monday. <laughs> that pizza's going to go bad. That's the only reason. It's Thank me. God for Fred. Hank is so lazy. That he just remembered. Oh, shit. That bad. Screw it. Kill eh. it, buddy. Kill it, buddy. Eh. He's like, you know what? Fr- Hank was dying to get home. <laughs> he never <laughs> lived. He never lived. Uh, two days to retirement, Hank. Uh, yeah, no mention of Hank. But then <laughs> Batman's just like, hey, you know, we're going to go. Duke says, hey, we're going with you. You need our help. You have uh, Cass say, yes, Duke, right. We need you. We help you. And then Batman's like, hey, you know what? He'll leave no room for error. If our coordination isn't perfect, that man will die, and so will you. You're not going. 
it seems so weird. It's almost like he's telling them, okay, get prepared. This is, It's like you say to me, okay, oh, you're going to Pittsburgh. Can I go? Well, listen, Eric, it's a six-hour drive. It, uh-huh. It's going to take a lot. I love yeah. listening to a lot of Pink Floyd. I'm going to listen to Pink Floyd oh, the whole way. Oh, I just God. want you to know you're not going. It, it seems very weird. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to Pink Floyd uh, and Steely Dan. It's on a loop, Eric, but you're not going. I've been taking a lot of drowsy medication lately. Yes, I'm going to also make you take some Benadryl as we go. But yeah, it's such an odd. They say they're not, you know, Batman's like, you can't go. You're not going. And then Black Lightning just says, oh, yeah, we are. Even with this whole thing, the whole thing, he said, Karma will leave no room for error. I'm like, no, it's just going to be. You guys get some goons, and then you're going to fight Carmen yeah. by yourself anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, well, he doesn't know what's going on. The other thing, though, in this is he did spell out the you know the page before whatever. Like you said, he spells out completely now. This is what Karma does. We have had these things of I don't know. You even at Barbara at the one point with Cass. Hey, Cass, go. But I'm not sure he may read your mind. Now it's just he does. And yeah. it's just thrown out there. So I do understand. I understand why you'll you'll probably give this a 6.5 is what I predict by the oh. end. But, uh, yeah, I still like it just because, because it sets up the Outsiders book. But they end up going. They end up fighting these. Man, imagine this, this Outsiders book better be gold. Yeah. Well, they end up fighting these thugs that have Fred. And that's where Batman's like, listen, guys, go and help Fred tell his wife he's okay nobody don't worry about hank it'd be funny it's like what's this guy and the best is as they're talking hank's still laying there katana goes over to him at one point and looks like she's checking his pulse his brains are on the floor katana actually met she's like huh this soul will come in handy as here sucking his soul into her sword my husband's bored he needs some uh, you know company uh but yeah they're there and batman and batman does have some badass lines you know he's like tell the gcpd to come pick up the garbage and stuff well as they go he's like listen i'm gonna go fight karma on my own and you have a kind of a flip-flop of jefferson where before he's like listen i don't care what you say batman we're coming just watch me but then when they get there they beat these thugs and the whole thing was set up they didn't know thugs would be there so they were going there to fight karma as a group duke says hey why don't we go fight him together we'll all attack yeah. him he can't read all our minds we'll overwhelm him and you have jefferson stand down and he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, he has to know he still has it. And that's how it goes. And then there's the weird line this, of like, this, this I'm from Metropolis. arc becomes how Batman got his groove back. Yeah, it is. And I really thought we were going to get more of Black Lightning. I, I well, really did. Not, not only more of Black Lightning, which was like we said at the beginning of the review here. That was the big deal going in this book. That's the thing everybody was looking forward to. Oh, my God. It's going to be Batman and Black Lightning. It's going to be awesome. Black Lightning has been a little bit more yeah. than a babysitter this entire yeah, he's been a time. Babysitter. And even when we get to Batman getting his groove back against Karma, it's over pretty goddamn yeah, quick. Yeah, it is. And when he goes off, he goes off like a badass. And as he's getting Struts. in the elevator, Katana yells out to him. And I really think that this was uh, something that didn't need to happen because she sets up. I mean, she tells Batman what to do because she says, hey, if, if he's going to read your mind – Show him shit that he's going to really fear. He's really not going to like. And I think that that was they put that set up just so you know. But I would have rather it have gone. And as it fought, have that through Batman. Like, okay, if he wants to read my mind, 
have it all, which he does anyway. But Katana throwing that out there, it really lessened it a bit to me. I'm telling you, uh, that's not Batman figuring this out. Now it's this is no, the it's only Katana. reason that Katana seemed to come yeah. in now to give him that little pep talk at the end yeah. to go fight Karma. And I and don't know, is, yeah. What go I'm on. just saying, we had this whole thing with the idea where it's like, like he's reading my mind. I can feel him well. I'm going to give him all the memories I can at once. Like, how do you like this whole idea where I'm going to force my memories on him all at once? So like, yeah. well, is it just what he's thinking about at the well, time? It's such a great and again, I, I know had that this recently yeah. in a book where it's almost like I always compare it to that first Hulk movie with Eric Bana, where like, you know, you had the absorbing man trying to take the Hulk power. It's like, you want it? Take it all. Yeah. And that's yeah. we keep getting this in different stories. And that's essentially what it is here with this. Batman's bad memories. Well, here, here's the thing. This is what really bothers me. And I know the people in the Get Fresh crew are probably already <laughs> angry with us. But uh, as this goes on, you get the idea that he's going – Batman's going to let loose all these memories, right? One of them being the Joker killing Jason Todd. You see that. Uh, Batman breaking his back, things like that. You would guess that this is because he, he he's letting them loose because these are very protected, correct? They're very protected memories that he doesn't want just anybody prying into. W- wouldn't his Bruce Wayne identity be the number one thing? Wouldn't that would be something? So. But Karma already knows that. So Karma has already picked his brain well, to the point things. where he knows know the how... number one most important thing there is. He, he I knows don't it know already. how the telepathy works. Like, hold on, like, if, if I'm Karma, I'm wearing this whole mask thing. I'm going to go up like... I need to know what Batman's secret identity is. Okay, I'm going to pick in there. Oh, Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah, like, I mean, really. Then you're, yeah, I don't yeah, know. We don't know. And they didn't say, so it makes it seem here that Batman allows, because this karma's not there thinking, I want to know what really hurts him. He is trying to read his next move. He says it. So Batman is actually letting these out and forcing them into karma as almost a wave of the worst things that could ever happen and did happen to, to him. Him, and it, it it goes off from me with the idea that these would have been, you know, he had a wall. He even says, you know, he wants to walk down the cell of my mind. Well, I'm going to open up every cell. And here you go. You would have thought that his identity would have been the thing that's in seven cells and locked in a safe, that he'd never be able to find that. Or the only thing you can tell me that would make sense is when Karma first showed up, Bruce was not aware that he was a well, Even that, it seemed like he, he, he actually fought him. Signal first, and Signal might have been the one to do Maybe, that. Maybe, but it's still, even when he showed up, we didn't know this. And even then, it would have been weird for that to be something on the tip of his, you know, Signal's just, tongue. Uh, but, you, say, say I'm Duke Thomas, I'm the Signal. I'm constantly thinking, boy, Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah. That's all I think about all, all the time. But the other thing about this is, though, <laughs> we, we turn it all around and really twist and turn and go to the point where what I'm saying about him you know not guarding that identity right it doesn't matter anyway no he, he doesn't do anything with it he ends up it karma doesn't it's do anything like, and also, ends like, up I'm a vegetable about, so talking about movies and stuff like that you know this is a lot too like you know batman forever where the riddler his mind is overwhelmed or a point where he becomes insane after yeah. he learns batman's it's, identity it, it's just as much as the trope of which we had in action comics where you had john and lois where all of a sudden right before they're revealed Lex gets knocked out. It's always the same. Something's going to happen, though. I do love the art in this. And I really, when you have the point, because Batman's fighting karma, he's thinking about the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm thinking of ways to hurt him. Karma's throwing shade at him. Hey, I know all the things you do. And he's like, listen, I'm going to give him something you can't escape from this cell. I'm opening up at all. And when it does go, I really like the idea that he is such an asshole. You you really see those freaking pearls. I'm like, what a dick. 
he has those pearls there. And it's such a shade throwing deal. But yeah, you get some of the greatest hits of, uh, you know, Batman's pain and then all the things that happen. And this does overwhelm uh, karma to the point where it doesn't this isn't what makes him insane, but it does no. throw him off. Batman rips that that mask off, and we have this is what we talked before. We have seen him take the mask off. We saw his yeah. face. He for dramatic effect, they had Karma take the mask all the way off and say, This is what these bats did. They they poked out my eyes. I'm insane, scars, whatever. This is showing, number one, it looks like it's like a fat guy on a couch, Eric. He is fused to that mask. He's not getting out. <laughs> He's so got to surgically get off. They're going to have to get a crane and get his head out of there. But with that, it kind of pulls off with just – I knew that you would think it's so disgusting too. Just pieces of skin oh and shit. And, and uh, right away, uh, I like uh, I like to think too that's actually not the mask. It's just Batman's not being careful taking the mask. And it's his glove grabbing hold of his skin. Oh, and it's just disgusting. And he's like, bat, bat, bat. He he took off the mask already and, and was talking to Batman. So that's so off. That's my biggest I, I, problem. I really like in the one scene, too, when he's looking up at Batman, he has hair all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, he does have hair. He has a, a, almost an Eric Shea haircut. Looks pretty yeah. good. Uh, yeah, he has no hair than hair. There's a lot of uh, art problems in this, though I like the art. Like I said, so I what? think that this issue uh, was rushed. I really think that it was rushed because by the end, I think they said, listen, I like to just set rushed. up this Outsiders book. And kind of just finish this karma thing, you know, get that out of the way. And it almost becomes secondary. But, yeah, right there in one panel to the next, you have a bald, scarred guy. And then he's got a full set of hair. And he's like, listen. And this is where I said I like the ending of this, though, where he's like, bad, bad. He's bleeding out his mouth. He's like, they'll put you in a cage now and you'll hate me while you plan your revenge like all the rest of them because that's what we both deserve. And he he says he deserves it. He knows that what he did to this guy wasn't completely on the up and up. The only problem I I laugh is he has no idea what he's saying to him. He's like, look at me. I I can't talk and I got hair and then I don't. That's what I'm telling you though. The whole thing where you have this great speech by Batman telling you you know about what it's going to become. It's falling on retarded ears, Batman. How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, and then he's like, hey. And it's so funny, too, because the bat signal goes up then as he's there standing up. No, I want him to be like, really? Really? I, I'm doing this right now. I, I don't. There's only one of me. God damn it. No, no, no. That's the thing. Is he looks ever karma. Yeah. Really? <laughs> out the window. Karma, indeed. And then he's like, listen, uh, I'm going to. I like it, too. He's like, listen, I'm going to find a way to heal your mind. And then turns around happen. to because because I need information. And that's all. And he's like, that's you're going to tell happen. me about Markovia. How many uh, times has Batman talk, like, promised to help somebody? No, and just well, about we'll him. see how this goes because a lot of times when it's like this, this sort of thing is always where Batman goes on the real down low and, and has him in the Batcave and the thing before it was in the Belfry. Remember right. when they had uh, Colonel Jonas, or not Colonel Jonas, uh, Kate Kane, Colonel Kane, yeah. where they're like, okay, I'm not going to arrest Colonel you. Clint. I'm going to put you in our own cells. You know, now I can get the business. <laughs> you no, know, a little bit too much. It's also like the fan we had in Just League, Christopher Priest, like the guy who knew everything yeah. about the Just League. What are we going to do with this guy? We can't turn him in. Yeah, Deathstroke shows up to kill him just, you know, yeah. conveniently. But this is how it ends. Now we're going to set up the book uh, that's going to be coming, The Outsiders. That was announced the day that this came out on Wednesday. Uh, and again, is it a little weird because you have uh, you have jefferson there he's taking bruce is taking him back to metropolis and he's like listen 
I want you to be on this team. We're going to do this. And he's like, boy, I saw those red lights on that map. And they seemed yellow, but that's fine. That's not that big a deal. But he's like, listen, as long as you realize that Metropolis and school comes first. I want Batman to go, since when? (laughs) You said nothing the last time. And Batman does what he always does. The best thing he does. A lot of people think that he punches people. He's the world's greatest detective. No, he is the greatest pitcher of money at anything he's like well listen here jefferson whatever you need open checkbook you're, you're part of the family now it's just fox <laughs> things will be done yep yeah whatever you say it's done and he's like okay well uh that sounds great and then as bruce is going away you, you do have a very nice moment with jefferson that ends up in the goodwill hunting moment that we always love that jefferson says listen uh, you know now that he knows who he I, is and his background. I, I, I love that too. It's like, you know, we have 35 year old Batman. I don't know how old he is, but like, I'm going to say yeah. around 35 yeah, years probably old. Probably about that. Jefferson out of nowhere. I just met you. Hey, uh, I just want to tell you, your parents that died 30 years ago, it's not your fault. It's Thanks your a fault. lot, Jefferson. And so, you know, Bruce is like, really? Because I was the one who wanted to leave the movie. I, I really do think just, it might be my fault. Uh, you know, you weren't there. I just meant to tell me that my father's death nah, was not they're my They're friends. Fault. Nah, I, I don't mind it. It's something Why that you the way. Me my father's death's not my fault. Because mm, it, it isn't. I, I, ah. I think that <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, with this, it's not your phone, Aaron. Uh, ah. With this, though, I actually like it because to me, it almost seems. A progression, and if I think about it as a progression of Jefferson finds out that Bruce is Batman. While this is going on, but he doesn't have a lot to do in this, we've said. So he's sitting there at the mansion the whole time just thinking to himself, okay, bro, oh my God, I remember Bruce Wayne's parents died. That means, oh my God, that's why he's Batman. Holy moly, he's figured it out and then says, and I kind of like that progression. I also like that Bruce doesn't even acknowledge that he said anything and just says, your team's going to be called the Outsiders. This is where I want Jefferson like You're not one for small talk, are you, Jefferson? Yeah, yeah. I I want Bruce or Jefferson like again. And like he says, there's no point in lying to him if he asks. And he's like, if who asks me? And that's where you have Superman coming. It seemed really odd. Well, it's a weird little book that we had before. It seemed that he wanted to talk to Superman about this idea, and Martian Manhunter showed up, remember? No, but yeah, he wanted to do it, but it was that Martian Manhunter wanted Jefferson on the Justice League. And that Bruce kind of went in and said to Martian Manhunter, no, no, I I I called it. I thought it was the whole idea that that Bruce wanted to create his own team and wanted to talk to the Justice League. Because Martian Manhunter even said something like, we were going to talk to Jefferson ourselves. And Bruce said, well, you know, we're going to, it's just weird why is superman that concerned about jefferson dealing with batman it seems so off to me because it's outside of justice league business yeah, but it's not even that he says don't become batman yeah. uh, that's it doesn't seem right to for superman his but and if you really you want to go by the art he he's full out clenching his fists saying it with his muscles well, that's why you have out. to fly yeah i know he seems very pissed and he says, whatever, you know, you do, you, you can do it, but don't become him. And he's like, yeah. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself, Superman, you fucking asshole. Talking behind your don't best friend. Superman for Brian like somebody, get, somebody gets hired at our work and, and we're there and you go to the bathroom and I go over to him. I'm like, hey, listen, you, you talk to Eric. Don't ever become his fucking friend. 
and then okay, and then I say fly that to off. People all the time. No, I don't. It's I mean, the only reason I'd say is because I don't need them getting into my game. <laughs> I'll get jealous. That's maybe that's what his deal is. But then we go back to Markovia, and we're gonna have this little deal uh, with the other setup of who will be the villains coming up in the Outsiders book. And you have the lady that we had before from Markovia, and she's there throwing shade at Marcus. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who Marcus is. And the only Marcus that really comes up is Amazing Man. I don't think that's Amazing Man. (laughs) She's basically like, hey, if I knew that you're going to be such a jerk and, you know, you you kind of you're not going to go all the way. I would have gotten you a discount. Lex Luthor's name's thrown out there. She ends up using her one eye to to fry his ass and then ends up telling a guy, hey, listen, contact Roderick. Yeah, contact Roderick. It's time for him to stop playing dead. That is Prince Roderick. Who, Eric? He's a Draxilus. He's a Draxilus. He is a vampire. And I told you that actually made my score go up, even though it's nothing to do with this book. I like the idea of a Draculus coming in the book because everything else in this goddamn fucking landscape of books now is everything. We have to be more realistic. We have to show the man behind the mask. No, I want Draculus. I want the werewolves. I want the Draculus. (laughs) This is why we get excited. This is why we the Wolfman. This is why we get excited when we see Frankenstein. I don't need these. Let's read the Book of Job and talk about why a man (laughs) thinks somebody's not a god. I want a goddamn Dracula coming to attack. (laughs) That's what I want, and I was so excited when I'm like because I did a bunch of the uh, the Outsiders books for the site and read a bunch. And the funny thing is, I'm like. Go get Roderick and tell him to stop playing dead. I'm like, Roderick, I, I know that name. And I'm looking at him. Oh, my God. He's a Dracula. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. But, yeah, I ended up giving this an eight. I, I do admit that it was probably a little high. I, I'm giving uh, a little benefit because I like Brian Hill's writing. I think that the dialogue itself, for the most part, is really good. I like his so Batman. I- he showed me his Batman again where when he said, listen, you're going to end up wanting revenge, and we both deserve that. And I actually like the idea that he shows that Batman realizes is that a lot of the things that he does ends up screwing a lot of people, even the villains, over. So he admits that. And, and I like it, too. This is where I'll tell you right away. This is so personal and such a uh, you know a thing with me. Ooh. How Batman ass acts yeah. there is how I say when you're playing hockey, if anybody plays hockey is listening. Yeah, I know. You go out and you have you, you start trash talking, right? You uh-huh. trash talk. Uh-huh. But when you trash talk and, and when I trash talk, I'll go. If I find, find out a, a guy's father died two minutes before the game, that is coming out of my mouth during that game. Do I, stop playing hockey it, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, you would be in big trouble. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> I would undress your mind, Eric, but I, I'll, I'll use whatever I can find. It. And this is where when we would play and we I played in a bunch of leagues but it's really good when you play in a league in a town where you kind of know some people that know other people and things like that because I'll just as the season goes on I'll talk to people between games things like that try to find out some personal info about stuff and they'll never really but I'm like oh yeah hey that Jason guy like I, I don't know him what's he all about oh you know this that his brother died okay I got you I'm writing it down but when you do that you are setting it up. I know for a fact if I trash talk, the next shift I come out, I may get punched in the face. Oh, yeah. I may get a stick to the back of my head. 
I enjoy that. And it's like what Batman says. He's going to keep doing what he does. Not only are you just a regular glutton, but you're a glutton for punishment. Oh, yeah. I am. But so is Batman. And he realizes yeah. this of the, the life I lead does set me up for these guys to come back at me. But you know what? Bitch, come and get me. This is ah. how I roll. <laughs> and I like it. I actually like that he basically and understands why. Understands why they would come back, but still has to fight the good fight. So I, I actually really like that. That line there, when he says it, I, I really, really liked. And again, you have a Batman who is kind of going around. He's punching people, Eric. I, I said this and the King of Fear later in this section uh, or Kings of Fear, the Batman book, um, right. shows me that I think people are right. When they throw shade at us, when they talk critically of us and make fun of us and say, you guys just want Batman to punch people, you know what? They are right. That's what, I want it more. I want Batman to punch somebody every third panel of every I, book he I shows up in. Story. What's that? I just look for a story. I, I want punching. I want punching and more punching. You give and me a story Batman where, should like never. A comic where somebody goes and punches all the time. And it's boring. Yeah, you give me it's a comic funny. where Bruce Wayne sits down and yeah, talks. You get both. You get both. I'm telling you, go through this book too. And I'm looking just quickly. Go through the book and find any time that Batman, unless he's working on something, doesn't have his fences, uh, his fists clenched for a fight. I'm I looking think through just it. The art here. I'm telling you, even Superman had his fists clenched. I'm telling you. There's times when he's working on a, a thing. Everybody else has open hands. He's his fist. He just clenched. watched a lady burn on the TV. He's, he's upset. pissed. That's what I need. I need Batman to be pissed. But I gave it an eight out of ten. I, for the podcast, I could go down to a seven. I like the art, but it is a little rushed. There's some wonky things, but I really do think something behind the scenes went a little weird. But the I whole setup so. of the Outsiders book and that ending got me kind of excited, so I went up with that. And I like his dialogue, and I think that this still is one of the better Batman arcs oh, of uh, all of Rebirth because there hasn't been that many. So I, I like it as well. What would you give it, Aaron? I would give this issue a six point five out of ten. I knew it. I liked a bit of it. I really liked the dialogue. I liked the art, even though it got a little wonky there every now and then. But yeah. like, it just wasn't the climax that it was, I thought we were building up to. It actually just kind of became very lackluster by the end. And you just like, we have who's the like the character? We had Black Lightning show up, which was cool. Did nothing with it. Had Katana, Katana show up. Show that up was nothing. cool. Nothing did nothing with it. And at the end, like we have these outsider team. Like, are we gonna have the proper outsiders? Or are we gonna have these? You know, no, it's the them. It's the kids and, and stuff. I'm saying, but is Batgirl, is she involved? I don't think so. She was not like, listed. Like, just, she walked off and she just like, like yeah. is gone from the team now. Just because I she's actually think that maybe they just were her. afraid that it wouldn't because she's in her own book doing yeah. other things and, and it wouldn't make sense. But uh, I, I do think that at one point they changed it around like, okay, you know, karma's karma, but set up your book and that'll do you. It'll serve you better down the, right. the end. But uh, it is a shame because I think that there was more of a story that he wanted to tell as well. Uh, and it, that kind of was probably taken away a bit from him. But we're going to go to the next book, which, speaking of Superman clenching his fists, Eric, uh, we're going to be talking about what? Action Comics number 1002, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Patrick Gleason, Alejandro Sanchez, and Josh Reed. Robinson Good is doing her best to besmirch the good name of Superman on the paper, but Clark's not going to let that lie. And while getting to the bottom of it, he may have gone and done it. The one thing the Invisible Syndicate doesn't want him to do, discover they exist. Yeah. Who yeah. knows what the Syndicate will do now? That they're preparing for Superman. And who knows what Superman will do now 
that it looks like Lois has been avoiding him this whole time. Ooh, ooh yeah. Uh, you start off. You like the little have, pause I had there in the middle? Yes, uh, I thought you were done. Uh, uh, we I, my have, screen went black. A freaking the screensaver. Really? What happened? You're like, what oh, no. the heck? Well, speaking of screens, you start off with a uh, credits page with a screen with a bunch of post-it notes that are meta stuff. And I know that a lot of people like this. It infuriated me. I hate I stuff mind. like this, uh, especially remind Bendis eye appointment. Really? That's what you're going to put here? You're going to put stuff like, and I know you're looking at this, Jim. He's talking to me here. What the hell? And also like a black label pitch, Red Tornado Year One. You know what? That sounds pretty cool. Go screw yourself. I I, I hate shit like this. Jim Lee called. Call Byrne. What does he know? I hate. What if he had Dracula's is, number on that? This is classic, though. But this is the classic freaking you know shit that Bendis pulls, and uh-huh. I hate it. I, I I can't stand it. I'm reading a comic in a different world here, and I don't need call Bendis. Remind him of his goddamn eye appointment. Remind your own <laughs> self. Don't don't have them. Uh, but I do like this issue a little more. Uh, this issue is actually has some moments that I really like, uh, even despite myself, Cat Grant shows up and i thought it was the greatest thing ever and we'll get Each to that of why. even better the last the next one is better than the last yeah yeah i actually did like that but it starts off where uh you know you have this play on some tourists are looking and think maybe they're seeing superman which they say they did uh but they end up seeing a gangster uh getting thrown yogurt. to his death yogurt Here we saw Ugh. red cloud kill in that little like weird lead tube we had in the last issue it's weird too did you see uh did you find out what yogurt got for his last christmas did you see what, what he got Eric? he, he that, got he, he got a carton of cigarettes uh because his name is john bender eric and it made me laugh it made me laugh when i saw that <laughs> he's the low-level criminal uh john bender aka yogurt and the whole deal is i don't the, think that john bender would ever let himself be called yogurt not i don't think so either. not the john bender that i know not the john bender i know smoke <laughs> it up johnny <laughs> Is what I thought. Uh, but yeah, there's the, the big Daily Planet front uh, page headline, Superman drops gangster to his death. Now, do you think oh, that this witnesses. is a mocked up headline or is this the actual paper? I think this is the actual paper. Yeah, what, what is Perry me? doing? Uh, Perry is doing asleep job, at the apparently. wheel. And later they even say, hey, he's really on his game. No, I don't think he is. If this that's is the, the thing. Is that's one of those things about the whole thing where it this should have gone through Perry. It doesn't really feel right. Like, was he out to lunch when the presses were yeah. going? Like, well, yeah, really. Thing for this Everything else goes through reason. Perry except the most <laughs> important thing here. It, it seemed very off to me. Uh, but it's okay. It sets up yeah. that he's pissed. Uh, I really do like the art a lot in this. So do I. Uh, and you go, and the whole deal is Perry. But that that's the other thing. It, it didn't go through Perry, it seemed. And Perry also has contradicting reports of where Superman was at this time. So it should have went through Perry, and Perry should have already – this should have already been happening and said like, no, no, no. You know, this this is nonsense here. He's in, you know, Central City. He's here. Well, that's there. weird. He's talking about how he's in Coast City, and at another point he's like yeah. the Justice League was in Seattle. I'm like – Wait a minute. Like, what do you, what do you yeah, get? Yeah, he goes here, back Perry? and forth. It's very odd. Yeah. It's very odd. But yeah, you have Superman or Clark, it's actually. It's a little bad is what it is. Not bad writing. It's just a senile little man. Maybe. I think it might be a little bad writing as well. But uh, <laughs> you have Perry's like, yeah, I'm going to find he it. He did look you at know? that front page. He yeah. said it was great. Yeah. He goes, hey. He just, he like signed off on it and just let it go. Yeah, Perry's like, uh, you know, go find out what's going on. How am I supposed to do that? By acting like a real reporter. He goes off, sees Clark and says, listen. 
You follow up on this too, and this I know is one of your favorite parts, so you can tell what he says. I just like the whole thing. It's like, sir, I, I don't feel comfortable. This is Robinson Good. This is her story. I don't feel comfortable going and following up on this. Like, what are you talking about? I had Lois do it to your stories yeah. all the time. Yeah, and I'm so like, funny. Oh, that's how she's always poaching stories from Clark. That's <laughs> she's great. She's always stealing the stories. <laughs> it's funny, but it's like, hey, Lois, go and find out if there's anything more to say. No, no, Lois would just go and steal them. Uh, but yeah, you see Robinson Good like go off. Clark looks very we saw uh, in the DC looking. Nation number zero issue yeah. that like the little segment where. She is not really on the up and up. She goes off and hangs out with sleazy people in sleazy bars and talks about stuff. Yeah. We haven't seen that since that DC's uh, Nation number zero. Nope. So it's good to finally get back here at the end. Yeah, we you see get back to them. Stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you again. Know, this whole smear campaign on Superman. And this is where uh, we had Action Comics and we were saying, you know, really Action Comics is supposed to be this big book and we're just dealing with fires. Well, that was the setup and we have it yeah. here and it's starting to get a little bigger because then you see Moxie. Moxie's there. He's talking. They, well, they Moxie? Yeah, they have this whole deal where, you know, let us know when Superman's out of, out of this, this city. We're going to do all this, where it's this and that and the other thing. And he ends up, and this is a problem that Brian Michael Bendis had to go on Twitter and kind of talk about because he does talk to this kid who's there. He's got his big Whisper. gulp there. And he's, yeah, he's working all the, the tech and things. And he's like, I don't know. I'm trying to find out. And he's like, what do you mean? Is, Metropolis, is Superman in Metropolis or not, you autistic bleep? Fuck. And a lot of people got mad and like, oh, how dare he uses the the autistic word as a derogatory statement. Now, number one, now? number one, I actually <laughs> think guy. that this kid may be autistic, but he's yeah. using this because he's a bad guy. He's a piece of shit. And I saw people online like, oh, you know, you did that. I have a son who's autistic. Well, so do I. And I and read that and just, it does just not. Keep, just keep reading because Boss yeah. Moxie gets killed right yeah. after that. He gets you killed come immediately. And, and Brian Michael Bendis did spell that out. Like, don't worry. This guy's a piece of shit. Yes, this is the thing. I don't really I like. I, I, I don't say that I like. I wouldn't kick a dog, right? But if a villain in a, in a thing, that, that's setting up how man, much like. of a piece of shit he is. That, that's all this is, is setting up that he's a piece of shit. What are you supposed to do anymore with characters? I'm telling you, you, you can't know. do anything because people are all going to get upset over the stupidest things. No matter what you do, I'm like, well, stop it. Well, Just this stop. is the problem. Even though like, you, you diarrhea. I'm like, listen, I have irritable bowel syndrome. That is oh very, that's very offensive to me. You look uh, like but you have no, IBS. You end up then in a guardian. Uh, shows up and Guardian ends up beating the crap on him. But while this is going on, we get more of the Red Cloud that shows up and Red Cloud kind of shows up to stop both Moxie and the Guardian. Uh, I like seeing Guardian too, like you so said. It's weird though. I'm telling you, I think it's a really cool thing because this is a more brutal Guardian. Like the other Guardian we saw before, like um, I forget his name. I think it was uh, Mal. And yeah. um, he was working at Star Labs in New York. So we've had a bunch of. We've seen a different Guardian throughout all this kind of – I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen this Guardian. Yeah. And while it's a little confusing of why you would just go and do this from something we've seen before, nobody really remembers Guardian. We actually, Didn't we see that little bit of him in one of the cubes in Superwoman? He, he was yeah. there. And, and stuff the, like that. And we saw him in like you know before the Superboy comic was canceled in the New 52. And I think they even have the, the Guardian of Manhattan or whatever it is from yeah. Seven Souls of Victory and Sideways right now. That's the same Guardian to a degree, but – this version of it we haven't really seen before, but I like having this one because this is, you know, the Metropolis Guardian where yeah. he is a man of the street. He's almost like a Frank Castle, it seems like, where yeah, he is. He is, he's a, a cop who has been pushed to the edge to become Guardian now, and he is getting sick and tired of this corrupt, you know, system, yeah. you know, 
People keep going like the revolving system of the jail. The the, the jail yeah. And he is just going to take care of the system. Boss Moxie, he's a bad guy. And he's going to show him yeah, what it happens when him. you're a bad guy. And, and, and it like looks like, little, like kind of brutal version of the character. And it, to me, I, I don't think he was going to kill him. I think he was going to beat the living crap out of him. And that's when Red Cloud, though, shows up. I, I think he wants to teach him a lesson. Red Cloud shows up and kind of zaps both of them. Uh, we don't really see what's going on. But you do see Maggie Sawyer uh, go and talk to to a, a doctor they go in and look at the guardian he's out but yet moxie's dead but they don't think guardian did it the way that he has died doesn't match up to anything that guardian would do and guardian is in really bad shape as well and he's just like closer, closer. <laughs> red red cold red clod then red cloud you idiots i like oh, red tornado how'd you get tornado and it, i'll tell you you do go back and forth at points with this with the little sing-song dialogue that bendis uh likes to do it's yeah. not as bad in this issue no, i don't issue. mind it in this issue because it does flow it's when he does it when there's something not important going on when they're just standing around and he has to have five panels of people talking about nothing then it infuriates me when they're actually getting to something i do like it but yeah you have this whole deal now red cloud is spelled out i I, you know we'll we'll see how that goes i'm not that interested in red cloud i have to admit uh but she's going around for the invisible syndicate and taking out rival gangs yeah yeah so you have that cool too because i'm telling you i don't know like we have mr strong at the end who we saw he was a part of the invisible syndicate at the last issue yeah and he's working with robinson good and you know obviously mr strong is working with red cloud but I like this whole thing where even Moxie with the whole idea of boss Moxie, he had this kid with the whole system to find out where Superman was yeah, all the time. Superman even at the is. end when we talk about Mr. Strong, where we don't say Lois Lane anymore because nope. that perks up Superman's ears and we don't say Superman. We have a whole list of stuff that we don't yeah. do to try to stay you off. You don't the big say title. kryptonite. They have yeah. to do it. It's almost like, oh, you know, I, I really like that idea that you can't say these words yeah, metropolis because, because those are keys. That, I know, those I are like key phrases. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, I was really upset about this whole idea of Brian Michael Bendis on this title and the last issue because are we just going to be dealing with little, like, you know, yeah, little crime said. families yeah, and, like, fires? Things. And I d- was not interested. But now the thing, once we walked into it a little bit more of this issue, I'm like, you know what? How would these lower level, like, not super criminals get, yeah. a, like, get a, like, um, away with anything? I'm like, this, the, way, the, the past they have to go to make sure that they can continue working. I'm like, that's actually an interesting that story. That is interesting. I actually think that this is leading to uh, somewhat of an injustice type deal. I actually think that this is leading to Superman getting a little out of hand uh, oh, yeah. because even when you had uh, earlier, uh, I forget what issue it was or if it was where you had uh, Killer Moth and Firefly and they were in Metropolis and they're like, you know, you can't, you know, yell. It was Man of Steel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was Man of Steel. And uh, you can't yell. You can't raise your voice. He, right. And it's starting to me. It's getting a little bit like he is. And, and where I think that it goes. Privacy? Well, it goes from here where he ends up, you have Clark in a bar. He's trying to figure out all these things, what's going on about yogurt, who actually did kill him, what happened. They do, he does end up talking about a gang and they find out Finds that they out were the one. was the guy who was doing yeah, the fires. That they were the one doing the fires. And you have Clark and he goes back to tell Perry about this. And he's like, they were doing it. They're the guys who started the fire. Yogurt was part of this. He is not very happy. He, it goes back and forth with them telling him that. And he 
he's like, will you excuse me? Because at this one point you have, you know, the, the idea I think that he gets mad is these gangsters because Perry spells it out. You mean these guys are killing people by setting fires just to distract Superman. And I think that Superman feels duped by this. He feels like a fool. He feels like he is responsible for all those deaths because of what he did and didn't do. And he goes up and starts beating the shit out of uh, meteors out I, in, this in is space. my least favorite part of the well, issue. I'm, I'm telling you I think that this is showing a continuation that he is going to go over the edge he yeah. is pissed he needs to get and he's going and that's why I think you had that part with Guardian who Guardian said listen I'm sick of all you guys coming out of jail and not getting right. things I think that that is the first bit of setup of a Superman who then says listen this isn't Gotham anymore this is Metropolis and I am going to stop this nonsense you guys are going down and i do think that it's going to lead to that though it is too much like injustice to me but it's something that might be interesting where you may even have down the line the justice league have to get involved and say listen clark you can't do this i know that man like metropolis is mine and goes away and things like that i really do think that that's the setup uh, of this possibly because you're seeing him get angry and seeing him and just that idea with the guardian showing up and saying Things are getting out of hand, and I'm the one who's going to do this. Well, now he's an invalid, it looks like, and, and so he's not going to be able to. And I think that Superman will be the one. Uh, but, yeah, you said you didn't really like – I don't mind. It, hey, it's he just wants to show. We have two pages of Superman. Like, yeah, uh, like, it is, it is a, a little too much. He uses himself in the middle. This is your boss, Clark, to go fly off and have a tantrum. I'm like, come well, on. Well, this is where you have Superman. the thing that people are saying, oh, man, he knows the character so much. We never see him you know, blow off steam. I actually – like to think that he never has to. Yeah. You know I like I mean? to think I like that he's to, an adult. I like to think that he's more than that. I like to think that he's better than an adult because I get mad sometimes. There's people listening now. I'm sure Brandon probably it's, has punched three walls this week. I, 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 I like to think Superman's beyond that. But Can you imagine me at work where I'm talking to the boss, some shipment got all messed up and it's on me or something like that, something I didn't do to like look into a door. And I, excuse me, but hold on. Can I go outside no, and start punching shit? No, you weren't there the one time that uh, I ended up having to <laughs> change a crate once. Right. You, you weren't there because it was wrong turn and the girl that wrong turn works with were helping me and i got word that we had to change that crate i got so angry i threw the fucking hammer and it went out the door it went out the bay door i'm like oh god i gotta go get that hammer now i got so angry Uh, so i you know a lot of people do this so but again i don't know that i like seeing superman do it though some people say they do uh but that's when uh, you go back. He goes back. He's he's blown off some steam. He's checking out some things, and that's where Cat uh, Grant shows up. And if you just started in Rebirth, the Cat Grant that you know, if you read Supergirl, you, but the Cat Grant I love is yeah. the one that started a blog with <laughs> Clark back in the New Fifty Two called Clark Tropolis. <laughs> and at one point. They were going to be able to sell it for a million dollars, and they turned it down. It was the Suckers. best. Oh, it was so great. But him and, and Cat Grant started a blog that was going to be the new back. thing. It was so funny. It, it was the best. Jimmy was a billionaire at that point. There was so <laughs> many crazy things going on. Uh, it's funny, though, because she shows up, and she's like, oh, my God, you look so great. You don't age a day. I love you. I'm going to I'm gonna go and pretend to Perry that I'm stealing you away. <laughs> it, it, this is great Cat Grant. Yeah. Uh, Bendis, he's the best Cat Grant writer now, and I love it. I agree. And, 
The best is, though, is we have some inside information just because of doing reviews and things like that. I would have never known what they were talking about because she's like, hey, you know, that that thing that Lois is doing, it looks great. And Clark's like, what? She's like, you know, I saw in the galleys. You had no idea what that meant. The galleys. That is where previews of books go up, where people in the industry can check them out before they come up. I had no idea what that was before. How does he think I I used to look at the word and thought it said gallery still. I'm telling you. How does Brian Michael Bendis think that this is something that anybody knows what it is except people people in publishing? Maybe people are smarter than us. Maybe. Because, yeah, uh, Reggie saw because I think we called it the gallery. He's like, no, it's the galleys because Reggie works in publishing. publishing, And and, and, so we had no idea, but it is the whole deal of, no, you know, hey, it's Lois's book. I mean, I know when she's on fire, she's on fire. And he's like, huh? And he gets so sad. And you see cats like, Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. And again, this is the cat I like. The cat that I like isn't the Uber bitch who's gonna, you know, I'm gonna get everybody. Da, da, da. It's the the woman This who, is larger than life cat. It's yeah, what I this, like. That's I like the cat who says what she wants, but she doesn't want to hurt anybody, but she yeah. always does because she says her mind and realizes and then says, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Clark, if things are going, you know, not so, going so great, but sorry. And then just goes up, Perry, darling. Did so, you miss me? And, so like, I love and, and they hate each other, but they like each other. It's one of those relationships that they hate to like each other. And oh, it's so good. Uh, but Clark's upset. Clark's like, you know, what's going on if Lois is back? But we do go off. And then see Robinson Good and Mr. Strong, which this is the connection to the whole deal, the Red Cloud, all of that. And that's yeah. why at one point when like, hey, what do you want? And she gives the piece of paper. I want a piece of kryptonite. She can't say kryptonite out nope. loud. She can't say Lois. You can't say that stuff, even at the point that he says you can't say her name, things like that. And it continues this whole deal, and somebody is listening. She is listening. Red and Cloud. Yeah, She's yeah. out and about. Yep. And it's funny, too. It's Red I think that they want you to think that it's Lois listening at some point, and it, it, it can't be. But no. uh, there, she wants kryptonite. She wants to use it for you know an insurance deal, all that stuff. And he's like, you know what? Uh, that's a tall order. I might be able to get it. It reminded me of heroin <laughs> that's a tall order you're gonna have to give me a couple days uh but they, they're gonna go off with the naked gun <laughs> i love you i love you too uh, <laughs> that's the name of the boat frank i know that now but yeah it's the setup of robinson and how she's kind of the bad guy but yeah. uh, superman then goes off and ends up finding a undercover lois in who, disguise yeah in disguise with her little blonde haired wig and she's mad that Short she shorts. got pickles she didn't want no pickles, Aaron. Who no. wants the pickles? And that's when Superman shows up in Lois. She and always says that. No pickles. Hi, honey. I'm like, oh, you were in trouble. He is so mad. And that, that is that awesome pen- quick thing. I'm telling you, like, I yeah. was really upset last time. Like, is this trying to? Are you trying to tell me that Lois is in town about that last cliffhanger we had, like issue one uh, one thousand and one? And like a lot of people were talking, like, oh, is it really Lois? Is somebody else? Is it we just still like, don't know if it is. I still, I it's gotta be. I don't know because you don't have him. Re- you know, he looks pissed, and he, Lois, and, and she says that, and we'll see. Uh, it has to be. I, I would agree. We'll see, but that throws a lot of questions. How'd she so get back? Up. Where's John? I mean, well, he- the worst part is like we had the whole thing. You know, the rocketing out into space. You know, the whole intro to the issue yeah. where you know Bendis likes to back? talk about like the whole thing where like you know Bendis likes to talk about like you know the catch everybody up on the story of Superman. We yeah. have that first paragraph, 
And then the next one, it goes in talking about how Lois and John have gone off with Jarrell. I'm like, why would you have that in the beginning of this issue? Is it just like kind of a, a weird way to yeah, get to I don't. End? We're going to have to see. And it actually is intriguing to me, and we'll find yeah, out. Me too. Uh, yeah, what'd you give this? I gave this issue a 7 out of 10. It's actually becoming more of something that I do want to see. And it's giving me hope that, you know, Brian Michael Bendis, who controls Superman right now in all four shapes, forms, and sizes, yeah. is actually knows what he might be doing. Maybe. Because to this, up to this point, I didn't see any of that coming my way. And the whole idea, like, you know, I don't want any parts of his Superman, but this issue got me kind of interested yeah, in what I'm he with you. Felt, at least with this issue, uh, this series. Yeah, I love Patrick Gleason's art. Uh, so, uh, I think that it's great. Uh, except and for when Clark's in the bar trying to get to, like, figure out what I happened. I think that that was supposed to look weird. gritty or something. It seemed There's something and wrong also, with the coloring or something. I don't know. And maybe because of that, well, no, because he goes back and then it goes back, I was going to say, or even if it was, like, something where the whole time he was telling the story, but he went in. But even that had some fun moments. We really didn't go into detail with that, but when he goes to this one guy, like, you know yogurt? No. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody died and he was my friend. I lost somebody too. And the guy hugs him like really bad. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I kind of like going to bars. It almost seemed like a, almost like something in a comedy movie type deal. And then the next, you know, you go off and then come back and everybody's drunk together singing songs and things. So I like that. I'm actually going to go eight out of 10. I right. actually am going to go very positive with this because it is the first time that we've been reading this where I wasn't infuriated. Yeah. And even with the asteroids and that he, him hitting that where i think he's supposed to be that's his clever moment of saying look nobody really shows you how superman kind of blows off steam i'm gonna show you i actually like the idea not of that but of the idea of him being that angry and we never see him that angry that's why i do think it's going to lead to something where he decides to step up the game and kind of say that metropolis is not going to end up being like a gotham you and think for well, this book where Everybody's talking about how Brian Michael Bendis knows the voice of Superman and he's going to make him a bad guy. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, if this would happen, it would be, be like crazy. Now, really? Because all he keeps saying in every interview is he only wants to do things that has never been seen. That's why he doesn't have Brainiac, and that's why he has Red Cloud. He doesn't want any of the things that came before. Yeah, I think that he did. You think he cares? He got rid of Lois and John immediately <laughs> and didn't care. He doesn't seem to care what the hell he does. He just tells people that you gotta you know read it and that's what you get plus it's not like anybody has any other option if you're a superman fan you are stuck with him. Game town. you have no other option so yeah i do think that also he has two books and he can play different games with both and see how it goes but uh it would be odd out of nowhere in this issue to go full out showing uh you know bringing up the fact that metropolis is starting to get like gotham then showing guardian where he's beating the crap out of people right. and saying that metropolis is being led you know run amok run and the then pot, have superman yeah. just sit there and can't even control that he doesn't even know if his woman's in town eric his Ooh, woman's wait. in town he can't even control that but yeah uh <laughs> i really liked it though i actually really liked I, it i, I and, had a good time with the issue and I, I, the only thing i, I got mad at next the only thing i got mad at was those stupid post-it notes you don't need to do that. I, I don't need that nonsense. I'm on work on Monday. You're going to come in. There's going to be post-it notes everywhere. Oh, I'll kill you. Post-it notes with uh, black label idea, blue beetle book. <laughs> I'll kill you. Vibe. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to go to the next book and the last book of the section, which is Batman Kings of Fear, number one, written by Scott Peterson, not the wife killer 
Eric. This is a former Thank editor you. of Batman, artist Kelly Jones, Michelle Madsen, and Rob Lee. This book is one of those things that must have come along at the exact right time for me and just click. Kelly Jones' art combined with a sparse but classic feeling story is just the remedy for all the pretentious and faux deepness we're getting from the main Batman book. And maybe our critics are right again, Eric. I like seeing Batman punch people. Uh, this is a I like weird it too. But this, when we yeah. have most of an issue where Joker just sits there and talks, yeah. I'm like, you're boring me. I, I wasn't actually bored. And the reason why I think that it wasn't as bad and I think a lot of people are going with it is because this felt like classic Joker. And yeah. the only Joker we've gotten recently is in Tom King's book where I hate it. So this actually, to me, was more like Joker. And I liked it. And the art, now, uh, Kelly Jones, uh, I, I go issue by issue. See, really. Kelly I know Jones, a lot of- this, is, this is an art style that I grew up on. So yeah. going through this is very nostalgic for me and I can get behind I love the whole the art. thing. You know, I, I, I kind of back to being a kid. And that's well, the yeah. main reason that I do enjoy this issue, but not story wise. I'll tell you. Well, that. the last, the last thing we saw with Kelly Jones was uh, the uh, swamp thing stuff right. with Len Wein before Len Wein passed away. And I started to not actually like his art in that. I, I thought it got a little too, I don't know. It just didn't click with me. This clicks right. with me. And you would have, even at that first page, you know, actually the second, the credits page where you see that Joker has his finger through this hole in the deal. And you see these guys looking that looks so much like that swamp thing art with those guys. With the, he's very big on dramatic shadows and things yeah. like that, which I do like. But yeah, I'm telling you, I had fun with this to the point where it's a very quick read. Oh, yeah. uh, you are setting up just a story. It's going to be six issues. And I think it's going to be a very like even with this, like you say, there's not much going on. I told you that it's it's such a quick read. Um, but I don't mind that after six issues, we get a very contained story. That might have a couple battles and a thing with him, uh, Batman and Scarecrow. And I'm fine with Scarecrow. That. And Scarecrow shows at the end because after the big battle, you know, and everything like during this big escape, the Joker is set up for when he returns to Arkham. Kind of like you know in the Arkham Knight video game. Um, yeah, that's what Arkham, it's like. Arkham Asylum video game. If it was just uh, raining a little more exactly. as he pulls up. Entire time, yeah. But no, it's like during this whole thing, the Scarecrow gets out. I'm like, you know what? I can dig that. I haven't yeah, seen. I'm Scarecrow telling you, I went high age. with this. Just because I, I read it and I really just – I was like I was really pleasantly surprised. We weren't even going to talk about this on the podcast. I decided at the last second if I would have had four reviews this past week, I wouldn't have done this. I, I wouldn't have added this to make a five or a six review. I only had two. I'm like, oh, I'll add this for a third and read it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can get behind this because it's not trying to do anything. It's not trying to do anything, though, more than just tell a classic type Batman story. It's not. Now, it does tend to it gets a little more when they do because Joker ends up he's setting this whole thing up. It's almost like mimicking what Joker did at the church. You know, he's doing this. He has a hostage. He's doing he's killing people. He only wants Batman to show up and, you know, play the game. And Batman does show up. There's a lot of punching in a, uh, you know, a multi-tiered paneled page. Gets everything out of the way real quick, though, with yeah. the way it played out. You know, I'm telling yeah, you, he ends like up getting team panels in this page to show oh, yeah. you real close-ups. Yeah, yeah, and it's just every violence. punch, and, <laughs> and you end up there. And even so, and uh, like we talk about Wonder Woman later. Where I say, oh, we have all these close-ups or whatever. In something as chaotic as this, this fight, yeah. this, it, it works out. 
There's no story progression with this page. There's no, it's just, just a fight thrown together. Okay, and, and and where you say like there are points where you'd be like, oh, you know what? This whole Joker thing is a lot of you know stalling. It's a lot of padding. This fight here, it could have been seven pages because of what they're doing, but they get it out with all yeah. these panels. You get it. I do I like the pro- going and get back to yeah. I do like the progression here of this art, though, when you get to the next page because Batman, he's beating up everybody. Then he goes and Joker's still out and about. He goes to help this one guy. Joker laughs. He has a, a knife uh, that he's going to stab. And Batman just reaches out, grabs his ankle, and <laughs> boom! And Joker just Joker falls down. And he's done. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so so then you go into the end. Basically, now we're going to get a bunch of things where Batman is just driving Joker to Back Arkham. To the asylum, and and yeah. he's not talking. Joker's singing. He's asking things. Oh, you're up. even more brooding than yeah, you. He says, and, and if you really want to get into it and say, oh, he's upset because of God, I'm not even going with Why that because this seems an out of time. It's almost like it's out of continuity, but in all of continuity to me. It's yeah. something that's just there. Well, that's and I like it. Too, where we, when we finally do get to the asylum and see a bunch of the other rogues gallery of Batman. I do get upset just personally that Bane and the Penguin were there because like, yeah. they're not insane. They should not no, be like, I oh. know. It's the classic deal because when they do get there though he brings Joker in. He's got the long ears like you like Batman but, uh, with the I'm art. Telling you, I'm a weird sucker. I'm telling you, when I was a kid it used to bother me so much when they're like it the, kind of bothers me a little, but I get used to I'm, it. If you go back and look at the old '90s covers, you would have yeah. covers where if Batman's head was on the bottom of the page of that front <laughs> the, cover, the ears, ears were would at go the to the top. Exactly, oh, so good. And uh, it used to bother me so much because it's not what I knew growing up as a kid. Like you know, watching the New Adventures of Batman or yeah. uh, Batman the Animated Series, even or even you know the the Super Friends, but like. For some reason, as an adult, since I grew up seeing this giant here, Batman, I like seeing it, it again. It makes you it's smile. not something you get to yeah. see very often. And this is quick. They go in. He has Joker. Uh, at one point, he gasses Joker to get, and it seems kind of odd. And you, you don't he wants really him to get shut much. up. Yeah, you don't get much out of it because he kind yeah. of you know gets out. But yeah, and it's funny because he does want him to shut up, so he does that, and he's like, "Huh, did you use that because of Robin?" <laughs> Robin sits there and gaps every time they're in there. Uh, and I, is it me or do I think he's talking about Tim Drake for some reason? Because he seems like he'd be the one that fucking chatter all the time. Uh, oh. Dick knows when to shut his mouth. Tim would be like, "You know what? I figured out Batman. Hey, shut your mouth." Uh, but they go. They go into Arkham. It's kind of a funny parks in the staff only. Ooh, Batman. He goes in and kind of like, here's Joker. Take him away. And this one doctor's like, listen, you got to stop this nonsense. Like, you are the main reason they're here, not just because you caught them, but because you made them and all this stuff. And it, it goes on. And you it being here, like it's just placating them, letting them know yeah. that you're getting a reaction out of you and, and stuff like that's, that. And so. that's like the gist of the deepness. That's as deep yeah. as you're going to get in here. It's the whole thing of does Batman create the deal? Is he also creating the problems with them? This is a place of healing and you're here to punch. As this goes on, though, the interns or the guards, they take uh, Joker away. There's an alarm. There's noise, and Joker's and that was the away. weirdest progression. Telling you, the art's not for everybody. I can see people not liking the story because of the art. If you're not used to it, and I am kind of used to it, you know everything. But this progression where it says White Knight. And no, I don't know what that is. I and clang, this is clang, a thing. Clang, and we like, have the weird. We thing had is the going review on. copy, and that was in it. 
And it says in type, yeah, I think that that's something that somebody put there and it wasn't supposed to make the fina- the final deal. I have to check into it because it says Batman White Knight. Obviously, that's Sean Murphy's book and it's typed in. It's not anything that it's almost like part of the watermark that yeah. was in. We get a review watermark on our review copies. This was in there. I don't think that it's supposed to be there. I think that somebody made a mistake and it went through well, a that, lot of channels to, to get the there. Of the clang, clang, clang of the alarm going off. Then it seems like Batman's jumping up to the next level, but he's just yeah. running. This whole progression of the alarm going off, especially with that with Batman White Knight, just, yeah, I, I like, just that, that whole thing is message. It, it even like if it was something that was supposed to be there, it, it's not well done in there. I think that somebody messed up. I, I don't know why that's there. It makes no sense. And I'd like to hear because we don't have the print copy. I'd like to yeah. see if it made the print copy as well, which I would think it did. It's just weird. But yeah, he just, I actually just took it. I didn't even think like necessarily that he jumped the level. I just think that this was supposed to show you as he gets away, says to the, the doctor, run hey, now. What, and he's what, just going. And for whatever reason, I'll tell you from the progression there where you have the clang clang, him jumping, it looks like to you, you turn the page and then there's Batman running. It looks like he has so much forward momentum. He's about to fall over. I know, it does. I'm telling you, though, the art makes me think that it's such a classic looking deal. Yeah. And he goes, he goes to guard. Where, where is he? Oh, Joker got out. He got away from us. He let everybody out. They're all out. And now we get another big. And it is a, you know, I, I know what you're saying, Bane, you know, Penguin, yeah. that. But it is fan service. Killer Croc, Mr. Freeze. And this is the thing. To me, also, I would think that a lot of people, this this really plays out like an animated. And I'm not even saying Batman, the animated series, because I'd be faking the funk. I didn't really watch a lot of that, unfortunately. But it does kind of come to just an animated you know deal in general yeah. where you go yeah bane poison ivy you have them batman has a little gizmo that sets off the lights everybody's got their 90s yeah. style look yeah that's what i'm saying it seems like a very animated type deal they're all gonna fight it's a classic thing and it's not here as the wow moment of i'm gonna this is just what this is this is to me Almost a celebration of a classic Batman, and I think yeah, that Scott Peterson is you can tell you, the whole story behind it too. It's like, all right, I, if uh, Joker somehow released everybody, <laughs> yep, there stuff, you go. That, how, that's the story. I'm saying though, how does everybody have their equipment, their clothes? Hey, you know? <laughs> again, I think that the whole deal is just to have fun and do what most classic. And again, to me, the style that Kelly Jones has is kind of going back, and that's why I can kind of let some things go because this would. Would be something in the past. Now, I'm talking past, past where you would have things as mean. silly as this. I'm talking like Golden Age or even ah. Silver Age. Y- you would always have. If anybody's getting out of Arkham, they're running around. You know, you have Freeze and his deal, and it, it doesn't make sense. But you go with it to have fun. It's a big fight. You end up having a fight. Batman, Batman turns the lights out and just starts yeah. beating the hell out of everybody. Yep, and he takes them all out, and that's where he's like, okay, I took care of it, and that's where the doctor comes in, like, you didn't take care of it, you showed them that, and this is the thing, this is like... Tanya yelling at me uh, when I have solved a, you know, something going on in the house when they're fighting, and I tell them to shut their traps. Shut your goddamn mouth. And then she's like, you're just teaching them that. I'm like, no, no. What I'm teaching them is you better be afraid of me, and you better shut your mouth. Uh, yeah, that's right. what I'm teaching. Shut I'm your yaps. Scarecrow. Yeah, shut your yaps. <laughs> but yeah, they, she's like, you're just doing this. And he's like, ah, well, <laughs> whatever. And then the guy comes, he's like, oh, by the way, Scarecrow, I mean, Jonathan Crane, uh, 
He he got out and he's he's gone. And he says he's got a hostage, which he doesn't seem to. And I don't know that possibly this was a setup, that that right. this kind of thing was a setup because Batman goes and it seems like because of Batman's that idea, hostage. Yeah, and, and because <laughs> of that, he kind of goes a little, you know, over the top to get there. He does. If Batman doesn't slide across the hood of the Batmobile, he leaps in a roundhouse <laughs> kick across there. But Scarecrow comes and gets him. There's says, a low kick, kick over top and of I it. know. I was reading this and I said, boy, I know that Eric's going to love that Scarecrow. I love the Scarecrow. Oh, I knew you so were going to love it. it he looks so, so good. good. Yeah, he looks so good. He ends up gassing. That's why he Batman. wasn't there because it took him a little extra while to put on his costume because he has to wrap it that did. rope around every he bit of his body. That rope. <laughs> He's like, I got to get that rope. Hey, so anybody good. have rope? He's yelling. I want the scarecrow to look like this and everything. And this is, and I'll, I'll talk to you, and I'm not going to try to convince you to raise any score because I went pretty high on this because I really liked it. Uh, but he's like, boo, uh, gas them. I see you. This is where. I'm going to go with the idea that how this is playing out, we usually have these six-issue minis, and you're going to have a spot where in the end of the third and all of the fourth issue, maybe even the third and fourth, there'll always be these lulls, and there'll be this. I think that Scott Pearson is a big Batman editor. He is a he was an editor for Batman for quite some time. He's done a lot of these on the editing side. I'm going to give him the benefit that I think that what he's doing is making it so that all of these will be just the same pacing and go because this is a a series about Scarecrow. Yeah. And he waits until the end of the first issue to even show you Scarecrow. He's setting up, getting and all boy, these did he other. Show me Scarecrow, and, and he's and he's going through these things where you start out. And I think that he was playing with the idea too that almost all of these start. Oh, Batman, Joker! So he shows this, but he gets it out of the way so that you can go, and then it's going to be a Joker or a uh, Scarecrow story by the end. Also. You get the idea that he's setting up the thing with the doctor saying, hey, you just can't beat up people. You can't do this. That's not how they heal. Well, now Batman is kind of insane and he's kind of going to get some treatment done to him as well uh, with Scarecrow and things like that. So we'll have to see how it goes. But even at the end with next, the doctor is in. uh, I'm like, oh, it's so good. But yeah, I I had a lot of fun. And like I said, if if this would have been an issue... Uh, the first three weeks of Rebirth, when I was liking every book and I was really digging Batman, my score might have been lower. I'm telling you, this is almost like a sign of the time score where I'm not enjoying the regular Batman book. Obviously, we don't even talk about it on the regular podcast and it infuriates me. And for me to read a Batman story that was quick, uh, I had fun. It had fan service, but it wasn't just there for a wow moment. It's kind of the whole thing is the fan service deal. And it all it, to me, it almost seems like a guy who loves Batman and wants to tell a classic story. And I'm in the mood for that right now. I'm in the mood. And even on the site now, we're doing a lot of retro reviews. And then this pops up out of nowhere, which I, like I said, I knew nothing about it. I just knew it was coming out. I didn't know if I was going to review it or not. We didn't know if we were going to talk about it. And I was very happy. I had a lot of fun. I liked the character designs. I love Scarecrow. And yeah, I'm not always a big ear Batman fan. 
But in this, it, it looked great. I loved it. So I gave it an eight five. And a lot of that is art. But right. I, I even enjoyed just what we got from the characters and the talk. And I'll, I'm in for the story. I'll just be in for the six issue long haul. Uh, what would you give it? I would give this a six out of ten. Uh, I'm telling you, I can see the reasons that you would like this whole thing. I can see a lot of reasons that a lot of people would like this. I can yeah, also a lot see of a lot of reasons it. why people wouldn't like this as well. And it's not, I'm telling you, I'm just sitting right there where it's, it's no harm, no foul. I read it. I got the job done. I don't care about the story. If we never talked about it again, it wouldn't bother me. I probably wouldn't no, read no, it. No, that's the thing. I'm with I, you because I, I, I feel, the thing is- I feel good about the art, though, because it's nostalgic for me. But as far as the story where, you know, Batman punches Joker in the face, drives him to Arkham, and then punches a bunch of other people in the face, it just wasn't enough there to really get me excited for more mostly beyond the art but it was a really cool little call back to stuff that i grew up with and it should be a fun little jaunt that we continue doing no, just and and here's the thing. Like we talk about a, with a lot of things. I'm looking at the art, uh, it, or not the art. I'm looking at the scores, and there's a lot of reviews, and it ends up being like an eight right. uh, overall. And there's your, you know, the people who give tens to everything. This yeah. one guy, I swear to God, he is not given anything less than a ten. Yeah, in this whole year, it seems. Holy, the guy has done almost 200 reviews, and his average is like a nine eight. How can that be possible? So, but okay. still, I, I think that just for me it's the time it's the timing of this and needing something just to have some fun and but i'll I'll admit to you i i'm with you if we decided not to talk about it anymore and i didn't read it i don't think i'd be missing something integral i I wouldn't think but you also have to go in the whole idea when we're talking about this where reggie brings up the price of books a lot we do not uh because we usually don't buy the books that's why i don't say it and this is one of those where i'm not paying for this book i get a review copy we're just talking about what we feel of the book i don't know that this is fully worth buying uh because of what it, i do like it i gave it an eight five yeah. but it's not it might be something that if you think you like what what i'm saying or even what eric's saying uh this might be something to wait for a trade and just you know kind of lay back and see if it continues to be good and then at the end of six issues buy it as a full trade save some money and things like that because it may not actually be worth the price of each admission right you know what i mean because of what it is but because i'm just here for the story i'm having fun so i i really do like it but we're gonna go off now to some mail Shazam. Three ninety nine in my hand. I got no bullets. That's just a jive. I need a book to make me feel more alive. mail with jim mail with jim and eric uh not a lot of mail this week this is a streamlined podcast we have two males (laughs) 
and they're going to be in this section. And here we go. We're going to start with Tony. Tony says, oh, good evening, Jim, Eric, and the GFC. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. He says, indeed. Up, let Tony? me first uh, let me first say next week we have a Joker and Daffy Duck crossover. Not on my that watch. That literally sounds like the worst crossover ever. Seriously, out of all the DC villains to Seriously. pick, they pick him. Could have been the Riddler. Actually, that would have been okay. It could have been nothing uh, you at all. What's that? It could have been nothing at all. You have the Riddler in the whole rabbit season, duck season. That becomes a Riddler. With all well, the are praise. Are the Joker and Daffy both Daffy? Oh, my. They are Daffy, aren't they? With all the praise Action Comics 1002 has got over the past week, I decided to read it over again. Wasn't that bad. Had some good moments. Art on a few pages were okay, but majority was pretty good. Enjoyed the computer screen sticky notes. Ooh. How dare you? <laughs> I could see Bendis doing a great job at action, but doing an awful job at Superman. I liked I liked action a lot. Uh, t- I hated those sticky notes. Oh, sticky note your face. Teen Titans was okay. I can see liking it at the fourth issue of this run. This issue had good art and a setup for some future tension between the team yeah. roundhouse eric roundhouse i, I like Robin that never too. gave that gin ring back yeah i know i said i don't think he's going to detective comics love how we are getting an outsider's book but would prefer we get at least a team that doesn't consist of more than half the bat family i, I think that mainly they seem to want to keep duke and Cass, uh, you know in the mix we need something from the and- well, yeah, because I think that going forward, they're not going to be a detective. You're going to get back to that being a Batman by himself centric type book, uh, maybe with guest stars uh, back and forth. But I don't think that you're going to have a lot of them in it's it. It's bigger than and, the last, huh? Yeah, yeah. Art and story were once again amazing. You know, we uh, we had a lot of problems with the art. There were a lot of snafus there uh, that we pointed out. Uh, uh, Eric put point out one that I didn't even see, the one with the hair. Yeah. That was bad. That was really bad, but I still like the art in general. Uh, definitely going to be uh, going to get the trade. Yeah, I um, I thought that it, there was something wonky with it overall, but I did like it. Only thing that the issue was lacking was the cliffhanger from the previous issue said that Katana had to teach Batman something. Uh, what exactly did she teach him? She said that that was alien tech in the Brainiac files. But yeah. again, this is something that I think was supposed to be bigger at the beginning, and then kind of got pushed. I'm telling you, the same thing. Black Lightning showing up is supposed to be a big thing. Yeah. He never really did anything except for babysit. Yeah. And then we get Katana show up. That's supposed to be big or Felix and, and, She has nothing for yeah. her to do. And again, we just got done talking about Kings of Fear, Batman Kings of Fear. And I, I mentioned a couple times, I think the reason I like it is because it's kind of a different mode a of a Batman people. book that we're getting. I think that maybe Brian Hill, I think we're giving him a wide berth with some of these problems because we're enjoying it so much more than the other Batman book. Uh, and that might be the case. Suicide Squad Annual was A, pointless, but entertaining. Be surprised what? if anything from that issue comes what? back in an issue. So good. Uh, but it's one of Eric's favorite things. He has never <laughs> given that, that high a score in a while. But seriously, and you'll hear that coming up. Uh, but seriously, when Spoiler. the fuck did Merlin arrive at Bell Rev? Uh, we think that the before. Coast Guard grabbed yeah. him. But it, it even points to the whole idea of why I say that I did like Brian Hill's deal because that was another one where, oh, Merlin, see, smell you later, buddy. <laughs> Every time Merlin showed up in that book, he got away in the more ridiculous versions of, than the past. Him holding on that and blimp was the best. The blimp was the best. And as he's going off on the blimp on hey, that there. ladder, blimp and him and Canary. It's a shame we didn't get him. (laughs) He's right behind you. It's not going that fast. Shoot the blimp. 
Before I squat on out of here like a duck, if in 2019 DC announced a new 6 or 12 issue miniseries team-up book with six characters who will travel to another Earth to stop Black Manta, Mongol, Vandal, Savage, Merlin, and Talia al Ghul, what six would you pick? For me, I think it would be Hawkman, the leader. He's the leader. Starfire, second in command. I don't want that. Sideways? Nope. nope. <laughs> so, well, you, you go through the riffs. Arsenal, mm-hmm. Ragman, and Shazam, Eric. Well, I agree with Shazam team. as well. I, I'd like Hawkman. I'm going to throw in uh, the uh, Buddy Baker Animal Man. And I'm going to I'm going to uh, take advantage wait, 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 of wait, wait, his. I'm just saying, at, how many characters you at now? Well, I don't have any yet. That's what he picked. He oh, picked I thought these were your yeah, picks. No, okay. no. Sideways. I don't know. He's thinking. No, no, that was his picks. He said, for me, I think I would go with Hawkman, Starfire, Sideways, Arsenal, Ragman, and Shazam. Right. Uh, I'm going to say, I, I, I'll i go with Hawkman, so, but uh, I want to get Animal Man, just in case, you know, you need somebody to tap into that red. You know, there's a red, Eric. Yeah, and just, also, you, every story needs someone to tap into the red, because that happens all the time. true. And <laughs> while we're at it, if I get Swamp Things in there, too, in case no. we need the green, Eric, and then I'm getting the, the machine lady. What was, what was the, the machine, machine queen? Lady? The Machine Queen, in case we have to tap into the machines. And then Abby Arcane. Boom. Oh. We, we got it what all. What about the Greg? Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. I'll get Arcane in there. We'll, we'll yeah, that's, that's the rot. That's not the Greg. Yeah, that's that the fumble. rot. Yeah, no, nobody likes the gray. Who nobody likes the, the machines. Who wants to? I'll get Justin Gray, the oh. writer. He'll tap into the gray. He can He'll eat a lot of chicken, chicken wings for us. I'll be in chicken wings all the time. No, yeah. I'll go Hawkman, right. Animal Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want everything with a man too. So I'll go Batman, uh-huh. uh, Ragman, uh-huh. and Dollman. It's the man, man. Team, Eric. I'll think of you. Go, you go. I, I'm trying to think. All right, I'm just gonna throw some of my favorite heroes together because I, I don't know. I, I just need more time to think about this. I'm Blue Beetle the gonna be in there. Yes, Blue he's Beetle. gonna be on there. But uh, I don't know. I want to say Ted. Is Cord it magical Blue or is it a uh, alien? Text it doesn't scare. matter for mine because this is Ted Cord Blue Beetle. He's gotten over that oh. heart problem. He's moving in. Holy, ma- but he's dead. We no, see Maxwell no, Lord is, is now dead from Wonder Woman, so he got shot in the back of the head. Look, dude, you shut your fucking mouth, okay? That's I don't what know happened. what's going I on. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to do it. Look, I'm the- just here <laughs> telling you how it is. I'm not the one. I'm not. Don't blame the, the, the player. Blame the game, my friend. You mean the messenger? No. I'm trying to combine things here. Hawkman, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord version, Firestorm, Shazam, um, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Oh, and oh my goodness, and Luke Hollywood need, just perked up his ears. I need one more. I need one more. Um, my Donna Troy. No, I don't want Donna Troy. Artemis. I don't want Artemis. I need somebody good here. I need somebody really good. Grail. You know what? Fuck it. Black Lightning. Black Lightning. There you go. Black Lightning. Huh. Uh, I'm saying that if I'm going to look and go straight I just ended up looking over at my Imaginex Black Lightning. I'm going to go with, I'm just going Shazam to battle Black Adam. I go Superman against Mongol. I will go a weird deal of guy, Animal Man against Vandal Savage, right? Uh, you got uh diggle because merlin still owes him i would think they could work out a deal there and against uh, no not diggle uh animal man then uh green arrow and batman there you go 
I have a, a lame team. <laughs> I just, I'll just go with like such heavy hitters that they could just destroy everyone. But I actually <laughs> like his sideways is a little odd. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I do like Arsenal, Shazam, Starfire, and Hawkman. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as big a Ragman fan uh, as the next guy. Which Ragman? Uh, the old Ragman or that new monstrosity that Ray? I say he's there? going classic. Yeah. Uh, I would also maybe throw in Double Down. And <laughs> <laughs> Double you Down. Out of you? What are you doing? Double Down out of nowhere is there. I'd go with Double Down, a classic double with cheese, mm-hmm. and a, uh, a In-N-Out uh, a burger of some sort. There you Just go. some sort of In-N-Out burger. Just some sort, any kind. Since they don't have them here, I'm assuming that they have to travel with it, and it's going to be fucking old and disgusting. So there you go, Eric. I'll go meat only. I, I forget what they call that. They, they have that secret menu. The carnivore. That they go by. Yes. That, how about the carnivore uh, fries I'll go with? That's on my team. But yeah, thanks, Tony. And if I think about it a little more, uh, and I would always put, if, you, if you're going to have t- uh, Ted Court Blue Beetle, I'm going to have Nightwing on my deal. So there. Take that. And he would go against Tom. Take that. What are you talking about? Take that. What? I don't need your nonsense. Your fucking teams. With You're playing favorites with all your favorite characters. You're not yes. even thinking. Why that. wouldn't I want to see all my favorite characters no. together? No. we're. Ta- I'm talking about getting the job done. Not fucking. And prancing around I don't need your jollies I need the job done you and your, your nonsense the next hey, mail is Prime. The ne- <laughs> I'm telling you I have Darth Vader's Optimus Prime and then Optimus Primal just to keep them in check yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking Faker and Trapjaw I got them all. Speaking of which, I actually was laying down and found a 24-7 stream of He-Man and was watching them. Well, and it was you want to watch something good, Netflix yesterday just put up a new He-Man documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good? It's very good. I oh. watched all of it twice yesterday. I, I don't have the cricket sound for you, so I, I can't hit it, but you That's can imagine amazing. that I did. Just imagine that I did. No, no, I'm the hearing, next I'm mail. I'm hearing the praise. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, the praise, all right. So you're fucking Eric Chase Jollies. The whole world. The it's power of Grayskull. The whole world. You're on your fucking personal puppet show, isn't it? You're fucking goddamn it. And I got my hand up everybody's ass. Yeah, everybody's ass. Hey, if I'm the dummy, <laughs> why do you have your hand up my ass? Because <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah, you better watch it. You get a splinter. That's all the jokes I have for it, Tony. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, the lady said that she, you know, I wasn't well hung, but I said at least you got a splinter. There you go. Hey, there you go. Where's the, the crickets now? Thank you, Tony. No, we don't have that's the crickets. Good. That's what I'm saying. Here we go. Wolfman. We got the wolfman. That's all we got that's here. Well, we don't have a lot of mail. I got to extend this shit. <laughs> this is like issue three of a six issue mini right now. I got to extend this crap. This, this just pretend this is Batman punching people three panels in a row. Uh, you have Brandon next. And oh, Brandon's, Brandon's at sent- a wedding tonight. He's going to get drunk. So Brandon's he at a wedding. People. He's already drunk. He <laughs> snuck out to send this email from his car, uh, did it on the phone, and I ended up saying. He had to go to his car to do it. He said, "Man, his wife is his wife is not going to stand for this." Eric, well, he's on his phone writing something. It could be yeah. anything. Oh, he already said though that uh, you know all bets are off. He's writing it on his phone in the car, quick. So you oh, know, no. the normal, you know, Brandon, who's very uh, careful with punctuation and, oh, yeah. and spelling. I that, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Sub fellas, my roommate's cousin is having a Tinder wedding to someone she Gross. met a month ago. Gross. 
The wolf man. She so does everybody in your wife's man. family make bad decisions? <laughs> She's married to Brandon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's marrying into the Murray fortune over there? And Brandon left Buffalo only to go back. He's not making the greatest decisions himself. And though he left, ba- he went to go to Baltimore. Oh, uh, where, where's next? Quakertown? My roommate's cut. Kind of, she met somebody on Tinder a month ago. A month ago. So I get dragged to the wedding, not an event I usually attend with the roommate. So I'm fulfilling my once yearly obligation of husbandhood. My go-to cheat code for getting out of these things, which I hate with all my heart for future husbands to be, is that I am an antisocial asshole in most social situations. I want no business in attending. I can't comprehend how people like attending these things, therefore find no reason why I should. The food always sucks. They stop your drinking while you eat. That's all he cares about. He has a Liquid lunch, and I have to listen to lame ass speeches only the person speaking finds entertaining. How are they going to have speeches when they know each other for a month? It's so funny. It's like, let's look at the pictures of this couple's history. And it's like, th- there's yesterday. There you go. Hey, oh, I imagine over. the speeches are like, you know, the best man goes up. I want to assure you that the stranger that you're marrying is a good guy. All right. He's yeah. a good guy. Here, here. Yeah, either of that, or it's like, boy, I'd love to say a lot about Nancy here, but I have no idea. And really, I'd I be marrying you, her if only I swiped right a month ago. I assure That's you, he it. doesn't have a secret family that'll show up two years from now. Or he does. You never we'll know. say that at the freaking wedding. Listen, he was only a cannibal for that one weekend, but I'm afraid he has a taste for it. God, that's what they say. Then add to the uh, add a kid to the mix, and I'm I'm doing it. all I'm doing is chasing around a child who also doesn't want to be here either. And you have yourself one miserable ass night. This is the key, though, Brandon. That's why you use the kid as your excuse. You say, listen. You, you better stop being, you know, being bad. You better stop being bad or we're going out into the car and going home. And then you go, be bad, I'll give you 10 bucks. That's what I do. I got out a lot of things with the kids. Tanya was in on it. And too, they though. never stopped. No. It ended up getting me right in the ass. <laughs> they haven't stopped. Now, sometimes I go and end up having fun. But this, my, this, my friends, is not one of those weddings. Oh. Hence, while I'm typing an email to Jim and Eric on my cell phone while at this event that they just fed me cold steak at, hey, all wedding caterers, serve the food hot, you fuckos, he says. I don't yeah, know. one job. It's 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 like they they heard that steak is like revenge. It's best served cold there. Uh, there was also a cello playing for the first two hours. No good music in sight. At least there wasn't a trombone, right there, Polly P. Hey, I mean, I haven't been to less stuffy and uppity funeral homes than this. It's odd, though, that this is for, like, who's paying for this after a month? I know. It is currently 641, and I can't, oh, 641. <laughs> It's currently 641, and I can't leave until 10. 10 can't get here quick enough. I am doing my best. Keep drinking. That car, my friends, will be getting warmed up at 955 with wheels rolling on the pavement exactly 15 seconds later. Damien, I'm disappointed on how quickly Dancing Mike was able to sway you to bow to King Richard. Hey, Damien, that's nonsense, my friend. All good grassroots overthrows start somewhere, and I thought I was finally making progress until last week. Don't fall victim to fake news clippings of Richard Richardson's rise to power. It's all nonsense. The oh, so-called king hasn't spoken in months. He's dead, my friends. D-E-D, dead. 
I don't know that Damien's listening, Brandon. He he had a falling out. Books on my phone here, so won't rant about books too much, but a couple minor notes here. JLD number two, that cliffhanger villain had such a prominent nipple right in the middle of the page, it kept drawing my eye. So the villain next issue is Mr. Nipple. That is what I'm naming him. End of story. Yeah, he was disgusting. Detective, end of the arc was okay. Excited for Outsiders, but something about the arc, it just feels very truncated, even though I enjoyed it. Reeks of DC editorial fuckery, if you ask me. And Brian Hill worked with what he could in a manageable way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we think something went bad. <laughs> Here's his, he has a new uh, thing now. Piece of shit comic book of the week. Can you guess what it is? He's been ranting and raving about this one in the Slack all week. What, what would it be? Have you seen it? Amazing Spider-Man number four by Nick Spencer. Spencer is fitting nicely in the vacated Marvel's worst writer spot left open when Bendis left the building. I'm pretty sure the shitstorm that hit him during Secret Empire broke his brain. He protected his Twitter account and hasn't wrote a story worth a shit since that ended. Had to get that out of my system. More on Monday. Spoiler alert, he's getting the screw you two out of ten on Monday. This book is in Rafe's word trash. man, damn. I know, really. He's already telling me. I guess we don't have to talk about it now. Guess not. Rafe going down. That guy has not taken off that Baker Mayfield jersey. He's still wearing that jersey? He wore it again today. I said, Jesus Christ, I hear him downstairs. I I did like it, though. They're going to, him and Logan are going out to throw the football. And so uh, Rafe goes, hey, what should I wear? Should I wear the Wentz jersey or the Mayfield jersey? And I hear Logan's like, wear Wentz, Wentz. And he's like, okay, Mayfield Mayfield it is. Put it on. (laughs) And he says, I, Jansen, that's Brandon. And yeah, only two males this week. I think that people have fallen out of love with Eric Shea. Uh, that, that's all you. that's about uh, But yeah, it's, it's a streamlined deal yeah, So there you go, in and out Eric, in and out, the old in and out But that is it for the mail And we're going to go back to some more books Here we are, America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. He's ready to go with the second bunch of books here. Say my books. And, yeah, here we go, though. They're, they're your books as well as mine. Two oh. of these aren't mine either. I only reviewed one of these, and it's my first review of it. But uh, we are going to have a pretty positive podcast uh, tonight. But two of the books that I didn't like are in the section. I can't say that. I'll even say silencer. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just I wished I liked it more. Boy, when we get to the second book, the old Wonder Woman's, uh, yeah, that book is is something special. It's a gem, right? That is something special indeed, a gem. It's a uh, a cubic zirconium is what that is. It's phony. A piece of replacement for a man on a budget? 
It is phony is what it is oh. there, Eric. But we're going to start with a book that I like. Uh, it's Flash, number 53, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Christian Ducey, Luis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. This issue is all about the strength force, and while we don't get answers, it's not ignored as if we already had them. I love Flash and Commander called together, and it may be the pills talking, Eric, but oh. this might be one of my favorite issues of Flash since Rebirth started. Uh, it's just fun. There's nothing in here that makes it seem as if we're supposed to know something that we don't. Uh, it seems even with the still force being mentioned in a note by Irish, she's trying to research this stuff. I uh, so Iris least, is going to be the one going on the hey, force quest. What is she going to do? She remembers stuff. She's not. Uh, uh, if you want a spoiler alert, and we are a spoiler <laughs> podcast, and a couple issues, Flash goes on a force quest. That That is something that he ends up doing Nobody because all of the multiverse has ever of heard of these things. Gone. I'm going to go on a walk about and find out about the strength hey, that's, of what, that's what they told him to do so that's what fastback said he said go and go on a, a flash uh, you know a speed whatever what did he a call force it quest. force quest it's so stupid uh but yeah it's gonna end up doing that but it's funny because we're gonna we're gonna take our time to get to that and then basically it looks like barry's gonna do what fastback told him to do anyway uh after he left them in shame he shamed that fastback by Shut saying, up. you know, smell you later, buddy. You guys haven't heard of this. I'm out of here. Uh, but, yeah, you start off here in the 25th century and you find out why Commander Cold is as cold as he is, Eric. He is a guy who is as cold as ice. He is. Uh, but I like it. It's one of those. It's almost like the take on a buddy cop deal where now we see why Riggs is crazy, Eric. Or we see why, you know, because somebody walked into a bunch of dead bodies well, because his, by instead of a wife maniac. getting killed he's walked in and basically it sets up the idea that if you don't take care of your problems at the time that you should or could uh you end up having people die later uh so it does show that commander cold is a guy who wants to if there's a problem a meta problem a speed for whatever it is you kill it you don't wait for it to kill everybody else because he walks so into this. woman was right is what you're telling me. Well, elongated maniac there, Eric. He he has hostages and they're just waiting it out no, outside. No, he's not. like, screw this. I'm going in. And he has killed everyone. And then you have, you know, Commander Cold, before he is Commander Cold, uh, rip through him with bullets. And then he gets taken down. He's like, we could have stopped this. I like it. I actually I, I like it. Especially if, uh, if elongated maniac ends up getting killed here or not, because he really tries. He looks dead. Pulled out to kill him as hard as he could. This yeah, shot, yeah, he, shot he, ripping his elongated body apart. Yeah, he looks dead to me. He looks completely ripped apart. But yeah, uh, then we go now, and it's you know this continuation of what happened where Trickster punched him. When I look at elongated maniac, all I can see is like Ralph did me with a black lantern ring when he came back as a zombie. Yeah, and they're like you know black. Yeah, he night. looks crazy. It is terrifying this elongated maniac. Yep. Well, he's done, Eric. And I don't think we're going to see him anymore. So, we, yeah, we go and, you know, you get the uh, the remnants and what happens going forward with Trickster with the strength force. He thinks it's the greatest thing ever. He's got his asphalt arm that he actually, you know, references. He doesn't say kiss my asphalt at this any point. But you, ever. 
Yeah, you do have Commander Cold who is using a lot of cold puns, and that's kind of what Trickster says. You know, I thought you were snart at first, but snart doesn't use cold puns like that. Uh, In the meantime, they are trying to stop Trickster, and he kind of just grabs them both, both Commander Cold and Flash, but Flash uses his vibrational ability to get out, and that kind of sets off uh, a reaction with the Trickster. And we find out later the the strength force is trying to find somebody to kind of take over it's, but it's such it a weird idea somebody- that we have this you know we have these other forces that are now out and about you know similar to the speed force but have been locked away behind the speed bearer all this time but now they're out and when we have like we had the speed force storm come around and all it did was bestow gifts upon people it didn't need to find the perfect host or anything like that now yeah. it's like you know Trickster is now the first host of the Strength Force. I'd like to say he created it, like we, I said with Barry, but it seems like that's out the window now. Barry yeah, now he created yeah, the Speed did. Force. It's all just been out there like the Strength Force, but now Trickster's body is rejecting it, and it's going to kill him. Like, well, why is the Strength Force different than the Speed Force and how it acts and how it bestows like gifts to people? No, that's the thing is, and well, one thing is, it's only one person, it seems, at a time. So it's not like it's, you know, 17 people. They had like 40-some, I thought, uh, with the Speed Force Storm yeah. uh, that we had this. This seems like it's just a one-person deal going, and I just guess they're trying to say that, you know, they're obviously it's set up to go to Barry because right. of his, you know, Speed Force connection there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to reject... Uh, Trickster, in the meantime, it's going to make them blow up, too. Uh, it's a crazy force, and it isn't fully explained even well, through he, this. For, for how it works, too, if he gets bigger to create a gravitational pull around That's him. What the, and he gets heavy. I mean, that, the heavy, weight. Yeah. yeah, it's not the, the size. It seems the weight. So he almost becomes like a dwarf size star. It's the yeah, weight, well, it? it is the weight. And he ends up getting heavier and heavier it because really what happens then— he ends up saying he's in, he's hurting. He even knows there the shit's gone wrong. And he says to Barry, listen— Please help me. I'm not joking now. This is no trick, stir. Uh, and he says, you know, take me home, meaning Iron Heights. Now, me and you talked about it. I don't know if you went and looked up. Uh, we had the idea that in I the past. That. No, I didn't either. But Trickster seemed to have been left out of Iron Heights because of the abuse that he kind of got with Wolf and when being they thought framed. That yeah, yeah, getting framed and stuff like that. What's weird to me is it seemed as if Barry knew already there was some sort of abuse going on. And it's new to him here because Trickster even says, D- don't leave me alone with what? what why? 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 the guy that looks the other way. Yeah, I think Flash is a guy who forgets things, it seems. But maybe that's something that was in the background and we just connected it. But it seemed weird. It seemed like he kind of knew. Uh, But then again, if he knew, even so, Wolf has been given 17 strikes. I don't know what game of baseball he's playing because they've already found. He's giving strikes to Kathy and freaking out. Everybody's just let everything. Because at one point, you had the rogues in an underground basement that rivaled (laughs) Baines and Arkham. And yet it was wiped clean. Hey, uh, you, you know what? That's water under a bridge. Well, if I know that you're running Iron Heights uh, and, and the prisoners were getting out and collecting, it's nonsense that he's still there. Uh, but uh, finally, I like, and this is what's weird. Since the Flash War, it does seem like Joshua Williamson has kind of reset things himself bit, and yeah. he's made he it stories. better. Yeah, it's made it better, so I'll go with it. But it's it's odd that Wolf would still have a job at all. It makes no sense. But <laughs> it's odd that Barry would have a job at all. Any of them, you know, because as they go, at Trickster's least Wolf like shows up to work. Kibby is going to do a terrible yeah, really. job. Well, that's okay. all you need to do. 
to get a job in Central City itself, especially in uh, the crime divisions, you just have to show up at least three days a week on time. And then you get it because I'm going to get a job. Barry, he he always claims he has flex hours and he's on sabbatical <laughs> or something. He's he's on permanent vacation. Oh, my mother died. Uh, like Aerosmith. Didn't your mother die like thirty years ago? No, no, she just died now, Warden. I have my to other own. mother. So we had a, had a really crazy childhood. Yeah, and he's like whatever. But yeah, they do take Trickster back to Iron Heights, and that's it's, where it's such a weird idea to take him back to Iron Heights. I know that time is of the essence, but we do have the fastest yeah. man alive. He's not the strongest man, but we have the fastest man alive, and we can't go to Star Labs because it seems really no. just because of you know Commander Cold. That's what Commander Cold had in the in the future. Exactly. He, he the, thinks that they the are going to you know with a long maniac and stuff like that. So yeah. That's, that's a problem for him. But just the idea, all right, we're going to take him back. He could blow up. He has this whole new crazy, like, strength for this ability. We don't really know anything about So we're going to take him back to prison? Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's he asked to do it. I know. He actually asked. So the, the only thing I can think of, it's funny, too, because Flash should really be more wary of a plan. Like, okay, you want to go back to prison. You're really strong. Now, you're going to try to break everyone out. But it isn't the case. But he's just like, take me home. It is a forced way to get them the iron heights. But, you know, Flash is a nice guy. He's going to listen to the I know, but trickster. it seems like, you know, this is a gigantic deal. We're dealing with the still force in the Justice League book right now. It's a You would think deal. that they take him somewhere in the Hall of Justice. I'm saying this the, is the a new Hall of Justice. matter right yeah. now. Yeah, like, I think have, that they would take them. that were created that you weren't allowed to experiment with the Speed yep. Force. Now we have the Strength Force. The Justice League needs to get on top of this yeah, right you, now. You would, you would think that there would be a room there for this sort of thing. Not in particular, not right. exactly, but a room that you can contain somebody in. I mean, how many how many times has a villain or a superhero blown up and gone? They, they would have something well, you would had, think. They had that room that they were going to, you know, when uh, when Superman had his solar flares to test yeah, out how yeah, like they that. Were. I know no, that's that not was watch. Watchtower, that's Watchtower issues. Maybe that's why it fell all the time. But now you would think that I wish there was a setup here where Barry kind of, you know, almost doesn't not underhand it, but said, you know what? I don't want to take this to the Justice League just yet. I need to figure it out myself. And that might have been a little better, but they do go off to Iron Heights. In the meantime, you do see again in the 25th century, you see more progression where you have Cold all pissed off. He's in the locker room. He's he's hitting the wall. He's all he's not pissed off. Yeah, and then you have who possibly is Zoom. Well, you would think Zoom. it is. Zoom shows judge, up yeah. as the uh, temporal judge and says, hey, you know what? I need somebody like you, somebody who's going to go that extra way. It's so funny. He's like, I need people who can kill without emotion right after Cold is beating the crap out of his locker. Uh, he's <laughs> a very emotional, emotional fellow. Yeah, uh, but he's like, here, maybe you'd like this. <laughs> I even like it's the whole so thing. It's like, even you expect I, I me to know. be cold-blooded? I you're going to say cold You expect me to – hey. I'm not cold as ice, buddy. What do I got? Ice water in my veins? He keeps, ooh, you know what? I, it'd be funny. He was going there to talk to Commander Cold. Uh, he wanted him to be heat wave. But because of these oh, puns already, he's like, wait a cold. minute. Hold that for I have another case off. out here. Hold on. <laughs> he's like, I got it somewhere in this robe. He pulls it out. Here you go, Commander. He's like, well, why Why am I this? I don't know what else he would be. Why am I golden glider? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> Put the uh, but no. On. 
You you see the origin of Commander Cold there, and it kind of goes well with the idea that through this, Barry keeps talking to himself, and he's really taking Iris's advice. He keeps mentioning, Iris thinks I should get out, out and about more, Gotta maybe go out of my comfort cold. zone. Yeah. It's either that she's talking about fighting crime with Commander Cold or possibly going ballroom dancing. I'm not <laughs> sure which. Uh, one of those two would be the worst for me, and I'll tell you, it wouldn't be working with Commander Cold. I don't think Tanya. Do you do you think I'd be good at ballroom dancing? No, no. no. See, she just gave me my wow, coffee. She just shows up and throws shade. What's that yeah, about? She just throws up throwing shade. She's the shade meister. Uh, but yeah, you, you end up, and that's a good progression though to show you how cold kind of became Commander Cold. It, it doesn't really do that no, much, it, but it, I like it. It does get at least get us away from the Star Labs thing, which you know yeah. he does have a personal connection with. Yeah, I he like doesn't it. want it there, but it's a little bit forced, is all you know. It at is. least it, it is. At a least it's forced. something though. Yeah. So then you go and they, they end up with uh, with Trickster in a containment tube. But the only way they do it, Wolf has to make a deal. And I know you said this is the thing that you didn't like. He's like, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to put that Trickster in this tube unless you do something for me. And I'm ready for Barry. Like, OK, how does this work? That's Starts the thing is, the we thing. are here to contain Trickster so we can actually run some tests to figure out what this is. What good is yeah, they're it? They're trying if, to save him. Exactly. That's the other thing. It's, he is in big trouble. And, what, and while this is going is on, also. If we play games and the Flash is now in a Speed Force proof tube as well. Why can't we do this little yeah. game later, Wolf? Why do we have to do it right yeah. now? And, and then you have you have Miss Kramer. She she was trying to dig into oh, things to find yeah to find out you know trouble with Wolf and he comes in and she gets so lucky because he's she's like uh, I don't know I, I was looking at Trickster's file because you know I think maybe his she Flash has him way too he's much like, for an innocent yeah. woman yeah and he's like Flash don't have her uh, don't have Trickster all of a sudden the guards come in hey Flash is here with Trickster Hoo-wee. good job Kramer <laughs> yeah Kramer you're on the things but yeah they end up with uh, Wolf saying listen if you're if I'm if we're gonna help trickster we're also you're gonna have to go because i want to make sure that the cell is able to hold you and you're the big guy it just seems like a weird double cross at this moment we have everything on the line right now why is he gonna play tube games even if if he agreed later hey can you spend the night you know something like that it's also funny because they put him in a containment area that's almost exact to what it looks like trickster just smaller that's, and he's why, in there. Why did I'm telling you, that's the worst part too of this. We're in a room. We have a tube that can can grab the tube. We yep. have a tube that can hold the flash. We have another tube yep. up there, the same size as that. But for some reason, in the middle of these two tubes, we have a bigger tube. Why do we need a yeah, bigger tube to, for him? And it, it seems like maybe these are projectors that project. I don't know. It, it's so weird. But with that, the tube that Trickster's in eventually just seems to be there because if he explodes, you, you don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And the, the thing that I love is Wolf is like, hey, I want to make sure that I can hold a speedster. So this is the greatest test ever. You're the big guy, you know. I hear. But if you use your vibrational abilities, your, your flesh will be ripped off your bone. And I'm waiting for him to go, okay, now try. Yeah. Like, how is this going to make sure? How do you test it? No, no fish. It sounds like justice. Yeah. How how do you test it? He's not going to do it. Plus, just give me a a little vibration. Come on. Here's the other thing is a lot of the other speedsters, they don't do the vibrational stuff like him. So it's it's such a weird trying to vibrate. It just just explodes. I mean, it just explodes. But with that, I just don't know the progression of. 
hey, I want to make sure it works, but Barry's not going to try no. it. He's not going to use it. So when, what do you actually – it's almost like, hey, this stone – Gets rid of elephants. Uh, I, how do I know it works? You see an elephant? And that's all it's it like is. One of those things like, all right, look, I have a poison that will kill a man in two seconds. I need you to taste it. Verify I need my- you to test no. it. No. Uh, it's okay. I have the antidote, but it will take me five seconds to get it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Name that tune. But yeah, they, they end up with it where you're getting this vibration going on. You have, And, and the other thing is – Trickster is getting heavier, like we said. He's getting a gravitational pull. It's kind of the old joke, your mom is so fat there. Uh, that where, And then he's just Mom. yelling. The ground opens up then, ripping towards it and It becomes through. Jaws. Yeah, it does. It ends up going da, out da, of Trickster, da, though. Da, he's still da, Trickster da, da, there at that point. Yeah, but he's going to blow. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, you end up with Barry as the giant strength force. Barry, which I, I'm I telling the you... street sharks might have showed up and just going through on the ground here. I don't, I, know. I don't know what... The, the art in this is good. I, I like really it. like it. I don't like strength force Barry. He, he looks he looks bad. He looks like he might ride the small bus arrogant and take special classes. Him and Wrong Turn would I be like together. I like him so much. I actually He's really just, like strength force It's so Barry. crazy looking. It's just the like look in his face. How crazy was Fat Barry back in the day? That oh my god, yeah, that's kind of what it plays on. But yeah, with that though, you have Trickster. Then you lied. You just wanted it. No, no, no. First off, Trickster, do you feel better because you're not ready to explode here? So so calm yourself down. You still have the strength force in you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He still has it. Yeah, and it's it's funny too. I want somebody like, hey, Metamorpho called. He wants his arm back because that's what it keeps <laughs> reminding me of. He starts fighting Flash for no that's reason. That's where I this issue of the Terrifics. Yeah, Over really. Here. And that, that's the problem is though, Trickster reacts in a weird way as if Barry wanted to steal it from, but he still has it. So you would think he'd be like, oh, Barry is saying, no, no, wait. I, I have the same thing as you. Let's figure this out. In the meantime, Wolf calls his shock troopers that all of a sudden are line, 50 yeah. foot tall. They're mechas now. Well, we, They're going, we had that before. Remember when they showed up? And we had they the just mecha. look a little bigger now. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, before they looked. Oaks had a, a base. Yeah, really. Yeah, you had to something. get it going. Yeah, and then you end up though and with you're a robot uh, man. You end up then with Cole basically saying, you know, I'm going to have to kill you both. This is how we're going to stop it. I'm going to kill you both. He's Cole, got the I double guns just blazing, here, buddy. Come on. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, the, everybody was bonding ten pages ago. Where'd now they're all killing each code? other. Yeah, 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 really. Uh, you got yeah, I like you got it. a second gun. I think you're actually going back and forth to the future, buddy. Hey, that's what he does. That's what he does, Aaron. And I I like this, though. I really do. As I said in my blurb, I think this is one of my favorite issues of The Flash since Rebirth started. And maybe there's been a couple, but not as good as this, I don't think. I really like it. I hope that it continues along this route. I think that Captain or Commander Cold is a really good addition. It gives Barry somebody to play off of. And he's no nonsense. He doesn't really care about Barry. Uh, also, a, a big thing, too, that uh, we forgot to mention is at the one point, Commander Cold continues with this idea of, hey, listen, I'm from, I don't know if you know this. I'm from the future. I, I'm from the future. We don't know anything about the strength force. Like, this is yeah. something new we don't know about. Oh, so I, something's I wonky. complete dossiers on the trickster. Doesn't mention nothing about no strength force. No, no. So I, I really like that he continues with that, that this is something new that's changing everything and all. And I like, like that, that he's so. also using that as shade. Hey, Warden Wolf, we don't know about you in the future. Yeah, uh, he he hates <laughs> Warden Wolf. He <laughs> throws shade at him twice. 
He's like, huh, hey, you you playing at that yeah, Captain Cold nonsense? He's like, well, what are you playing at, buddy? I don't even know who you are. It's Where the we come from, nobody tries to impersonate you. It's weird, too. As this goes down, he also, there, for some reason, there's a scoreboard up. says Commander Cold 2, uh, Wolf 1, and he keeps pointing the scoreboard. He keeps pointing the scoreboard. Weird. That's what he keeps doing. It's very odd. Uh, but I give it this, uh, Eric, a 9 out of 10. Oh, I nice. actually really liked it. I thought the art was really, really good. Now I know that a lot of people like a brand and and a lot of other people in the slack they get nervous about the flash because even when it's good yeah. they're just waiting for the bottom to fall out again i'm hoping that that's not the really case quick here. all the time yeah, Maybe you got an issue you really into oh man this is gonna be the issue the, the arc that yep. really gets me back on board the flesh oh no what happened and then something happens it's like when the rogues, the, rogues you know reloaded, that rogues yeah. reloaded it started out we were all excited and then it fell apart Ooh. what would you give it I would give this issue an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it as well. I just thought a lot of it was a little bit too forced for what they needed to do here. Yeah, I don't. As long as it's – I'm getting to the point now. If you're going to force me into having fun, force me, baby. Force me until the the cows come home. The wolf man. Like the wolf man. (laughs) The wolf man. I just – I don't know why I hit that. I need need fun. And if you're going to force your way to it as long as the overall story progresses in a good way and something that I like – I don't mind being forced anymore. You force me uh, again. Force me some more, baby. That's I what I say. I just don't understand the whole thing about the trickster being rejected now, but now he's not, it seems like, now that Barry has the strength for swell. It might be explained next issue, but right now yeah. I'm like, I don't know why you're making the decisions you are to get us to the force positions we need to well, be in. Well, I, I actually, uh, it's something I was thinking of. I thought maybe because. He's a Draxilis. He's oh a Draxilis. Huh? You didn't know that, but. always has the answer. He, he does. He has or the answer for everything. Not. We're going to move on now to the next book, Wonder Woman number 53, Eric. It's time for Wonder Woman. I don't want to play no more. Wonder Woman, written by Steve Orlando, art by Aiko, Aiko, David Lorenzo, Hugo Petrus, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Seda Timofante. Steve Orlando continues his little run on Wonder Woman with a bunch of nonsensical dialogue, continuity errors, and just plain nonsense. Oh, he can't see how I, the hell out of this book, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. He went full Orlando. I can't see how anyone can actually read this and decipher it, let alone like it. I know this is a bit controversial, Eric, but is while Aiko's art is stunning, in and of itself, it's fucking awful at telling a story. It's I awful. don't like it at all in this no, movie. Don't, don't sit there and tell everybody. I see these reviews. Oh, my goodness. This is the best art ever. Yeah, it could be panel per panel. Please, if you're going to tell a story, I don't need to see somebody's smiling lips. Give me a darn thing to look at, Eric. I'm trying not to curse. Half of these panels. Why is he so centered up? He is so close up to the action that you don't get either that or he's so far away. They look like ants. What is this? A school for ants. At one point, they're walking through, and I guess he wants to give you this perspective of how big this temple is. You can't tell who's talking. And the way Steve Orlando has dialogue, you still can't tell who's talking. Because half the time in this, you have Aztec know more about what's going on. Then you have Wonder Woman know more about what's going on. How does Wonder Woman know all this stuff? These are things where at points— even at points where they're there in the middle of the 13th heavens and Aztec says no Aztec has ever been here. And then two panels later goes, oh, we got to go to the center. That's what's where he is. How do you know this? And even at the point where Testa Calapoca shows up and part of the goddamn panels are his eye. And then one is the headdress deal. And this is what Ico does all the time. He likes to get these little segments of a 
panel and break them down in these things. Please make it so I know what's going on. Not something where you just have a, a, a an eye. The shadow goddess come with half a face. Really? Thank you. I, I could tell your eyes were getting glassy. There you go, Eric. There's a little joke. Do you know when the, the mailman's going to come? I don't know, but his eyes are getting pretty glassy. I don't know, but, but he's my damn Transformers. Am I right? There you go. You hear what I'm saying here? You start off, and we did have uh, the whole deal, the last issue, that we ended up with Atalanta, who has been in the 13th heavens fighting off what is exactly She might as well be the gentleman. Why Tom King stole that from Action Comics, but it's going down the line. It's whispered down the line, and really, each time it keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, each time it gets worse. Because this is it. So you have you have this beginning, and I say all the time with Steve Orlando, his dialogue has gotten better. He's full Orlando here. You wow. have to say this dialogue out loud. No, I and don't. I want to read. On, I, I said it to I read the whole issue to Eric at work, and it was driving him nuts. I want to read this first so page real quick, and then we'll discuss what is being said on this page. This is a little test. It's a little lesson. I don't here. really want okay. to talk to you anymore. First off, by, by the point where we get to seeing that it's Atalanta, te- did you realize that it was her talking until – at first I had no idea who was talking until she finally says she was fighting. Then I'm like, okay, but still – the, the voices that he has, I could just see him asking somebody to pass the salt while he's eating dinner. It must take seven hours. Oh, my goodness. Here Why it is. are you yelling? I, because I'm angry. I discovered this place decades ago during my service to Matt, a young community of vast innovation. Bent to the will of a colonizing god, Tezcatlipoca, Earth's would-be destroyer, but the Banamigdal do not suffer conquerors. I met as war pilgrims here at their beachhead, and it's here I've returned for years to fight, never allowing them to reach earthly soil. Until today, when I faltered and Tezcatlipoca's soldiers breached our world. You know what she's saying? Hey, I've been fighting these guys for a long time, and now they kind of got through. That's yep. it. You, why I got a are you trying today. Is this a thing? Is somebody knocking on a door and you have to say secret code? Is that why? Is that what this is? That when you have this first page, if you actually can decipher what he's saying and enjoy it, you're one of the three people who like this book. And they all happen to be reviewers. This is complete and utter garbage. There is no reason that you need to beat around the bush with this dialogue. You know why he does it? Because he doesn't have a story to tell. There is nothing going on here. They go in. This is going to be quick, right? You want to talk about the chain chain sky lords? Is that what you want to talk about? It's such bullshit. It it, it flip-flops around who knows what, who's telling who. Then you have the idea that they finally do get, because they go in and they're like, huh, yeah, pretty quiet. Too quiet. We're being (laughs) watched. And then they're like, oh, my God, those are Quinn liches. Dead giants killed and raised for disrespecting Tesla Catalapoca. And then they just talk you. Where is everyone else? And this is the problem is at this point, there are three little ants. You don't even know who's talking. And then this guy, one of and these really, liches. really, it comes. doesn't matter. No. One of the liches is like, oh, oh, the other gods, they're chained as sky lords up in the 13th heavens. You know, he walked the streets with your predecessor in his hands. Now, yeah, the thing and then I they like just when fight. They, when they go into the whole thing or fight, for once we agree, Artemis, to think there are yet those who would threaten an innocent before Amazonian eyes, yet no matter the era, the reply remains the same. Hola! Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Hola. 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 Hello? It, 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 
What? Uh, 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 please. Uh, what are they saying? They they say. Uh, I just love it. Huh. This, this is unbelievable. Like, this is perfect. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I like it too. It's like, huh, that that's just like the Amazons trading lassos, blades for lassos. What? What are you talking what, what, what God darn it. It is so then I'm just getting limber, but there's no way you and the golden battle fawn can keep this up. Battle fawn? I have memories from before she could walk. <sighs> and then they end up, hey, I don't what, know where what? to go. Uh, this is Aztec. No, and uh, no Aztec has ever been here. And then two panels later, huh? If these the thirteenth heavens, he'll be in the sky throne at the center of the city. Well, how would you know this? You just said nobody's asking, there. Jim. So they get there, and Tezcatlipoca, welcome, mites. Do you seek Tezcatlipoca? Then prepare your flesh. Now, did we find out did Tezcatlipoca kill all the other guys? I thought for some reason that he just had all the other guys. It kind seems of like, like he has them in prison. Yeah, exactly. it seems so that the why, lich says that. Why are they not like out and about when they defeat Tezcatlipoca at no, the end of this? I don't know. Uh, because Steve Orlando still? just leaves him back. Because I don't think he understands what he's saying. The, the stuff that he writes down. My dead brother's champion in a kettle of Zeus. I expected more. He, he's enormous. Sure, sure. I got the helmet. Like Thank it or you. not, I'm here thanks to you. Why are you saying that? He doesn't care. He, no. He's throwing shade at you all the time. Uno was a hero. We'll go to somewhere else. <laughs> I don't take care of that person too. Yeah. Uh, and is it what? Quetzalcoatl? Quetzalcoatl. Here is the description from uh, Tezcatlipoca. Your predecessor was nothing but a puppet for a mortal king of industry. His suicidal death throes failed to even wound me. And we said, yeah, they may have, but it was a distraction. That's and Superman is, killed why, you. Why, why do we have to have this thing where he is using bits of old continuity, but he's letting out the, like, you know, Uno did die being a distraction. So yeah, Superman could take care of Mageddon, who at that point they said, oh, this is the Tezcatlipoca. This is the, the thing that I've been waiting for. It's called Mageddon now. And they took care of it in World War III. I'm like, yes. why don't we talk about that aspect of the story? Just the fact where Uno died, sacrificed himself. I'm like, yeah, he sacrificed himself to beat Tezcatlipoca. Yeah, yeah to beat him. And then with that, you end up where we don't even know Aztec's powers. At this point, you see that Tezcatlipoca uh, looks like he's got a cinder block head or something. He, he ends up it. trying if you, to – If you go to like Wikipedia though and just look up the character of Aztec, yeah, you don't, you'll, get, Uno, you'll get yeah, this first. Unlimited powers. Time. The, the power set that Grant Morrison yeah. created for, Tez, for uh, Aztec, Aztec. is ridiculous. Yeah. And he is trying to stomp on her. She makes a crazy ball of energy that protects her. But he says, you know, uh, Quetzalcoatl, he's dead like each of you and for nothing. The great Quetzalcoatl and I are reflections of each other cast in a smoking mirror. With each cycle, we each play creator or destroyer. When I this world you. falls, your master will rise in my place uh, with me, the hero. Like just saying, like basically, you know, at sometimes he's good, sometimes yeah, he's bad. you guys are she weird. Says, I got you. This is, you are lying, she yells. She's all upset. This is his response. These are the games of the gods, girl. Mortal perception betrays you. Your war is false and small. And then that the Wonder Woman goes, no war is small. Oh, and then starts hitting. And then he says to Wonder Woman then, my brother, when my brother came as a comet to your great lizards, I'd hope Zeus's weanling might grasp the notions of higher beings. Ah. <laughs> What's going on? And the might of my merest touch scalds your diluted flesh. Wonder Woman yells, burns heel. Then he yells impossible because she tosses, will your pride? And then you get a panel of his eye. <laughs> What's going on? Actually, the, thing, the whole idea where 
this gigantic god thinks that these are just immortals all out and about, right? You know, and it, these are nothing to this god. And I no. like the fact where Wonder Woman is this character where she can just toss him and take this god of destruction by surprise. Yeah. It's the only little part of this yeah. book that I do enjoy. Well, yeah, and it's not even done really well. But no, like, it's not. Because I just like. I mean, really. Throws him, says, will your pride heal? And then we get a look of an eye. The problem is, though, the eyes are just a gleaming light. You don't even get an emotion from the eyes. What, what is, what's going on? What are we checking for cataracts now? I thought I got they were the windows to the sun. I got a link in there. <laughs> yeah, so then it goes where you and, and this is the best, too, because Wonder Woman has the upper hand. Until she doesn't because he kicks her. He kicks her to the curb. She blocks it. And this seems to be where Artemis thinks that, <laughs> you know, the chips are down. Aztec says, huh, you know what's weird, Artemis? Uh, I know we're in the middle of a fight against a huge god. And Wonder Woman's getting the shit kicked out of her. But I didn't really believe in gods. And now I'm fighting one. Cool, right? And then the Artemis is like. Only if you keep talking like that, your God gave you a sharp headdress. Mine gave me more practical gifts, pulls out the bow of raw, aims by looking like she's closed her eyes, catches on fire. But, but Diana starts yelling the same stuff she yelled last issue, and it didn't make sense then. Think of Aquila. You know its power destroyed her. No, I know that its power did because it was Artemis who shot her. She has used the bow, the bow in this has, continuity. The bow has no problems. Get, yeah. you know, she can use this weapon without any repercussions. Yeah. Nothing. That in this. She can she use this. She has used it in Red Hood and the Outlaws. She used it to bring down Aquila and make her a burn victim. So you <laughs> say, Wonder Woman's saying, remember Aquila, you can't use the bow. No, that is not right. I use the bow Go to kill and learn. Yeah, she's like, what are you talking about? And, of course, she catches on fire. She misses Tezcatlipoca. Yeah, I, I don't How, know. She it's just, the most, one of the most powerful weapons in the world, and she misses a giant. She, in fact, it's been told to us, Eric, that she can shoot down the stars. <laughs> I'm not talking about Justin Bieber and Britney Spears. I'm talking stars, Eric. It, it oh, misses. the cosmos, I got you. Yes, yes, <laughs> cosmos indeed. Uh, but is they just – they, they now but don't worry, it has Jim, to because be. it doesn't matter. You know, you know, for no. Artemis she'll set on Teamwork. fire. It might make her like you know cause her to miss because you know that whole burn victim thing where you get set on fire. Yeah. It makes you not Just, shoot straight all the time. But if if Aztec grabs a hold of her headdress, uses yep. it to grab a hold of the bow and the last to do the calculations, the calculations yeah. Jim, yep. that we could shoot a straight line into Tezcatl focus heart and destroy the beast once yeah. and for all. Like, and so they yeah, they gather, and this is the page people go nuts about. These reviewers are going nuts. I'm looking at this spread page. They're all gathered together. They're doing calculations. W- one of the panels, the little panels, it is uh, gritting teeth of Aztec. The other one is just the Wonder Woman's hand with a bow on it. The other one is the burned hand of Artemis on Wonder Woman's shoulder. Another one is just the eye, again, of Tezcala. This is nonsense. It's all thrown. Then, also, it seems like we have some of these other gods possibly behind. I, I don't know what's going on. Th- this is not... It, the art itself, if you took a couple of these and just showed, I'd say I'm it's wonderful. Fan. But to tell a story, it is not good. At one point, even when they jumbled shove the, mess the arrow, nonsense. it is a jumbled mess. Because at points you have 
Artemis screaming in a little panel. Then Wonder Woman, she's still clenching, but it looks like it's already after the bow should have went because Tezcat Lapoca seems to be reacting, uh, you know, and oh, never. And then he just gets hit with the bow. This is the thing. Of all this nonsense we have now talked about, all that has happened is they went to the center of where they were and shot an arrow through his heart. Using that, that's all they've done. Yeah, and then basically what he says is, huh, you think you beat me. <laughs> hyper time, baby. I'm going to now fight you in hyper time, and I'm going to fight you in 13 different areas, and you'll never beat me. It doesn't make sense. And no. we've seen, as far it's as we know, hyper time is shut down, though that could be just for the speedsters. But until I'm told a it, definitive it deal. Like hyper time was shut down and time travel was shut down to the speedsters. Yeah. And, but the thing is, how do you shut down hypertime for just the one thing? Because I could say to you, most of the time we see hypertime now is through a speed force type deal. So right. to me, the way we they're defining savior, it. The way they're defining it, I know, but the way they define it, it should be shut down. We've never been told anything different than it's being shut down. But they, they end up fighting, but they stop him. They end up killing him, and then basically you have another panel of smiling. You have dramatic, so now what? Now you have fourth-degree burns. You see his face when we put an arrow through his heart, totally worth it. And then they have Atalanta, who at the end is like a, really, that's how we're going to progress now? You just beat a god, and you have to have a pretty much a UN meeting of where – uh, you know, Atalanta's going to go. She, uh, Well, you should take her to Themyscira. Well, she can't get to Themyscira. So don't even say that, Steve Orlando. She's only going to go one place, and that's with Artemis. Now they all go, uh, but they're going to go off, off the Ben Amigdal. Yeah, Ben Amigdal is where they're going to have to go anyway. Or it makes it seem like she's a prisoner now. It makes it seem like, what are you going to do with her now? What, what do you oh, mean? Is the mascara talk around when everybody knows they can't get back there? Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Why bring that up? You know that they can't go there. But they act so like they say, can. No, just say, huh, I guess she can't go back to – and make it seem – this is a woman that you started out this issue and ended last issue by saying pretty much – you are a gem. You are a hero. You have been fighting an endless war. The horde is endless, Eric. You have been fighting alone. Now they act as if she's a prisoner and nobody wants her. And so they're like, where are we going to take her now? Eh, I guess we'll go. And then you end. Let's with- talk about how the, you know, the Banamigdal people, they're a nomadic race. But for some reason, yeah. they haven't moved yeah. out of Karak in a while. I'm like, why are we talking shit? about yeah, because that's his setup, because you end where you do have a woman that appears to be the queen of Ben yeah. I said, I, I don't know. I cannot trust him to that not be Aquila. I'm telling you, it, it doesn't, doesn't look, look like her. Like Aquila, she yeah. was a burn. But if you actually cut off Aquila's hair, uh, I've looked at some pictures. You, you could make it work. But uh, just the idea of this queen who would Artem? They they just been the Ben Amigdal in the the uh, Outlaws book, and yeah. they went there to end up kind of fighting a killer. But they should come back as heroes. There, there should be no. But it looks like you have the big giant thing at the end is where the queen says, "Oh, they're coming." An outlaw returns with traitors to side. For some reason, doing the whole thing where they're pissed off at Artemis because they chose Aquila as their queen. Maybe, like, you know, but they're, they're saying I, I don't even think they're going to mention it because that's the thing. It makes it doesn't make it seem that Steve Orlando realizes that uh, Artemis is the one who got rid of Aquila. I know this is how uh, your love was taken over by this. Now, if Wonder Woman said at one point, 
the bow possessed her to do bad things, and that that's what he might mean, but he doesn't come out. It, it, it's just nonsense. Know how Wonder Woman knows all this. This queen at the end says, hey, General, prepare our welcome. It is Rustum. You yeah. end up seeing that he has a, a flaming, flaming sword. It'll be a, you know, our favorite guy, Rustum. Again, is it going to mention anything that happened so in this continuity because he was in it a lot? And I bet you it makes nothing. And it seems like this is going to be a whole thing uh, with Karak against the world and things like that. I can't imagine. With the two years, we've had so much of Rustum. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the Rustum trombone, I like to call him. I don't there. like that. I, I gave this an FU5 on the site. Uh, if I was going to give it an actual score, it would have been a 2.5 because it's garbage. Oh, you're going it's high, are you? garbage. So I, I went with an FU5 for the wink, wink with everybody else. Uh, but yeah, if, if we're here talking you know, amongst ourselves, I, I would have given it a 2.5. What would you give it? I would give this a 2 out of 10. I'm telling you, there are it's, a little This snippets. is one of the worst issues I've ever read. A little snippets and, of art that I do enjoy, and I do like that. Bit that you know, like you know, like Wonder Woman does overcome and take <laughs> one panel, hey, and then he, she gets I, stomped on. Anything here, okay? She gets stomped on the one panel later. He doesn't even let you settle hey, you in with the idea that Wonder Woman just throw a god. He, and he called uh, Zeus a crotchety old fool. Eric, how dare? How dare he says that? Wonder Woman misses him. Oh, where is this Steve idea? Realizes he's dead. No, that or I, I'd love it too if Wonder Woman like, I didn't wish for you back. Why are you here? Only the gods I wish for are back. No, Steve Orlando, he's so busy trying to impress you with Silver Age nonsense that he can't even find out what happened two weeks ago. That's his problem. He's got his head in the clouds and his, and his freaking pen in, in garbage. He, he dips his pen in a freaking shit well. You feel you good go. about yourself now? No. No, no. Everybody's probably downstairs shaking their head. A shit well. That's that was my uh, radio name uh, in Cleveland. Johnny Shitwell. No, Johnny. Johnny Shitwell. It's it's Johnny Shitwell. It's Johnny Shitwell getting the light out. It it was weird. The show was Johnny Shitwell getting the light out, but we only played Aerosmith. It was an odd show. A a lot of people did not like it, Aaron. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I would, and I refuse to play anything from Permanent Vacation. That's nonsense. That album, Silencer Number Eight, written by Dan Abnett, art by Patrick Zercher, Mike Spicer, and Tom Napolitano. Silencer is back in his family vacation time, but while, while Ben and, and Blake, I put Blackie. Ben and Blackie. Is their name? Blackie. It wasn't coach. <laughs> it sounds pretty good, right? Ben and Blake have the time of their lives. Honor is in Kadim. With a few hours to kill. There is a Freaky Friday twist at the end or twist. But after the lack of overall progression last issue, which I said, I I let it go a little. If you remember when it was the plane issue, I had fun. So I let that go. It continues here. I I thought we would get more here. Um, I'll I'll go on record right now and say, too, that I like Victor Bogdanovich's art a lot better than Patrick Zercher's. And I'm a Patrick Zercher fan. Um, His style is uh, not really cohesive with what we got with Victor Bogdanovich. And Victor Bogdanovich's clear style, I really reason, like. It seems a little bit too serious for what we're dealing with here. For That's some what I'm reason, saying. I need those big eyes. Yeah, and I like, do you know, a cartoon, Almost cartoony-esque kind of caricatures that he does. Like, not caricatures, but style of the people that uh, Victor Bogdanovich yep. does. Because I agree. With this whole like you know line-heavy, really serious style, I'm like, you're taking all the fun out of this book, and that's what it needs to be for this. Over- yeah, it seems, and, and especially because, yeah, you're in, you know, you're in action land yeah. here, and yeah. you need the fun. And really, the problem that I see Patrick Zercher's new on the book. So uh, Blake and Jellybean, 
that their look changes throughout. And yeah. especially like when, hey, are you really real, Mr. Supas? Are you? <sighs> and then the next panel, he looks like he's now gained probably seven years when he's like, it's super amazing, just mama. Like he looks like 21 now. And and with that, it, it's just weird. And even even honor looks a little different and it I think you're right it's more of a serious look and even though there's a lot of fighting and things like that we like the lighter hearted look of I do. this book I to like go. Yeah. dim witted looking jelly bean yeah, I do. It's Jelly Bean. He he kind of looks like he knows what's going on here. And I don't need that. But yeah, Mr. Supers is there. Uh and they're in the park. And I, at one point, it's funny because Blake at one point calls out Honor. It's like, you know, we're having the time of our life and you don't even want to be with us. And it's so Best obvious. vacation ever. So obvious ever. She's like, I got a spa day. And I got that. And you're like, what are you talking about? And she should have just went with the idea that most rides are two people. I just, I just and she didn't want to sit with a stranger. Like this family, they must be so well to do because they go to a different country to go to a theme park on vacation. And they spend it like the, the hey, they want it. Out. Yeah, yeah, they won. He even says, best wife ever. He just, that's the best too. He doesn't even ask. You know why she she ended up winning it in a call-in from Johnny Shitwell. He had two, three she tickets. Should have been Willie Shitwell, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, three tickets to Action Land. I, I, that was my name then. I can't make up a name. That was actually my name in Cleveland. You weren't Johnny as clever or clever to me, Cleveland? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Nobody is. Ask Lord Andy. Uh, you have that going, though, that they're in the park. They're going to go. You have to have them set aside. Yeah, they got to do Action Land stuff so Honor yeah. can go and take care of yeah. all this And stuff the only reason they're the there team. for is later after the twist is they have to be there so that quietus can go and figure out what's going on uh but yeah she goes off and she's going to talk to iverson and i was waiting for him to at least say something about practice eric i was waiting for that i i I really really thought that they were going to say something but she goes she says listen i know you're you're pretending you're human you're not you know give me the info and the problem is though is we are not going far progression wise and then you have Iverson now go through a complete recap of what has happened with Leviathan. He is telling he's telling somebody who's involved in all of this and pretty much one of the key members of all the trouble going. And he's like, you know, uh, Leviathan's hierarchy is disintegrating. Used to be tell y'all go at the top, supported by the underbosses. Each one no, of quietus and gone. I, I'm and waiting for to say. I know this. Why are you going on? It's just so if people were jumping on, but still jumping on here. And that's the recap you get. You get to the next page where you see Quietus. He's pissed off at this guy. He's going to use this biomass. You're going to be lost anyway. So why waste that whole page with that, you know, thing? Well, they end up, she wants to get into Kadim. You end up being able to sneak over the border on a transport. She's going to do this. In the meantime, Quietus is there as well. What happens in this thing, though? Because Iverson's giving us the down of the hierarchy of Leviathan. And then he, she's talking about, I'm going to go to like, you know, get in the Kadim. Can you know about smuggling? He's like, oh, that's a terrible idea. But check this out. There is this thing where they do like, you know, bring contraband in, bring migrants out. And then he doesn't want it to be a part of it though. But then he gets hit with a shock of light and then he tells her everything and says, I'm going to upload. And then she, next thing is, what did you do to me? And she just jumps out the window. I'm like, 
What yeah, did I don't you think, do? Because- I don't think that she did it. I think somebody else did it, maybe quietest to find out that information as well, because she doesn't seem, she's like, she says, Iverson? He would pick up the, like, did he download the address as well? It just seemed like a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, I think because that somebody hacked in. did not make sense to me no, at all. Like, but I think somebody hacked in, and maybe it would have been quietest. Maybe, maybe this but is you the don't... magic aspect we have at the end that she's forcing the situation, maybe. but it's yeah, just maybe that's what because we have a robot with body mods and technology and magic is affecting it. Yeah, magic. Yeah. And I I agree with you because it shouldn't affect it. But I do think because you have at the end of this magic. uh, But yeah, Quietus is going. Uh, His guys are kind of he thinks they're against him. He starts ripping through again. This seems like a magical type thing, because at the one point you do have the one guy who says, I went blank. What's going on? He's like, yeah, screw you, buddy. (laughs) I realized at that point that there was something going on, but even I'm saying the Question we had with Silencer and Iverson, and now where Quietus is getting attacked by the like where he thought were loyal dudes with body mods, and it seems that they're being controlled as well. For some reason, just because it's the technological aspect, we have all this stuff where these these are barely human beings anymore. Yeah. And it's just some witch that's controlling them with voodoo yeah, dolls. It's like, weird. Like it's just such a weird idea. And I don't even know who that is yet. You know, you have not introduced no. a magic concept no. to this. We have been dealing with nothing but robots. Yeah, we've been tech and robot. And yeah, it's so weird. Uh, they- out of nowhere. And you do keep going back to the park where, you know, she goes back, she talks to Jellybean and Blake, and then says she has something else to do like, at one honey, point. I know we're on vacation, but can you please cover up a little bit this other yeah, family please. spot? Like all these people. I like to when she goes there. And like, Did you see us, Mama? Looks like you're having a super time, Jellybean. When she's there, I swear to God, behind, there is wrong turn with a little longer hair on the phone. <laughs> and this girl, <laughs> you look so much like them. Uh, I made, it made me laugh. But with that then... It's just an odd progression where you also have this weird deal thrown in still where I don't want to go to the diner, daddy. That's where people with guns kill each other. And Honor like walks away and goes, I hope I didn't screw his head up. No, no, you did. There, there's you, no you reason really to wonder. You just ruined Jelly Bean. Yeah, you did. You completely ruined your son. Uh, and there you go. But they're going with this. She goes back. She's going to sneak in. And uh, that's where Quietus is there as well. And you get, you know, the Biomods versus the Silencer. She's, you know, beating them up kind of because she's so good. But then, then you go and it's like, my lady wishbone. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you see this wig, witch with the voodoo dolls playing like you're like it's eric shay playing yeah. little boys toys like there. it's awesome and, yeah making Where'd them fight but they are fighting it's it's so ridiculous and then all of a sudden they get zapped like and it's why freaky is it friday and it's such a weird thing because it I seems like she's making them fight but they would be fighting either way but like you know quietus realizes yeah. you know what you being here me being here i shouldn't be here this yeah, is it's too much somebody of a has brought us here together on purpose and then I wish I was like you. Now, it's just a Freaky Friday situation where this witch zaps them to cause even more confusion. So now we have quite. I mean, the the only better way would have been they'd be like, listen, you know, you're right. This is a coincidence. But you know what? I'm having such a hard time here. My my kids are my kid and husband. They're back at the park. They're they're bitching and moaning. They want me to go on these goddamn rides. You know how it is. I'm a mob boss. I have. (laughs) I'm a biomodded crime boss who ends up with people going. Going against him, you know, my my ass is Alpo, and it's a dog eat dog world, baby. And then she's like, "Boy, I wish I was you." At the same time, I wish I was you. oh no, where is Jamie Lee Curtis when we need her? 
There you go. Filming he, Halloween. Uh, he ends up. He ends up there. Yeah. He ends up. It's like looks in the mirror, and yet he sees. It's so ridiculous that he. Oh no! I'm quietus. I, I like it too. It's like oh, I can't feel my hands. Whoa, better get to a bathroom. Go find a mirror. Oh no, Quietus! What have you done, Quietus? In the meantime, yeah. he's inside. Somebody just walking around. Yep, gonna check my room key. All right, <laughs> gonna go see what's going on with Silence's life. He's all good to go. He's like, I like this. It's funny too because he's got the room key. Is he going to be smart enough to get rid of the silencer garb, or is he? You know, you, you're well, gonna how, play how does anybody up this know whole how to deal. use that nanode. Not, yeah, that, even so, you're going to play up this whole deal. And I, I think you're going to get a uh, kind of a Lex Luthor thing with, with Flash, even because what does it matter? I'm going to find out who Silencer really is. And he goes and he sees Jellybean and Blake. That's not going to, he's not going to know who they are or what that is. And then he's going to get sexy. Them against him. Yeah, 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 really. But yeah, it's it's just, it, there's not much going on. So it is funny at the end. Well, Freaky Friday, you, you do get a half a point for me just yeah. because of that, uh, just as a funny thing. Plus, you have wrong turn in this girl in this book. It's amazing. It's so amazing. I just picture her in that Superman shirt trying to get through the window when their son locks them out there. There's wrong turn. Oh, it's so good. Uh, what did you give this? I'm going to give this issue a 4.9 out of 10 because Ooh. you know i'm thing is i'm really i silencer is one of these new age of hero books that i really do enjoy but ever since last issue with the whole plan we got no progression yeah at you all. were down on last issue and, as and well. then this issue here where now we have i'm telling you the freaky friday it's fun enough it's just an odd idea yeah. that we're now throwing in magic in this techno world and we're just discovering the hierarchy which is forced out of nowhere it just feels really forced to get us to an ending like they know that the writing's on the wall with this yeah. and we got to get yeah, as, I, as I far as we can but not until like you know we can't go that far. Like we have a lot of information we need to do, whether we use it or not. Yeah, because if line. this if this is the one, you're not going to start a new story if it's only. We, we kind of guess that a lot of these are going to end at twelve. Yeah. So if you're going to twelve, you still have four issues. You're caught in a no man's land. You can't really start a new one, though. You could have the number twelve issue be kind of a a victory lap, kind of one shot type deal. But still, you have a bunch of story to get to or to stretch out till right. 12. And I think they're doing that now. Also, if somebody's out there and they're like, boy, I, I really like the art. I think it was just as good as Victor Bogdanovich. Look at the cover. And the cover is exactly I love that, that cover that we wanted. And yeah. it's funny because they did make the mistake. This is how much they care about these new age of heroes. This is the second time one of these books has had the wrong artist on the cover. Victor Bogdanovich is but I listed the artist on was the, the cover. star of these books, Jim. Yeah. Well, there you go, Bogdanovich, because the best art is that cover. It, that, it really looks good. I Ooh, love that, that cover. I am oh, telling my you, goodness. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Patty Z. I just really wish. Yeah, to- it doesn't fit the book. We, we talk about this. There are some writers that don't fit books. I I'll say right now, I think that one of those would be a Ben Percy on Nightwing. I don't think he fits that book. And you have artists that don't fit a book as well, especially of what we've been getting. And it did take a little bit of the fun out. Now, with that, I'm going to give it a 5.5. I'm a little more positive than you. But that's going down from last issue as well, that I allowed that kind of stall because I was right. having fun. I didn't have I actually I didn't have as much fun in this issue until Freaky Friday right. at the end. But up until then, it was just it was just stalling. And, and if I, you're going to go to this park, don't use it as a distraction for the kid. Have some fun in action land. Have some fun where for some reason, uh, you know, you have them fight in the park and people think it's uh, part of the show See, that or, or something like that. You know, some fun like that. To utilize the space. Mama, who's that fighting? Is that the Batwoman's? I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it would be funny. Is yeah, that cyborg? That? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You could have some fun with it, but they don't. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on think, now. Though, it's just Action Land. It's just a Superman theme park. They left all the other heroes out. Yeah, yeah, it's Action Land. It's just Action Comics Land. That's what they like there. You have to go to Batland. Uh, that's in Cleveland. And you know like what? You the know. one thing I really did too like about this art, though, I did like that Mr. Super is the Superman guy at the gate here, how he had the opposite colors of the Superman costume. For some yeah. reason, I, yeah, I really liked, liked that. I thought it was a cool little touch. It's, like, super, it's a little bit off super. from what Superman is. Like it's like, Dracula. It's The Wolf Man. The Wolf Man. Yes, we're going to move on. You know who this is? It's a crawl space creature. Get delivered in your crawl space on that night when you go downstairs. Boo! I'm that bitch! I've been doing one thing and one thing only since you heard me last time. I've been watching the game starring Michael Douglas. I'm fucking hating this movie. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Also, pranks are stupid! I hate pranks. Everyone thinks pranks are funny. They like the jackasses and uh, uh, Jamie Kennedys. I don't like it. Oh, oh we surprised you, bitch. <laughs> no, it's not funny. Here's a fucking funny thought for you. Uh, I'm going to ruin your life. How funny is that, bitch? Yeah, i got to be honest with you guys. Um, I've never actually seen um, uh, Friday the 13th. I've never seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I've never seen Halloween. So, um, uh, but I have definitely seen um, Leprechaun in the Hood, uh, original Leprechaun, and uh, uh, I guess I saw Jason X. But the only other movie I've ever seen is Michael Douglas's Game, and I hate that movie. So I really like it if it's still a dweller. We're talking about more horror movies. That's my point. I need a set of to make a more a shoza. <coughs> so, one more thing. Uh, I want each of you to give me a, um, a movie recommendation because I'm tired of watching the game. So, go ahead. Each one of you give me a, a movie rec. Okay. Uh, that should have been long enough to give me at least two movies to watch. Um, next time, I'll have watched both these movies. Uh-oh. Uh, better go, guys. But I'm gonna watch those movies and I'll get back to you guys. Okay, bye-bye. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are just okay now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say we're waiting to hear all Jim's scores we don't want to hear Eric Shea boom boom here we are and we're with Reggie Reggie is here time for the Reggie books now and you've got three of them three is like the perfect number right three is the loneliest number I've heard one time uh, but it is the perfect is the magic number that is true and if we're going to do that I would prefer the De La Soul version of that uh, but we have three books and you have two that are pretty big books and pretty good books and then one that I'm kind of getting sick
sick of. We'll have to see which one is that. Gee, I wonder uh, what Yeah, I wonder which one is. I wonder, wonder, wonder who. Really? Who? Uh, Jim doesn't like the, the terrific. One of the books, I don't know, I didn't even know it was coming at all, so that was a big surprise. It was no, kind of did, it, did its eyes get glassy, Eric? <laughs> Ah, no. it continues the joke. Uh, yeah, I actually, like I didn't know either. I, it was actually. Oh goodness gracious! There he is. He's off playing with his transformers. That's what he calls his zipper uh, nowadays. <laughs> I just want to warn you. Uh, but what is it the transforms first... <laughs> up, but it transforms down as well. Yes, it does. Uh, zipper goes up. It's, zipper goes it's down. A, it's a constructicon, is what yes, it is. Oh. Yes, it is. It's a lonely con. That's <laughs> what it really <laughs> is. A solitary con. It's actually a single changer. Uh, oh, it does nothing. Yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, yes, but what is the first book, Reggie? It is Justice League Dark Number 2, written by James Tiny in the Fourth, art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno, Raul Fernandez, and Brad Anderson. You give me, you give me the sweetest Naboo. You give me, you're giving me the sweetest Naboo. Too quick for me. There's a lying form, and I never got ripped off before. There's a lying form that is you. There's a lying form, and I never felt this dumb before. Giving me something that's naboo. Sometimes I think you're just too quick for me. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that was one of my mom's favorite singers of all time, though she would always say, I love that Sade, is what oh, she would say. Because <laughs> I, I don't think Eric's very familiar with Sade. I think that I, yeah. I asked him about Sade one time, and he had no idea who Sade Adu is. I said the only thing that Sade is your work. Oh, I'm going to throw uh, Sade at you, you son of a bitch. Or as my mom said, Sade. I remember we had the album, and she just kept, I really like this Sade. And I'm like, I, I don't think that that's how you say it, Ma. I, I don't no, think that's the best thing is, I like to think that she told you that's how it was, and that's how you said it until you uh, were I probably would No, because I, she was on MTV all the time at that sure, point, so yeah, I know. And then she's is. like, I also really like this Billy Ocean. I'm like, that's there Ocean, Mom. Right, nah, it's Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, Ma, please. There's what happened? that woman. Your mother, it's weird. Your mother is illiterate. That was well, the problem yes. there. Well, she's, she's from England. And, and oh, also, oh, oh, oh. she had the problem where when, you know, when little kids get – I dropped her as a little kid. Oh. Uh, just myself. I <laughs> dropped her with a left hook. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Sade, I don't know what that goes into this except for the Naboo deal. And this, this is a good issue. I like yep. this book. I'm actually surprised how much I do like it because, as we know, I am – unless it's – maybe david copperfield uh possibly doug henning i'm not a magic fan you, you know this and, yeah. no uh, bill bigsby for you no no i like doug henning the most he had some good suspenders but uh you know, i you know, like chris angel no Fine. he's a mind freak yeah Fine. really he is a mind freak indeed that's less magic more eyeliner is what he goes with but <laughs> I, I do like this this series so far and i'm hoping that it continues like this though at the end it's the uh, the mystery that's set up. It's very intriguing. We're finding out. I just wonder how once this is solved going forward, what we're going to do from there. But yeah. as it is now, but I'm this, enjoying this it. Is what I, this is from these characters. In the, almost every instance, this is what I want to see. Uh, and and yeah. things are explained. You know what yeah, I mean? They why are. they have to split up. Why and, yeah. certain people and I like that. Together. Uh, and it's like, all right, this is a well-thought-out story. And yeah. we're seeing, like, 
like, you know, you want to see them use their powers or at least have their powers explained or, you know, some kind of something. Every yeah. And we're, we got that here. Uh, I thought it was a real strong second issue after yeah, the like first one. And I also like say people who are keeping away from it because of metal, say Dancing Mike, is like, I didn't like metal, so I'm not going to go with this. Yes, there's tie-ins. You have the Tree of Wonder and things like that. But yeah, you're yeah. also getting the idea – Unlike those, you know, uh, New Age books, the New Age DC Heroes books that are supposed to be from the pages of metal, you actually right. realize that Tynan, and remember, he was one of the writers of metal. It wasn't just Scott oh. Snyder. Scott Snyder gets a lot of the credit, but also gets a lot of the shade thrown at him. But it was Tynan, uh, you know, with also, uh, Joshua Williamson, and then those are the three doing the books, Justice League, then Justice League Dark and Justice League Odyssey, and you can tell mm. in this where Tynan does know what he's doing. It's not one of those where he heard the, the second-hand story whispered down the alley deal like uh, Unexpected by Steve Orlando that just is right. throwing nonsense Terrible. out there. There's not a lot of nonsense here, and with that, even with the Tree of Wonder in there, there's not too much of this. If you didn't, if you didn't read metal, you're going to be lost. If you didn't read metal, this isn't for you. It's starting to pick up where you're getting character moments and things like that with these characters that I really like separate from metal, especially because sure. they go talk and try to find Dr. Fate, which is a cool deal because right. he's not on the team. So it's cool that he is somebody they go and see. I know Eric loves Dr. Fate, but he's a little worried. I, I, by the, the end. thing is, I'm very worried about yeah. Dr. Fate because what we get in this issue with the thing that really grabbed he's me. He's kind of being possessed, with... you know, maybe. Well, I'm saying he's always being possessed by yeah. Naboo, but that's the way that Naboo is acting. Yeah. Time, yeah. But uh, the whole thing that really grabbed me right away was this little cold open with a little background in Wonder Woman on Themyscira when she was a girl. And we have this, you know, we've been wondering this whole time, what is Wonder Woman's magical connection besides from being yeah. a demigod and stuff like that, where we see these witch women dancing around on Themyscira that she's not supposed to know about. But she, you know, yeah. gets curious and she goes out in the middle of the night and sees it and they're worshiping Hecate. Hecate. And at one point where, yeah, where they end up bra magically branding, branding Diana – with this like symbol of Hecate, I'm like, you know what? This is a really cool little backstory. I think people are going to get pissed off because of everything that's being done to Diana over the past couple of years. From like, whenever anything yeah. happens to Wonder Woman, everybody gets all pissed off all the time. Like, you have all these. Yeah, I didn't see that many people, people upset yet, though. So maybe know, they're not. Weird, so maybe it's okay. But like, I really like the secret magical connection that we're starting yeah. out here. I actually wish we got more of that here instead of going to Dr. Fate because then when we got to that point, it's very cool. It makes me very worried for the character going forward, especially since, you know, it's been announced stuff like that that we will be getting a JSA book that, like, you know, yeah. whenever year it should happen. Now. But it yeah. will, exactly, yeah. But it mm. makes me worried about that character. Well, and with that, it's funny because I really expected at some point for Wonder Woman to take off her crown deal and have, uh, you know, a have brand that there, brand yeah. there. And I actually, I was worried about that. Like, she's going to end up being like Mike Tyson with face tattoos. That's right. That's it's right. a magical yeah, that's brand. She, yeah, it's a magical so, brand, but it, it doesn't look so magical at the point because she, the thing is flaming and stuff like that. It, she, she grows her bangs flaming. in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, well, that's, like, I'm telling you, she tries to like keep Zoe that away. Chanel. She grows yes. her bangs out. You don't know. No, I just thought head. you meant an I, I, awful I like, actress. That's what I thought you meant. Burn. I hate her. I like. Uh, I, I did like that too. I feel like this wasn't a lore breaking kind of thing. You know, this could work with Wonder Woman, and also she's always wielded, wielded you know, magical items. So yeah, she has, has and the somewhat yeah. tenuous connection. And this this moment here definitely you know makes her as if she was 
you know, powered down with the witch coin. Well, that, or that's the thing <laughs> too, though. That's why I like it a bit more because as you go and you have Zatanna with her, and Zatanna has her own little agenda. She's heard some things like that, and what, when we lead into that, but when they go see Doctor Fate, it does allow Diana, and it has to be from that where she is kind of touched by magic. Then, so she's kind of allowed places that normally she wouldn't, and you could have done that with just the gods and things that sure. as well. But or it adds that wrinkle as pesto. well. Yeah, yeah, it just adds that wrinkle where she is kind of part, and even so, she is a unwilling party to it, which actually ends up later too, where she explains, I'm here to help, I'm not trying to screw anything, and Dr. Fate, though it is kind of a trick, and he's trying to lead them away and things like that, uh, because of Naboo, but it still gives her that in that you need for her to have, it's still the thing where Tynan is still trying to make these characters fit in a Justice League dark, Uh, and I like it because when you have what would normally be a Just League Dark, you may end up having seven magic users, and so mm-hmm. and that kind of gets a little too much. So I do like where we have even you know Detective Chimp, where he's kind of hey, Detective School didn't teach me any of this. They're not all they're not all god level. Yeah, I actually and like basically it. I, on a team when you have Swamp Thing, if he's gonna if he's gonna work with you, you're, you're pretty much good. You know, yeah, and it, the, there's not a lot you can do. The problem Swamp is, is it already <laughs> seems like they want to get Swamp Thing out. Of the picture yep. constantly. It's so odd. To, yeah, yeah so but tell us, uh, tell us what happens. Uh, right? Well, so they, this opens up right where the one last one left off, where they're fighting off these sort of mutated undead figures. And I really like this because everyone does that stuff. creatures. Too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. You know, uh, they're all they're all goopy and crazy, and because they're dead, they can be ripped apart. Man Bat does a good, especially kind of eviscerating one guy, just splitting yeah. him into. But uh, even with Zatanna without her powers, she still is whacking away at him with a light pole yeah. or whatever. And, uh, I like the fact that it wasn't like anybody was sitting sitting back or that, you know, Wonder Woman had to protect all of them because essentially with Wonder Woman and Swamp Thing, you're, you're again, yeah. pretty much good against any enemy. Wonder Woman but, uh, punches the one thing's teeth <laughs> out of it. <laughs> and no. that's from punching the chest. The she teeth really come off. Fucks this thing oh up, my man. god! It's 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 horrific. <laughs> uh, the the one part a little it's it's only a nitpick and uh, but like the whole thing where at the end of the fight where like Kurt Langstrom is completely man batted out. It's like does anybody yeah. have like an anti man bat serum laying around because Kurt's gone full on bat head. Yeah, yeah he's like, gonna. We had this, this question last time, like, well, how, now that he's taking the full man bat serum, how is he going to turn back to Kurt Leitcher? Because yeah. and they they just kind of use it as a joke, and we move on from they there. Just, as Kurt, and I'm then like, you he's know himself. I, yeah, I would like to know the answer to this. It's a bit of a nitpick, but I would like to know the answer. Like, what does the team do then when he's full yeah. on man bat? I just was going to ask him if he's been in, if he's in port for Long Sailor because he's got one of those jackets like Marty had on and made me Ooh. laugh. But uh, yeah, even at the point though, Zatanna, Wonder Woman's pissed and says, you know, you better tell us what's going on here. And looks like she's going to punch Zatanna right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy, she's going to kill her. She's going to put her fist right through her face. Uh, but it's backwards it's, for not in the face. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, with that, that you have uh, there where Swamp Thing then just is like, hey. Uh, uh, okay, I walked all the way with you. I'm going to cut out now uh, to go look at the Tree of Wonder. And it, it was odd. that To me, that seemed very forced because maybe he is – it's almost like Enchantress in the Suicide Squad. You have to kind of get him out. Now he is doing his own little thing. But he yeah. is so powerful and can do a lot of other things. Well, that that's he, the thing is – Swamp Thing has his own side story going that Constantine does yeah. know about, but he does tell the thing, you know, I got to go over the Tree of Wonder, which is thankfully right next to the, you know, the Tower of Fate. So sure, I'm going to go yeah. over here while you guys go over here because 
its roots are still like you know has the same kind of power that those creepy cadavers yeah, had that we just killed. So I gotta go check this out. But while that does seem like a forcing to get him out of the Tower of Fate, it seems like there is this whole thing where he just wants to stop being the Avatar. Where we actually might yeah. move forward with the whole but idea. But again, that's poison ivy might take up the mantle. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's the case. They pretty much counted him happen. on this. Yeah, they pretty much counted on him being. I just think this is but, a side but thing I, I that he's going to decide. I do think that even though it does seem a little bit forced, like you say, to get him away because he's too much of a almost like a god level deity. Although Wonder Woman is arguably also too. Yeah. But uh, I do. I like the. It was explained. That's it's yeah. It really, was. It comes down to all these things in this book. Like even then, we're going to see when they enter the the Hall of Fate and they want to go. They tell who they think the guy they think is Kent Nelson in, in the Fate yeah. helmet. Want to go talk to Nebu? Petition Nebu about you know what's up with the suit, the origin of magic. He's like only Zatanna and Wonder, and Wonder Woman, Woman can come. Cause yeah, and they explained magic. it. Yeah, and, and they even explained it even like uh, to the more because they're like, right, why? Yeah. they I, say, I, why I, do you I, have to I, do that? And she, he says, well, they're too chaotic. Uh, you know, you guys are yeah. magic, but they're chaotic. Magic yeah, about so, order. And he goes yeah. into a whole thing about how the people that have discovered magic, they yeah, really want to that. order it. Yeah. And, do, 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 and, you know, we'll, we'll get into that stuff. Yeah, but, it's uh, fine. Uh, we don't even have to get into that, really. I mean, really, all it is is a background. <laughs> of the, you don't really good. even, you know, if you didn't know who Dr. Fate is there, they're going to explain it with the Lords of Order. That's basically all that's for. But with that, you have yeah, – it's weird too because you have Dr. Fate saying, oh, they're too chaotic, meaning uh, you know Kurt Langstrom and uh, Bobo there. And they're out and their chaoticness is what kind of shows what's going on because they're looking right. around. They can't sit still and you end up having uh, Kurt find a vase that looks like there's a boy trying to get out. He's trying to – you know, and of course you're going to find crazy shit all in the, in the like tower. Yeah, and, and so what happens <laughs> they, they all then, have boys look like they're trying to get out of all my there. rooms. Wow. And this is right. what's funny. This is the craziest thing because what happens, they end up looking and the vase he uh, – Kurt drops it. It smashes and out comes – Freaking Khalid Nasur, who was the Dr. Fate in the DCYOU that me and Eric hated, hated so much. That book is one of the worst books that I've ever read. Yet when I see him here, it made me smile so much because it's something that he's tying back to. it works you know? so well too for what we had it's where so Nelson good. did jump into that book at the end to kind of be the yeah. mentor of Khalid and yep. he was like his uncle and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, he has been locked away in this vase because he is gonna cause trouble. It's like, yep. look, that the Doctor Fate, it's not Kent Nelson, it's Naboo. He's taken completely yeah. over and as he's, he's trying, trying to, to say it, the, uh, yeah. the the vase gets put back together, like pieces of him get broken apart to become and his the mouth vase. Oh, kinda, it's it's cool almost scene. like, you know, how can you scream with no mouth? He's going going <laughs> back on. <laughs> how can you really? scream when you are a vase? <laughs> And it's one of those where uh, it it's so good. It really is. And though I hated the book, I actually didn't. I You're realized that well. I didn't Continuity. mind Khalid. I didn't mind Khalid, though, because he was trying to be no, good. Was it was the book was terrible. But I'm telling you, seeing him I le- and I want him to be saved now. Though, having that and then it's like the doctor has a double. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that was the thing to explore. Just never really. I, he was the worst really Doctor Fate it, ever. It was always in its origins of that book. If you know, they, like if, all twelve yeah. issues. It would be funny if there was some sort of shade thrown at the fact that he killed so many people in that book. Remember oh that, that that hospital that he just blew up. The plane. Oh my god, the plane. But yeah. Uh, 
it's one of those like people were uh, wanting that they wanted Jar Jar Binks to show up in these new Star Wars movies, and, yeah. and nobody likes Jar Jar Binks. But I'm telling you, if you would have seen him in one scene where he went by, Misa happy, it went by, I would have smiled. I would have been like, all right, like Eric said, that gives you the greater <laughs> Misa continuity. Misa happy, and he'd go off. I'd be like, all right, way to go there, Jar Jar. Just see, so see Jar Jar with his grandkids, Misa grandfather. I'm like, all right, way to go. I don't think you and I look for the same. Wait, I'm telling you, if you only had him for two seconds, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, this, I don't mind, and it, it, the continuity made, and really, when, when Khalid came out, he's like, Misa in trouble, and then he was a boss again. I'm like, what the hell happened? But, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is possibly the end of Khalid. I think he'll come back. Yeah. We'll find out the full story. I like even it. if this was it. That would be yeah. okay. It's like, all right, you acknowledge the fuck yeah. that the thing happened. The, we didn't just try to steamroll over it yeah. and just Thank be like, God. oh, that, that went over. Let and, him go home. I don't know. It, it his poor dad's anything uh, worthwhile. You know what his I mean? dad really probably doesn't have a job anymore because these Ubers now, they put him out of business. Uh -huh. He was uh -huh. a cab driver. Uh -huh. But yeah. You know, he was a doctor in Egypt. Yeah, 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 he I was, but they wouldn't let it. They wouldn't let him be a doctor here. They made him be a cab driver because people yeah. were awful. But they didn't uh, make him be a cab driver. That was his choice. No, he couldn't be a doctor. They didn't recognize his license. He but had he no other. Had what had else is he going to do? Yeah. He had nothing. He, he was what he was doing anything to get his kid to go to medical school. But well, yeah, you I, had, I understand it. He had a choice between cab driver or cardboard box factory. Yeah, and he, he said, "Well, I have yeah. some self-respect." Yeah, really. He said, "I still have my pride. I may not have my medical license. I have my pride." And he was a cab driver. Saying I should get my license. Yeah, really. He he doesn't have his license, Lisa. You, you end up here though, and yet you find out then that both Wonder Woman and Zatanna them realize, wait a second. And Wonder Woman's like, I we're not talking to to Kent. We're talking to Naboo. We we got the straight line here. What is going on? And I do like the way that it's not just a I'm Naboo and you guys are, are through. You know, maybe he rhymes like Etrica now. He's working I, on his rap not. career. I, I think he might. But no, he says, listen I respect you, Wonder Woman, and I respect what the your league does. You guys are good peoples. But this is how it's going to be. This magic is crap, and i got to fix it. This is how we're going to fix it. You're going to see that I'm right at the end. It's not just this, ha, ha, the hell with you people. He actually, you get the idea, okay, I see where he's coming from. You know, right. at the end, you'll be like, listen, Naboo is bad, but he did have some good ideas. That's what Eric tells me all the time oh about my God. Naboo. And, uh, yeah, it ends up trying to stop him, and then what happens, Reggie? Because it's disgusting. <laughs> well, it's 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 very crazy. Yeah, he, he kind of, like, sends them into a dark dimension that has, I don't know, a big pulpy frog yeah. beast yeah, the man. Yeah, upside down man. The other kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just. Some really fucking it up, is yeah, upside down. Thing, you know, some stranger man, things shit. Man basically. stole magic, you know, centuries ago and it caused them nothing but pain and all this time. So now, but it's just now he's like, look, it's time yeah, for the magic to go back to the wrong side. Open up the other kind to take it back for where it goes. So if people got to die to do that, well, we got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, yeah, don't we? Yeah, he he's like a you know like some of the villains that we like the most. He really thinks that his plan is a good plan, and in the long run. He may have a point, though a he lot of people are going to die. I mean, really, yeah. Yeah. When, when you're looking at a Naboo, Naboo only cares about Naboo things. And this yeah. this is how he would solve it in the easiest way. This guy lives in a helmet, for Christ's sake. I mean, really. Maybe it's too much for humans to wield, you know? And the yeah. other thing with Swamp Thing that's worth talking about is that he is talking to Constantine about retiring. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, Eric said, to the uh, Parliament of Trees. Parliament of Trees. Parliament of Trees. And then, I don't you know, know that the Parliament will let this happen, but that's fine. You know, saying, from what we have in the other continuity going on at the same time, they're looking to have a more proactive avatar for what they feel. Yeah, again, yeah. that that was just so in may, one book that was thrown out there. Yeah, uh, she's I, in the sanctuary. She's crazy. So at the I same don't think time, that, I just don't. Happening. I don't see them going that way. Yeah, it's always going to be. I mean, I think in the ultimately, they're just never going to get over the Al Collin dope, and they're going to keep that going yeah, forever. Yeah, it'll just be that. Uh, even, yeah, be, you, you got that. Uh, but that's how it ends. You end in that crazy deal with that awful looking thing that I thought would look up and kind. have. I actually thought it would have anime eyes, and then I was going to kill somebody because it kind of does look like them. This has anime mouth. Yeah, is anime pronounced, mouth indeed. Is it I'm sure it does. It looks disgusting. Like it. it looks so disgusting, but it's cool. Uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> you want a fly? There? Check your fly. There you go. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this book. You know, I thought that even just the telling of it with the way the team was split up into three, and they each had something to do. Each, something was going on for each of them, and it was interesting to read all of it. And yep. uh, I really had no big complaints. I just didn't think it was, you know, the ultimately the end-all, be-all. I'm still a little bit trepidatious about the series, but I had a great time reading it. And I gave it an 8 out of 10. All right. I didn't have any trepidations at all. Want to get some meat, Eric? Is that, is that <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Wanna play with some of my toys? <laughs> I'm gonna play with your Transformer zipper. That's my Transformer. Do you have the button flies? I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I actually liked it that much. I am really into this book. Wow. I think it's great. Right. The whole thing with Khalid actually was so impressive to me with all of the screw-ups that we continuously get to have that come in there and make so much sense and to make it that he is actually a Vaj trapped in the Tower of Fate made me actually smile and think, you know what, somebody is actually paying attention to something. That wasn't – it would be different if that was James Tynan's book in the DCYU. It was not. Right. And so, But still, he can grab other – like there's somebody actually reading stuff and actually paying attention. So I'll give it – and the fact, like I said – this is a book that can stand on its own. Yes, the Tree of Wonder, whatever. You can just get past that. Just go Swamp Thing, Tree, Parliament of Trees, Constantine. Yeah. Uh, I think that this take, is – Take it at face value. Here, here's the other. Sort of a magic two, yeah. tree thing And in two issues all. of this, and this is for a dancing mic, I like this a lot more than the regular Justice League after two Me issues. Too. I'm not confused. I'm not wondering what's going on. I am – and yeah, we're not getting all the answers. We're not – but the progression and the story, I read it. I, I did not once look at the page count. I had a good time, and when I got done, I was even horrified. How about that, Eric? But, yeah, I really, really <laughs> like it. Uh, and so it's one of my favorite books this week. What do you give it, Eric? I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. I really like the art in this issue, and I do like the team. I actually was you know, a bit worried that I thought this team was a little bit weird and a little bit forced. But for what we're dealing with right now, and you know, I really enjoy the aspects that they're all putting yep. in there. And I like that we second issue, we're dealing with Dr. Fate, and I might not like the way we're going with it because I fear for what's going to happen to the character going forward. Yeah, but I think for what we got to this issue, the end, though. 
Well, you but think go. everything's going to be fine by the end. No, I mean, Unless it's not don't. like they're going to ruin a character like Dr. Fate by just a book. I mean, at the end, they'll be like, oh, well, what I happened? I can control him now. And there you Jim, go. Optimism is definitely a big uh, aspect of Jim. I would definitely that say. That is my number facet. one characteristic. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I'm, I'm just saying, by. though, if, if Naboo at the end kills a bunch of people like he already has by doing this, I don't know if Kent Nelson's going to want to put on that helmet anymore because he can be taken over any given time. No, he'll he'll be taken. He'll, they'll what find if, some sort of trinket is what they'll do. Who knows how they'll go forward yeah. with it. But, but again, no, I'm, so, I'm liking this so far right now. When do you think we'll get another Dr. Fate book? By the time that happens, it'll be after Doomsday Clock, and then it'll be freaking continuity wazoo out there, out, out the backside, Eric, is when it'll happen, and, and it'll all be set. And I love Constantine. I, I realize that I hate any Constantine book I read, but love him as a side character. When he Even shows up in a book, I love one, yeah. him. Yeah, he is. He's great, because when he comes in, it, it brings that, like, oh, no, Constantine's here. Shit's going to go down, but you don't have to deal with the nonsense after and stuff like that. And and with this, he seems worried, which makes you like, holy crap, he, he doesn't get worried about stuff and things like that. So I, I really had a good time with it. But we'll move on to the next book, which I heard Eric Shea really liked. But what is I that, was very I surprised. Know. I just want to I want to uh, allay uh, Eric's fears about Dr. Fate. They probably going to replace him with Jared Stevens, the 90s fate. Oh, would that be, I don't would that be cool remember that. Fate. Oh, he, you don't remember the 90s what? fate? Oh, is he the guy who go by fate? Oh, yes. No, yeah. it isn't. Did he eat he, Subway he sandwiches a lot? Is that was that that Jared Subway? <laughs> no, no, that was no, that that's was, not. <laughs> that guy was a pedophile. This guy was more of a uh, radical magic wielding yeah. oh, okay. dude. Well, you know what's the difference? You, you know, know what I mean? come see, I'll come saw is what I so, say. Uh, but yeah, uh, what's the next book? If you didn't have enough, if you didn't have enough Swamp Thing this week, this yeah. big sleeper came out of nowhere. It was Suicide Squad Annual Number One, written by Cullen Bunn. Art by Ronan Cliquet and Jason Wright. I can see clearly now his brain is gone. I can take all the green ghosts in my way. Gone is the conjoined man who shared my guts. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. I think I can make it now, the pain is gone. All of the psycho feelings have disappeared. I can't control the ghosts that slay my foes. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Yes. Yes, yeah. Reggie. Yes. So uh, this one, I, I have, I have a question, and I think Eric can answer. Why is there an annuals now? Yeah. Why <laughs> did this question. come out in the fifth week, I don't Eric? Know. Eric. Eric, I, I, I don't know. And, and this is, there's two. The fifth week is coming upon us, and it's got a whole bunch of annuals in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And uh, why is too many to handle? Week? What they happened? had damage. It's too hot to handle, too cold to hold. It seems because you had you had damage damage annual this week as well. So we had two annuals. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. They need to get a calendar, uh, though. Hey, I didn't mind because this no. is something we've been – it's funny that we get exactly what we've wanted from a Suicide Squad book, and uh -huh. it takes Colin Bunn to come on with an annual, which could just be kind of thrown in there. It's, it is. But, 
Yeah, it is. But it, at least they even referenced the, uh, you know, the Atlantis uh, sinking Atlantis deal and all that. That's kind of thrown in there a page. Sure. This, could, this could have been from seven years ago and they just threw that page. I don't mind. I, I don't mind at all Fine. because we get what we want. We get an interesting team of crazy characters and actually see that some people can die. That That is the best. And oh. it's just crazy. I'm telling you, that's it what is. you want. You know, you have all these kind of characters. And I think a lot of people reading this won't care because, oh, you're going to give me this little pathetic team of characters that aren't worth anything. I'm like, yeah. you got a, some real big that's character. Like I tell you, Shimmer in this, she is a founding member of the Fierce of Five. She is Mammoth's sister. I'm like, that death, you don't have a fearsome five anymore because yeah, Shiva's yeah. not there. Her head, she's gone. Yep. Ragdoll was that, doing yeah. the secret six. Ragdoll's dead. Yeah, you exactly. know. Uh, yeah, there's Merlin, some crazy Merlin things is, here. Merlin would be the other big one, but pretty and, much and everyone funny, else dies. Yeah. We've gone so long with the same team, pretty much. Yep. You know, you're always, uh, even if they change, kind of, you're always going to get Harley. And that, and I really was afraid when that when I heard about this that you're going to open up and it's going to be one of those, hey Harley and Deadshot, we have a couple other people to go with you, and they didn't do that. And I actually really liked it, and I had fun, especially once people were dying. I was like, holy crap, this is what we wanted. And it's, yeah. it's the craziest thing. I'm like, I'm looking at these characters. Though. It's like, all right, who do we got that hasn't been like doing anything for a while? Who can we get like clean the slate, the closet out with? Yeah, like, yeah. We have two characters from Helix. You know, it was actually the 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 team that Mister Bones was on back in the day before he became Director yeah. Bones and stuff like that. Tao Jones and Baby Boom, they were like yeah. you know, members on the team. With, I love even Baby Scorpio. Boom. Like Scorpio, can you name? Can anybody name a steel villain? Scorpio's no. one of yeah, them. They're Scorpio. already killing off steel villains. Like, and, and now, we, already don't, we don't have enough of those. And it's funny, like, you talk, you talk about Shimmer and, and, you know, oh, my God, that – but really, you know Merlin's not going to die. That That is the yeah. one guy that you know he's not going to die. So, yeah. so Cullen Bunn actually yeah. plays it smart and goes through him pretty much because, you know, stick with him. He's kind of the point-of-view character through most of it because he's not going to die. Though I, I love Baby Boom. I really like Baby Boom. Poor Baby Boom. Well, I, I'll tell you, I really didn't expect Shimmer or Ragdoll to die either. So yeah. that's what really came out of nowhere. Surprisingly, Scream Queen, I didn't care about. Yeah. Scream Queen is the weirdest thing to have in there. Like, she's not even a bad guy. I think she was in a, like a band that went around trying to protect vampires. Yeah, there you go. I, I, did, I liked it. And uh, Reggie, tell us what happens then, because all of a sudden, then Reggie gets his favorite character just out of nowhere, which we've seen before in Suicide Squad. No, but first we got to talk about uh, why they're all getting together is to go after Cadence Laramie, who is one half of a conjoined. They're not really twins, right? But they're more no, like they, they, they were kidnapped, and yeah. this whole surgical operation it's, was done to them. I don't know if it's aliens, some secret society, <laughs> but they are now conjoined mechanical twins that need each other to survive. And the one, Freaky the male Friday. one, has just died. So now the the female one, she has to she's running amok because for some reason she has these extraordinary powers that Amanda Waller really wants, but they're not. That's the worst part about this book in my mind is that. We don't really have anything fully explained. We just know that these characters were driven insane because of these, yeah. you know, experiments that were done to them before they were just dropped off and just became, you know, this monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like she's followed by these ghosts and they are after her. Oh, but they're victims, on the though. way, they'll yeah, also kill anybody yeah. around them, you know. Yeah. But one, of, one of them is of the follow. guy, the yeah. other guy, not Aiden's Laramie. It's the guy that she was attacked to. So 
I don't know yeah, what that's all. Yeah, it seems like that continues just even at the end. But it's weird because she seems to be able to summon them, but then not really control them fully to go away or not kill people because yeah. she tries at points. But she's kind of insane as well. But really, then you get a huge battle, and each character has oh, their and, little and thing the to person do. they see out in the swamp yeah. is swamp thing. thing. Yeah, and that's your favorite. And I, I said we. We he looks awesome. Swamp he Thing. looks so yeah, huge. He He's like a fucking truck in this yeah, movie. I, I dig the way he looks at this. And Swamp Thing <laughs> shows up a lot of times in this book, like just in passing sometimes when they're just in Louisiana. But here you get a big meaty thing. And it's funny because that kind of ties into where Amanda Waller through, you know, Merlin and stuff like that sees what's going on and says, OK, plan B. Yeah. Yeah. Get get. I back, want Swamp Thing. I want Swamp Thing as well. Get both of them. And, 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 you know, and even they're, they're like, "Are you sure you can't just like you know put a brain bomb in Swamp Thing's head?" Yeah. It's, not really yeah. like it's that, such so. a weird idea too, because I'm telling you, Men Waller is just bored and is setting up this B team oh, yeah. and the Suicide Squad to fail immediately because they're not going to be able to bring in this thing who they're not told what the power set is or anything about Cadence, yeah. you know, Laramie. But now, oh yeah, on top of bringing her in alive, he's got to be alive, everybody. You got to bring the swamp thing in. So I'm like, yeah. well, I might as well just you know die right now. Yeah, yeah. No hit the brain bomb, baby. And, and the weird thing about this is, is the idea of, and it it kind of makes me laugh sometimes with the Suicide Squad because they're going out. This is not like, hey, you're going to parachute into Karak and you're going to get this guy, and they say, well, what what about this guy? No, no, you can't know because that would be something of international affairs and things. If you send the Suicide Squad, they can't do anything other than do what they're supposed to do. So tell them. That this woman might be able to summon ghosts. Get them prepared. But she's like, you don't need to know that need to know basis. But it ends up hurting the team you would, all you the would think time. If, if anyone needs to know, it would be them. You would think and, and they would it, be the only ones that need to know. And what are they going to say? Okay, yeah. I don't want to do it now. They yeah, really. already have to do it. So give them the most information that you can. I understand, like I said, I understand matters of, you know, national security and things. But when you're chasing a woman with a dead body out her back who can summon ghosts in a swamp, you might want to give them more information. It makes me laugh. With, uh, you what about I mean, you this? don't understand the, the gift of surprise. You I see guess. what I'm saying? I mean, it keep works it, for us reading. For, you know? <laughs> she just like, I think I'm. what I'm saying is, it goes with what Eric says. I, I just think she's bored. I think she yeah. sets up these things to have some fun and see what she can, you know, stir up. And now she wants Swamp Thing. And they're not even prepared to get a woman with a dead guy out her back who said, they're going to get Swamp Thing? This, she's dragging oh, the Dennis games behind her through yeah. tubes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Dennis like, is oh, all connected. Is and that's the best part, too, because when they're sent out, they pretty much just catch up the cadence right away, right outside the yeah. gates of, yeah, they grab her. you know, uh, Bell Rev. Yep, they grab her, and uh, but that's the problem: is the ghosts and these, you know, ghouls that and come out. And Swamp Thing decided he's going to make it his business to help Cadence. Yeah, he thinks that you know, it seems like he has some other connection to her, not just a you know, oh, it's a woman. And I mean, she's a monstrosity. Though it does get to the end, she's like, "Why are you helping me? I'm such a monster. Have you <laughs> looked at me? And, no, no, yeah. I have a body I'm on my back, this. Swamp Thing. I, I think yeah. I win. Uh, but yeah, it just goes back and forth. But I like it. I, I like it Me because, well, like as we, we said, go along, it, it's like a horror movie. People die one by one, yeah. you know, and they, and, and, and pretty, even, pretty cool ways in, in their own even little like. With that, you know, like I would have liked the thing with the ghost and Cadence Laramie and the power and stuff like that. I'm telling you, it was a complete mystery because it's just sort of this a complete new character created with a really brief backstory, and there's just these weird ghosts going around killing them. But even with that, you have this B team of the Suicide Squad thrown out there. 
you even have a little bit of like, you know, character development where you have Scream Queen, who is the like, you know, she's in the cell next door to Shimmer and she has fallen in love with this character. Yeah, they've they got like a, a relationship. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, we have this one little annual and you've done more with the Shimmer character than anybody's done in the pet since the new 52 started. And it's such a weird thing. Like, and she's dead. Like, yeah. why, why did why did you make me care about Scream Queen and Shimmer? You I know. I guess that's why. I, you know, there's some stakes and you're oh, doing that. Oh, that whole writing thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I, I like it. I, I you know, I'm telling you. Yeah, and and Swamp Thing gets screwed up at points. He gets all messed up, and they're doing all this. But it's funny at the end. You got where, Shimmer transmuting him. You got freaking oh, baby yeah. blowing some parts Crazy. up off him. Yeah, and yep. it's it's so good. It's like they're they're calling and screenplay like, listen, we want her back alive. Don't do anything. She's like, okay, slice. <laughs> slices her neck and they're like oh and then they go back and it's kind of like the uh you know almost the end of the uh the suicide squad movie when it, when amanda waller's gonna meet with uh bruce wayne even with this so she's eating her her breakfast they come they're all just i don't know why she does what she does anywhere around her food she's sitting there <laughs> eating and she's like oh you know he, Merlin's like, listen, that was, uh, you know, we had some problems, sorry. And she's like, yeah, that was a clusterfuck. That really was. You failed to do anything right, and you lost six of the assets. And Merlin's like, no, no, we only lost five. Screamer's like, yeah, Uh-oh. just go ahead. Just Bring go ahead on, and bitch. do it. Yeah. And you're Bow. waiting. And, yes, you see a full-out head explosion Pass. that we haven't seen in all of Rebirth. We haven't yep. seen anything like this. And it happens, and you're like, okay, that's what happens. But why is she doing it anywhere gross. near her food? It is so gross. And that's, when, and that's when Swamp Thing kind of comes through in her fruit salad. Her fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even she says, because he's like, listen, I I know you're in charge here. I have my eye on you. I'm going to make sure you don't use people like this. And she just says, listen, I don't listen to my fruit salad and throws it against the wall. I, I'm like, I tell you, you know this what? is That's badass great. Amanda Waller yeah, right here. It's she great. just tosses Swamp Thing aside and he smashes against the wall like, I don't have to deal with this. Do you know who yeah. I am? I'm like, yeah. oh, this is the Amanda Waller that it's I do. It's really love. good. And it ties back because Swamp Thing said to the whole Suicide Squad at one point, listen, you're at my place of power. You don't screw with me. She throws it right back at him. When she throws that and goes, no, you're in my place of power now. And you just saw her blow up, you know, screen queen right in front of Merlin, I think. Yep. It's going to take a while to readjust. He is covered in blood and also probably has hepatitis now. So he better get checked. <laughs> there's some, there's a real problem. I'm so angry that this is like a little one shot annual though because yeah. it kind of ends on a cliffhanger where you know Swamp Thing's like look I can't watch you all the time but someone will and you see all the ghosts even Cadence and Dennis mm-hmm. stuff like that and all the ghosts of the people they killed yeah. they're behind they're the man there. of water and, it's and you can see that you know they're just incorporeal and nobody is but the look on Merlin's face yeah he, he sees, sees it he sees it because he has that hepatitis. Oh. This, these are hepatitis yeah. monsters oh. is what happens. Okay. But it's this, so good. This is the 28th stage of hepatitis. That is. 28th stage, stage is having ghosts look at you in your, in your <laughs> office. But, yeah, yeah, you have this where even that, you know, hey, I don't listen to Fruit Salad, boom. And she's like, you, you're not going to be able to get to me. I'm in my place of power. And then he says, yeah, you're right. But I have some people who can watch over you. And then you see the ghost. I'm like, boy, this is good. This is like something. It's a shame this didn't come out like an annuals week in October. Uh, because I do believe October 31st is this year's annuals weekend. It's it also a perfect. shame that the next issue of Suicide Squad, we got to go back to it last. That is true. That is true. And – 
this is where me and Eric especially, we had a love-hate relationship at times with Cullen Bunn. We loved his Sinestro. We had a loved couple it. books that we really Lobo liked. Was good. We hated his Aquaman. We, we didn't yeah. like it at all. Uh, we haven't had a lot of books from him at DC lately. Uh, the Trinity thing kind of set up that whole, you know, uh, deal. But is pretty good, right? Yeah, he yeah, that's that. really good. He has good. a couple others, but DC wise, we haven't seen much of him. And he's here, and I'm like, you know what? We heard rumors that Brian Azzarello was going to jump on to Suicide Squad. I don't know, and and we don't get anything from the solicits going forward. I that kind of that whole idea died down to me. We haven't heard anything since. If Cullen Bum was announced on it, I'd be in. It, just from this one issue. Yeah, I'd I'd be like, okay, it's a good He's great at writing villains. Yeah, and this is really, really good. There is, and you have characters where a lot of people aren't going to know who Shimmer is. Like, you know, there's Eric saying who it is, or, you know, Baby Boom and things. It's almost like you don't need to know, you know their villains, you get a little bit of what their powers are, and then they die, yeah. and you're like, okay, but well, I really like that. Even the whole thing, if you think about it, people are like, oh, these aren't A-list villains. Yeah. The thing is, these are like, you know, they're not the A-list that appear in every other issue of some comic book for the, like, yeah. all the time. That's what but makes it better. these are big villains over the years, well, though, and also, that I do care about, Reggie, and now they're gone. And Reggie's read, you know, Ostrander's, you know, Suicide Squad, stuff like that. Yeah. This feels more like that. This feels like a classic Suicide Squad issue made now. It's that the team is crazy. This is what we wanted. You don't need yeah. to have – they use Harley to sell the book, yet it, she's boring in this book. You're boring because we and have because too much of it. because these characters are like, you know nobody's going to You know they're die. not going to die. That's the problem. We have these characters, a killer crop. No all these, they're not – yeah, they're not going to die. Or you have an enchantress. Oh, she, she ain't dead. She's coming back. And that's back. the thing is when I saw these characters, like, yeah, I thought Scorpio was maybe going to kick it. Like who cares about a steel villain anymore? Yeah, but like, actually, like, for the most that's part, who I, thought, I had pegged for being yeah, a play- I thought that most of these characters were going to survive, you know, because I knew of them. But when they, they started dying off, like, Ragman immediately, I'm like, this is Gail Simone's Ragman redesign. I'm like, and yeah. he's dead. He's and I'm dead. Like, oh, my God, there's stakes to this issue. And then, yeah. and then it just kept happening. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought that it was very impressive that I actually read this as an annual that it was and actually really enjoyed it and thought, you know what? I'm glad that it came out this week uh, because this week's like my positive week. I think that this is one of my favorite weeks that we've had in over a year. It really did in a very long time. uh, And that's going to go and you're going to see where my score, but what did you give it Reggie? Uh, I had a great time with it. I did feel like a couple of the characters were sort of added to pad out. They were. Isn't a horrible thing that I, that when you're talking about Scorpio, I like how he died saying, but no, I'm the scariest one. Like, there were, <laughs> yeah, there were a lot not. of silly boots. Uh, <laughs> the thing between Shimmer and, uh, uh, Scream Queen Queen, was yeah. interesting. Um, even more interesting that we'll never see that pursued unless they do like a weird prequel book, you know, yeah. like the yeah. adventures of Scream Queen before she got, yeah. you know, yeah. kidnapped. Uh, art wise, it was terrific. Everything was properly spooky. Uh, I had a good time with it. I gave it. It came out of nowhere. I did not expect it to even happen, but we got it, and yeah. uh, I had a good time and gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight. I, I actually liked it, and I thought that the art, like you said, with Swamp Thing, he looked just, especially when he showed up. And I'll tell you, this is something where we haven't gotten a lot of it lately, but Eric knows, and it's a, it's a callback. What I love is when a character says his name, and it has his font there when he's, I am Swamp <laughs> yeah. Thing. 
I love that so much, and we don't get that a lot. So even seeing that, just and just the idea of this girl running through a swamp with this dead body on her back, that is <laughs> not the most horrific thing you no. see, actually. You go through this whole deal where things get worse and worse, and I really liked it. So I'm, I'm going 8 out of 10, and I wish that this was continuing because I Me really too. like it. Now, the other thing is I didn't go and look, but there is that little question of how Merlin got there, but I don't care. I really don't. No. I'm with He got in the boat. He got in the boat and the Coast Guard grabbed him. There we go. Me yeah. and Eric made it work. Uh, what'd you give it, Eric? I'm going to give this book an 8.8 .8 out of 10. Oh, my goodness I, gracious. This, I'm going this back. Can I go back? 8.5 all, for me. <laughs> all I've, this is all I've wanted from the yeah. Suicide Squad since it started in the Rebirth era. You know, it was fun. We had risks. I mean, there were stakes to this whole thing. And characters that I did care about did end up dying. I'm like, these aren't the big ones that anybody will just care about who pick up comic books all willy-nilly. But these were characters that I have liked for a long time. That I'm like, all right, if this continuity sticks, they're gone. And it's yeah. big business. And it was just, you know, fun seeing, you know, badass The Wall, Amanda Waller, actually yeah. take no guff from Swamp Thing, who I really liked him being there, too, just because this is his area. It's Louisiana. It all makes sense in the end. I only My biggest problem with the book is I just wish we knew more about Cadence Laramie because she yeah. shows up. She's a new character. Her and Dennis Gaines, her conjoined twin, and they just say something happened to them. And now they have problems. And I'm like, yeah, eh, that's a little I think weak that for it me. Was I think that I was kind of a more. setup on purpose that you weren't supposed to you just like, go well, with it and go. Even when we start out, you know, they're, they're in the middle of a surgery where, you know, Dennis yeah. is getting, you know, worked on and he dies. And Amanda, like, oh, Amanda Waller knows there's going to crap gone down and things like that. Yeah. I just thought that he died just because they're a monstrosity and they knew that this I just, was going to come at one point. I would have just liked to have known as much as Amanda Waller about this kind of, but I love this you issue. Gave it. Holy, you, you hear this? That was just everybody's jaw dropping <laughs> on the floor. I, I don't think anybody's heard you give anything that high in a long, long time. Holy moly. That's awesome, though, as an that was, annual. I'm saying, that, that was we had my no jaw dropping idea. on the floor as I kept turning the page. See, I have a big smile on my face now, Eric. You made me happy because uh, this right. is something that was so out of left field that we, we had no idea. Like suicide no. Holy moly. But we're going to go to the last book with Reggie. I, I, think, think, that... I think you guys should go get your jaws looked at. They sound... <laughs> There's problems. They, I, I mean, they, you don't they, think they, that <laughs> they should. They really shouldn't be hitting the floor from a that, from a that's standing. That's not how it is. Standing. No, we're we're, we're, half, we're half snake people in question. Oh, oh, this oh, is. Oh, did hates. you hear this? Crystal oh. shrimp. There it is. That's my jaw dropping on the floor as well. Oh. Uh, you didn't know that. That's how it sounds, right? It must be no. reborn. 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 Uh, but this next issue, now, now I'm not going to be so happy. I'm going to pick my yeah, jaw back the up. Fun stops, man. Yeah, it does stuff for me too. Uh, what is that, Reggie? It is the Terrifics number seven storytellers, Dale Eagle Sham and Def Jeff Lemire, colors by Mike Atier. Let's dispense with honorifics and speak on details more specific. On this comic book we all adore. While the panels are inviting and contain scenes quite exciting, the story can be quite the bore. It's not that nothing happens or there's never any action. There's lots of zip and thrill in this. It's just with all the chatter, nothing ever seems to matter. We still don't know who the villain is. 
Yeah, I, I'm not into this book, and this is probably one of the it's only good times. good-looking book, though. I'm yeah, so it is. Hey, it looks great, let's, but let's it's, there's nothing stamp. that goes on, though. It's it just we have a book where we still don't even know the team. You have a lot of mysteries that need to be solved, and we end up going three-quarter to find out the you know backstory of Tom Strong and, and his you know the hey, Phantom Bomb. And I'm like, really, Simon I'm done. Stag might be behind yeah. all of this. I, along I, with I really the, don't like, care anymore. Who is behind all of this? You know, this it's is like, actually uh, this book looks great. I love Eric, Jeff Lemire. Behind all this? He hates no, it. No, I'm not behind all this. I'm, <laughs> I, I am so done with the terrifics. It's I'm yeah. sorry, when we jumped in, I'm like this is not where we left off. It didn't seem like, and now we're just dealing like it really felt like we were in Millennium City. The end of last issue, and now we have to spend most of the issue to get back there? And not only that, but get this background of Tom Strong so that we not I, I don't care. I want to know no. why Phantom Girl is incorporeal and why they have to stay along with each other. And now we have Metamorpho, who's not Metamorpho. That's great. I love a normal, you know. I know. I, I don't need that. Ronnie fella, basically. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he is. I, I don't need that because you know what they're going to get eventually? Tom Strong, it looks like. He's a brawny fella. You don't need another one. And even with that, like, you have have Tom Strong and his wife and his daughter mention, I don't care. I now, don't I care. Mean, it, it, I understand what you're saying. I, I think it actually will be important later in the story, potentially. But that is all nods <laughs> to Tom Strong fans. I mean, Tom yeah, Strong's I, thing was sort of like... Yeah, but I'm the, not buying a Tom Strong book. I'm buying a Terrific book. And, and that's... Like, that's we, we, we you guys just, see that we, art, though? You guys saw the art. I love right? the Same art. Did you notice? We're, okay, we're, I wanted to make we're sure issue number, We're in issue number seven of Terrifics. And the biggest thing that happened is one of my characters lost his powers oh, and made oh, it less interesting. Seven? Is that the number of the issue or the number of Tom Strong fans still alive? Oh! I, oh t- why? I want, like Eric said, I want to know about the team. If this book in six issues up into this had been balls to the wall giving us, you know, nonstop excitement and info and things like that, it hasn't. Every issue is a padded out nonsense issue with the same thing at the end. Huh, I, I, I can't, I can't touch things. Okay, we'll work on that later. Huh, I don't want to be around you guys. Well, we have to be. Oh my God, Stag, what is he doing? I don't know. And it ends up the same. And I don't care about Tom Strong right and, now. And, and if this was a Tom we, Strong book... The funny is, you probably would like Tom Strong. This is yes. what I'm saying. I was just going to say, if this was a Tom Strong book, this would probably be my favorite issue of all because <laughs> he is exactly the character that I love. It is almost old-time radio you know, exactly adventure. Like, yes, it is exactly what I would want. But I'm not reading this for that. So when it goes in it, I feel like I'm being hijacked into another yeah. book when I need to know more about our regular team. And when we get back to that, it's the same old, same old. Oh, my God. He touched me. He did? Oh, my goodness. Hey, what's going on, Plass? Eh, just down. Yeah. Hey, Stag. I don't want you guys around me anymore. There's Stag. Uh, I, I don't that think you know what Stag sounds like. I like that. I like that stuff. I the voices that you hear when you read dialogue. I believe that Mr. T is right. Come on, Java. The, the, the Stop accusation it. that he's fool? behind everything. Do is you new, see what's going? Yeah, that is. But like, yeah, that it's was. Like, well, who the fuck is the who's who's in charge here? What's, I don't know. You know, Doctor Dread. 
You got the element, death, whatever man from the last issue. What the fuck is going Even on? The I don't thing, know. Like, it felt weird that Java was going against Stag as well. Yeah. I'm like, it'd be, it'd be fine if Java actually went down the warehouse and realized, you know, somebody had broken and they took the, you know, the war wheel and the orb of yeah. bra. But for him to call Stag out in front of everybody, yeah, I'm like, on. who's this Java? He's, yeah. he's got balls. I think, I think he's Mr. Turner's right. Hey, Java, you shut your mouth. There you go. Nice. I can do that. Hey, I can't touch things. Why are you saying that, plastic man? <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Why do you have a deep voice, damn girl? <laughs> there you go. See, I, I can make that. Hey! Hey, I, didn't know, I didn't know Lisa was going to be in this uh, hey, audio play. Hey, audio play. That's- what's going on here? <laughs> Boy, Plastic Man, you got a weird voice going on. Says you. There you go. This scene where Plastic Man is on the bed, though, lying and reading his phone all <laughs> I do like, like that. Yeah. I mean, the, fi- the thing is. I have felt much- like that. Like, I am so relaxed right now. I am not doing anything. This is how I have actually felt just sitting down I've in my chair. I've never felt like that. I, I'm so mad. Cool. And, like, and, and, and Eagle Sham, much more than Shaner, and much more than. Uh, who the hell, Jordan, beginning? Uh, yeah, I thought it was Doc Shaner. Uh, Doc Shaner did last thing, and, okay. but in the very yeah, beginning it was Ivan Rice, right? Or something okay, like that. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, I, another I think, uh, three artists going. No. the wackiest plastic man for sure. Uh, I love his art so much, and seeing this makes me like, why isn't this guy on an ongoing? Almost any, I'd like to see him in almost any book. I love it so much. Yeah, I have a feeling that he lays back on the work. I actually don't think it's anything to do with like you know the quality because he's awesome. But yeah, yeah. he might lay off uh, the deal though. I, I would think that fun, if you you, know, but... you combine him and do that part with because Doc Shaner pretty much is made to do yeah. uh, freaking Tom Strong. That that would be his sure. forte, and then go off. It would have been an awesome double deal. But yeah, yeah, yeah. and Tom Strong sounds hey. like this. Hey, dude, yeah, booty. There you go. I don't. Wow, that's I don't have a lot of voices. This What's even that? feels weird where you have Rex Mason now. He's back to being human. He's not metamorpho anymore. And Sapphire sees him. And we see that for one panel, and we never deal with that again. For the wow. first time forever, Rex Mason is finally himself again. He can be with his love, Sapphire. They can touch, and they're there for one panel, and then they immediately it's go off really and do other stuff. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah, it's why it's very odd. Break her in this? And then Stag is just like, I have no use for you. <laughs> you know, with that. But with that, too, I have to say that as you're going through, for some reason, I don't know if I'm the only one, but as they were going on, you have Phantom Girl walking around. I actually thought that because Metamorpho was cured, I thought, boy, I must have missed something because Phantom Girl at one point even puts her hand on Rex Mason's shoulder and is sitting there, but she's not supposed to be able to do that, right? Because she even says later. She she might as well be because every Every problem they come against, they always hurt her somehow. Like yeah. you're like the vines at the end. But later they that. touch her and like she's shocked. She but can, at one so. point she oh. leans on Rex and goes, yeah. oh, you must be so excited. I thought, boy, I think I missed something because I, no, I, I didn't, didn't know they resolved that. And so through the sick. whole thing, I thought that she seemed more corporeal than what she was supposed to be. And then at the end, when she's like, oh, my God, it touched me. Uh, that's impossible. No, that shouldn't be. I what just you, saw uh, you. What you didn't know is that Phantom Girl actually, she was 
trained by Marceau. Marceau, she's a master oh, in pantomime. That is true. It, it's so weird. I didn't realize. She made well, it look like. At one point in the middle trouble. of the issue, I, I actually thought, why does she look like she's going with a rope? And now she's yeah, going against the wind. Why is she walking against the wind? I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, at one point, she actually puts her hand on Rex Mason's shoulder. It's so off there. Uh, but maybe that's something with a Dale Eaglesham just jumping on this issue. Maybe he yeah. wasn't. Or maybe they have cured it. The storytelling's just that bad. But it's I weird would, because I at the end when she he I says they touched me. If he didn't understand, because yeah, like Eric says, by the end there's a vine snatching her up. Like well, and that's the thing she, though. At least when it touch touches her until she can, yeah, and then at least fine. she addresses that and says, "Oh my God, it's touching me." And then Mister Terrific, which I'll, I'll tell you, I do like Dale Eaglesham's art a lot. His Mr. Terrific is off a little with, with the T. Yeah, and at that point, it's really off, and he's like, that, that's impossible. Well, I don't know that anymore, but that's the only character he seems that. I, mean, I don't really know. I really get the impression, though, that of all these characters, that's the one he likes to draw the least with yeah. Mr. Terrific. I'm telling you, at I, one I point, really the T like is almost like there. a circle. <laughs> it's T all right. It's really yeah, not much of a T. It's even, more of even like his a, face, like, it just has no uh, actual I'm like, you, dimension. Yeah, just the one like point it. he's yelling at Stag, and I'm telling you, it looks like he's got Psycho Pirate's mask on. He's got a 10 head, and he looks like Arnold times 10. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him there. But like, even the way he draws Stag, God, I love I really just could not get over the art in this issue. And yeah. I was almost, and in my review, even though it's a little bit, you know, hyperbole, it really is almost that alone worth the three bucks. Because it is cheap, you know. If as yeah. everything, I'd like to be a buck cheaper, but it's as, that as wrong turn arresting. would say. If you were if you were to flip through this book at the comic shop, and we haven't even really told the story, I'll try to break it down real fast. I you would did. flip through it and probably think, <laughs> "Wow, this is a fucking yeah. great book," you know, just visually. Real it quickly, looks like there's know, a lot of stuff going so on, but there's nothing. On like you know, like shit's blowing up, and yeah. people are jumping. Up. Then when you read it, you're like. Oh, it's it's yeah. There's nothing really dull. going it's on. Really, it is dull. Nothing really matters, and like this whole thing where now they're they're accusing Stag of like having set up all the all the things that that have gone against them. I'm just like, what? Are, what? Are, I don't I don't even remember why yeah. what their issue is anymore. You know, yeah, like, what yeah, are they that's fighting? the thing. That is actually the thing is I don't even remember what this book's about. Hey, I thought that you know I don't know. They're still trying to figure out. How and why they're thing, but each other. But there's so much other shit. I'm like Doctor Dread. You got all these different people. You're like, well, who wasn't he in NWA? I thought he might have been. The 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 weird thing about I love Jeff Lemire. He's one of my top three writers. I love him. This book's off. This is the first time I think ever that I thought it's off. All over everything on that Black Hammer thing that he writes. God, I love it. But yeah, it's not there. Yeah, no, it's not. But yeah, I mean, really. You said we didn't talk about anything that happened, but we kind of did. I mean, really, you start with Tom Strong to just get that background of him, and then you go, there's Dr. Dredd there. Dredd. Yeah, After we meet his family, you go back to, you know, our dimension where uh, Tom, uh, Mr. Terrific is trying to figure out how to get to Tom Strong. Plastic Man's being a little bit of a bitch because of his kid, right? I think, or is he not even thinking about that here? Yeah, Basically, everyone's got the same problems. Rex is a human, and even though I that forgot about the kid, yeah, and yeah Rex is a human, and he, he would human. normally be able to just go home and get rid of it, but he can't. He still they yeah, throw he, that caveat. He might not be metamorpho anymore, but he still can't get away from us. Though, how do they know? 
gets handed like a, a gun with with a yeah, with it a, gives him a ray a, gun a holster shit. It's like all right, he gets like a little bit of a ray gun. And actually, that's the only <laughs> thing I like is they hand him the gun. He goes, whoa, 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 is is that a ray gun? And I like <laughs> just Mr. Trevor goes, yes, yes, it is. And I, I thought, okay, I'll go with that. But yeah, Mr. Even there in that panel, it seemed like it would be Dale Eaglesham drew the issue, and they said, by the way. Mr. Terrific's also in this book, and then he had to quickly draw him into like, scenes oh, because oh, he is okay. the one guy in back. that that is it's not even detailed half the time. He has the same scowl on his face I know. through the but whole the deal. But his Phantom Girl looks stuff. great. His Phantom Girl looks so good, like and it's, they it's all – Yeah, Plastic good. Man, Everyone yeah. Else, good. Uh, so anyway, they make it to Millennium City to uh, – you know, eventually they pop through with the T-Sphere through the dimensions – they go down to uh, Tom Strong's headquarters, which they find because it's got a big Tom Strong statue outside. Yeah, he's got outside. a big statue. And there, the place is covered in vines. What yeah, vines? vines? I don't know. Now there are vines. Okay. And cool they, vines. They go, to, uh, they go to fuck with the vines. The vines snag them up. Uh, these are the vines that can now touch Phantom Girl. She's like, They're whoa, killer trees. I, me. And yeah. they get teleported with the vines in this tree, and Tom Strong is also captured in these vines. Yeah, he's in the vines. And now they got to get away. It's like, where the fuck did the vines come from? Like, was yeah. that the thing? I didn't even know. And, I mean, vines the only thing in this cliffhanger that I can go with is possibly the way it looks. The dog kind of might get away at that one point. He kind of jumps yeah. away. But uh, with well, even that, this is going on. How long has this been happening? You know, Newman know. the robot's been wrapped up in these vines that take you to, a, like, a limbo dimension. But yeah. his this, this whole thing was in the dark multiverse floating on a dead titan god yeah. of something. Yeah. I'm like, how long has this been going on where Tom Strong's been – dead or just gone i don't but, know yeah, yeah i don't know we would think uh, at least since the beginning of this series and we and how long before that on this dead, this and, dead thing. yeah and they say where are we and isn't that i mean am i mistaken that when they were on that at one point uh phantom girl became kind of corporeal and she and then when they went out she was not it again or what is that just a hint of where they are or is it just she's in another mm-hmm. dimension and they I, don't and I don't know i don't know either I, and really i don't care I really don't. I've lost so much interest in this book. We're at issue seven. I probably would have given up already anyway. Uh, But this is one of my biggest disappointments of all the books that we read, not just saying individual this issue. I'm saying as in general because when these were announced, this was the the one book of these New Age of Heroes that we were fighting about of who would get to do it because I I, 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 I was like, you guys didn't let me do that one, right? You said, you said, you have to let me. Yeah, yeah. Well, all the three of us, if we were going to have to pick we one, to we would have yeah. all jumped to this. And I'll tell you the reason why I said, well, Reggie gets it because it was pretty much Metamorpho because you're yeah. a big Metamorpho fan. So I'm like, and screw the, it, you know, the, do those that. Those two were the ones, Metamorpho and Plastic It's so Man. funny. Like, Which oh, one God, were you going to grab, Eric? Because I was going to do – I called a mortal man. Is the one that I called then, and uh, Such I forget. A good pick. I forget which one Eric said was going to be sideways. his. With sideways, yeah, Eric would have been the winner pretty much uh, by default. Maybe. I don't know. I think you were by the default. Winner. Um, what the war? That I would have been because it's done in six issues. <laughs> Sayonara, suckers. But yeah, uh, they all stink. The, these new age of heroes, even the ones that we really like, they're not important. No, you, you just they're, read they're these not, that, with the, the best idea. Silence yeah, I love silence. And if it got canceled today, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't right. be nope. upset. I'd be like, eh, it's a shame, but really. Uh, and that's starting to tread water. I think all of yeah. these are going to end at, at issue 12. I really don't. And if if 
This one survives that, but not every one, the sales are falling. Nobody's buying these anymore. And if this one does survive and go on, uh, we may end up with a Scooby apocalypse situation. If it starts to not be good, we're, we'll just drop it. Like when you did the Flintstones and stuff like that. That'll be up to you, Reggie. But I, uh, I'm really not enjoying it, though. It's one of those where we have the deal. You know, we talk about the price of things and things like that all the time. We do get review copies. So with that in mind, I don't care one bit about this book. You know what I mean? It comes in. We're going to talk about it. I read it. We talk about it. And I forget about it. When I'm – after we're done here, I will click the – under. you know, stop recording. I'll head off to avoid Eric at the uh, Walmart because we'll both (laughs) probably – you're going there after this, right, Eric? We always do on Friday. So I'll be there. He'll be there. I'll be taking spy pictures of him. And if you (laughs) – if Reggie, if you showed up there and said, hey – while you're doing that, uh, tell me about the, the uh, terrifics. I'd be like, I've already forgotten about that. I'm busy taking pictures of Eric here. Oh, I, to I, prove- I thought if I, if, I, if I showed up there and said, uh, <laughs> hey, tell me about terrifics, you'd say, uh, sorry, no comprende, no hablo. Yeah, English. that's what I'd say. I'd say, <laughs> me take pictures of Eric now, like oh, I did so last good. week. Yeah, I ended up seeing Eric last week at the at the Walmart, so I started taking yep. pictures of him from afar, me and my kids. Little did I know, because they said at one point, oh, Eric was behind us. He was actually following them until he oh, yeah. realized that he looked like Chris Hansen might show up and, and ask him a few questions, so he stopped. Can he come sit over here? Oh, no. Yeah, come over here. Why do you have that wine and candy? Uh, but no, he was following my kids, and then he stopped. So he was aware they were there. So it proves, again, the whole – it's the cosmic ballet of me and Eric at the Walmart. He knew I was there and didn't come look for me. I was there and was taking pictures of him from afar so that I could make fun of him, send him to everybody. I was trying to get out of there before I accidentally ran into you. Yeah. No, you'll never And this is why me. the two of you are friends. <laughs> you'll never – I'm telling you. See you later. Yeah. See you later. Not if I see you first is what I say, I, I spend all week with him, record most of the week, just spend goddamn five hours of the day. I don't want all to talk to see him no more. Seriously, yeah, all week you say I remember a Thursday that I was left all by my lonesome at work, you oh. son of a bitch. So now you better make up for not showing up at work on Thursday. Me and you are going to go around Walmart hand in hand. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to go around because I know, number one, if I do want to see Eric, I will position myself right in front of the Frosted Flakes freaking Lucky Charms, and that motherfucker oh, so will not good. be able to avoid me. Oh, my God, me. I need it. That's what he's doing. I know that that's where he's going. I will go in the cereal aisle. I will find the Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes, sit there, and wait for him, and he'll have to see me because even seeing me. cereal, Reggie. Also, he won't wear his glasses in the Walmart because oh, he's too exactly. vain. So he would probably run into me before even seeing me. So you and, know, you do, when he reaches for the uh, Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms, hand him a box of Borax, and he'll no, never uh, know, no, and he'll just no, take it worse. on and eat the Borax. I It'll would do that, but I'll, I'll, I'll do worse. Kill me now. No, I'll just oh, worse. Though. I'll give him grape I, nuts. Okay, I'm sorry. Grape yeah, nuts yeah. is worse. I misunderstood. There you go. I'll just give him grape nuts or, or possibly weed bits, <laughs> and then at least, he won't die, too. but he'll never be the same. He'll never yeah. be the same. I'll be afraid to shit from then on. Weedabix, either I will give him Weedabix or go and get the freaking plaster board or something, and he'll probably like that better. Ah, yes. Well, what did you give this, Reggie? Uh, did you guys see the art? Did you? I saw the art. All right. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, I really, really, really exceptionally like the art. And I, I mean, I like the art so much that, like I said, 
if you if maybe if you could have stripped out all the words and just had this as an art book, I'd be like, hey, that's worth your three bucks. I, about budding artists, budding comic creators should definitely give this thing a look because it's a great lot of great layouts, a lot of great panel action and panels, the way the story is told. But the story itself is lame as hell. And if it was just based on that, I probably would give this a fuck you five. But as it didn't, it did have what I thought was truly exceptional art. I gave it a seven out of ten. What? Seven out of ten. I, uh, I, the art's okay. Uh, did you see the art right now? The art, the art's really good. The problem is, is in our sort of way, the weird science way, I really do put a lot more on the story because the story right. is go, what's going to get me from cover to back page deal. And, uh, because of that, and I'm not one, Eric can't see, number one. So he doesn't oh, care I about the art. I can't so I got glasses. He can't see. He, he says these glasses nonsense. But, uh, yeah, I like the art. But if I'm, I'm reading this, the art isn't going to save it for me. I'm giving it a 4.5 and that's almost all art. I'm still, that's it's giving the art the props. Art. That's giving the art a lot of props and i'll tell you this it's not even infuriating i don't care anymore i've checked out you need to do something to get me to check back in i need the roach motel i'm gonna check in i'm not gonna check out then he they're not doing this jeff lemire is not doing and it it amazes me because this is a guy who writes books where every page i love at points and it's just not this it seems like very weird it is he does so many books and he does right now he's writing so many books that are so and it seems as if this this is the one that he's just mailing in it seems like he doesn't care as much, so I don't care now. You know what, Eric? You would probably like Black Hammer a lot. I bet he you would. Check he it. would like it. Now, with would. that, we'll me and Eric know. talked about oh. Silencer earlier, <laughs> and when we talked about Silencer, we did say that some of these may have been like, "Hey, listen, you got to extend this. Don't st- don't finish an arc because you're not going to get time to start another one because it's going to end at twelve, and maybe that's what we're seeing here, where it's being stretched out at bits to make it last till twelve and then end because you're not going to start a new story at, at issue 10 we'll see we'll see if that's the case but it's just it's off for him it's really off in his storytelling uh and i don't like it and it's 4.5 and it's like i said it's not that i think that oh my god this is the worst thing ever it's just boring nothing's going on so it's just not worth it to me uh what what do you say Eric? Well, I saw the art as well, and because of that art, I'm giving this a 4.5 out of 10 because <laughs> I don't like anything really uh, about this story at oh all. Oh, my I think, goodness. I think Jeff Lemire is an overrated writer anymore. Oh I don't like goodness. anything he does oh. for a long time. He's only and read two books continues. of this. Yeah, I'm telling you. I didn't you like the Justice League like Dark. I didn't like his Justice League United. But I you like this Dark. You like this Dark. A, I saw it. I, I put a retro review up, and then you gave it an 8.8 8 or something. He did write a good issue. JLD. That was good and stuff. He's just – he doesn't I, write I don't out of DC what anymore. I was. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, but, he, but no, I'm just saying I, he's more taking these characters that I do enjoy, like Metamorpho. Like I don't know like this is a new Phantom Girl, but I like Plastic Man. I like Mr. Terrific. I like Metamorpho. I don't like these iterations. I find them boring as hell, and I can't follow the story that he's trying to tell because it's all could, over the place. You could like this Phantom Girl because the power set is – you know what I mean? Like there's just no character there. That's What's the, the power thing. You're set? Not, there's nothing – that's true. It's, she, she's she's non-corporeal, although she could explode. So she is, and, and then she explodes she, stuff for some and, reason. And then, But then sometimes that doesn't happen. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, Straight fire she is, I heard. It's, it's, not like, it's not like you just hate her because – she, you know, she's fanatical. I'm just like, she could be a good character. She's not yeah. really anything going on there. You know, it's confusing. There's no, there's no consistency with any of the characters. It's really uh, frustrating. Yeah, 
Yeah, right now I am looking at uh, just the current comic book series. I went to the roundup. He's doing a bunch of different Black Hammer stuff. But you have Descender, Gideon Falls, Hit Curl, uh, Royal City, Century. The tra- He's I'm doing so sure. many books right now. And Century, you you don't read, Eric, and even with the I Marvel don't. deal. That's something that me and Brandon reads. It's great. I, I really like yeah, it. I didn't read the second one yet. People like Royal it. City. People like that Gideon Falls. He does so many bloodshot salvation. Yeah, yeah, he does so many different things. And yeah, this seems to be the one that is not hitting as well. And it's odd. It really is, though. People, where Eric says he's overrated, I love him. I think he's great. But if you do go by the idea that he's talking about reviewers rating him, almost everybody's overrated nowadays. And he is. These the His terrifics is getting yeah. in the high eights, and it does not deserve it. it this is no, a no. book that doesn't feel right for him, and it just feels weird. And in fact, from the, you know, Reggie and me, I have read Black Hammer. Reggie's more up to date on it. But when you do the Tom Strong things at the beginning, though, it irritated me. Uh, that seems more along the lines of what he, he was likes to write. He was strongest there, I thought. And like, that's yeah, where, that's what he that likes part. to write. That's very Black Hammer-esque. Uh, you know, it it's is, that yeah. Silver Age feel and all that, Golden Age even. And yep. that's, and so throwing it in, but... That this isn't a book for that. Even though the no. character was set up, it's just we don't know enough about everything else. More than half the book else. is given over to that. And that we don't know enough about team. our regular team right. to have that the case. But, yeah, so I, I do think that Eric might be on to something, though. Uh, you know, is he overrated only because everybody rates everything high and well, they rate him by his name? Because this is not that great. But So I agree with you a little, Eric. But I do oh. like him. He's one of my favorite writers. So uh, I'll defend him that uh, – a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't read because it's not DC. I think it might better. come down to the weird way the Marvel style they're doing this, but whatever they, whatever it's going on, it ain't working for well, me. And so. Well, I'll even say what I said the last issue when we talked about this. The idea that this is a playoff of the Fantastic Four when you actually have the Fantastic Four back at Marvel, it yeah. now seems it, a little it, silly. It loses it, its punch it, a little yeah, bit. It does. Yeah, it doesn't have the punch. And even, even in this issue, the whole thing was Doc Dredd and, oh, my God, they're really going for it here. They dial that back here to give you Tom Strong, and like I said, the six Tom Strong fans are all cheering. Uh, you know, that does not a classic make, as I say yes. to Tanya all the time when she does her karaoke, is what I say. <laughs> I, I, I always diss her when she's doing the karaoke. segment on the weird science dc comics.com podcast my name is reggie my name is chris and we have one 
this series as well as the end of this imprint what do we got for them chris uh, we're gonna shut the lights off with mother panic gotham ad number six stories called different bat channel part six by jody hauser ibrahim mustafa jordan boyd and john workman now if you remember the last issue we ended with uh, jason todd infiltrating the mother panic compound and we open here with a quick and dirty look at jason todd's history a lot of it's the same as uh, we used to. He was at one time Robin. He was killed by the Joker. He came back. He turned into the Red Hood. And then, after Gotham went to pot, he fancied himself the newest version of Batman. And Jason and Violet waste no time fighting it out at the Mother Panic compound. Uh, we start to see that odd symbolism during the fight, like we saw way back in the first issues of the first series. And uh, it's it's funny because when Violet when it happens, Violet says this crap again, which which is exactly is basically what, we what was going through right my mind. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. It's like, okay, that, that stuff was played out even in the first issue. Uh, now, she explains that this has to do with her Gather House programming, which, I mean, is probably obvious, but I don't know that it's ever actually been confirmed. Uh, I, I, like, I, I, the symbolism meaning something. That's the thing. I suspected it, but it still doesn't really explain what is happening there. But I guess that's we'll never know. Exactly, exactly. yeah. She was so mind-warped by, you know, Gather House that when she fights, she sees, like, a frog with a bloody eye or something. That's, that's what... Yeah, or a fox with a knife through its throat. Yeah. You know, weird images. So that that's what happens <laughs> when that when that happens to you. So after that, Fennec Fox wanders into the room, rubbing the sleep out of her eyes. It's sort of cute. And the sight of her causes Jason to freak out a bit. He uh, pictures her wearing a Robin costume. He also gets a vision of all the crucified Robins telling him how much better they were than he is, which is something else, let me <laughs> tell you. Uh, they were real heroes while he is just a pretender. Violet then ushers Fox out of the area, and Jason sees Fox as a rotting corpse in a Robin costume, and that kind of freaks him out a lot more. Yeah, they fight some more, and then Fox does get involved. She jumps on Jason's back and stabs him in the stabs him in the back with a couple of her knives. Jason grabs hold of her and hurls her into a wall, which probably wasn't the brightest thing to do because uh, now Mother Panic is cursing mad, mm-hmm. um, more cursing mad than usual. <laughs> uh, Jason Violet then slams Jason into a wall and then headbutts him hard enough to shatter his bat helmet mask thing. Uh, then the Oracle enters, and she tells Jason that Bruce wanted so much more for him. In a daze, Jason walks over to her. He hu- she hugs him, and then he falls to his knees and hugs back. Uh, at this point, Jason removes what's left of his bat mask. Next, that being uh, dealt with, Violet heads off to the Collective, and she infiltrates the office's lab facility place and finds Dr. Vama and Dom, and also herself in a tank suspended there while well this this is this earth's violet page in that you know that bubbling containment unit uh she walks over to herself and puts her hand on the glass and varma and dom are freaking out mr freeze ain't too happy about this either and uh, violet removes her mask and gives him a real shock freeze tells violet that she's been in stasis since the gather house fire 20 years earlier violet asks him why they haven't just ended this Freeze says, eh, ain't my call. It's up to her brother. Violet's all screw that and takes herself out of the stasis tube and then kisses herself goodbye. Ooh, 
kind of, you know, I got to kiss myself, you know what I mean? It's just kind of that James Brown on it. So uh, then a shot rings out. Varma is shot in the shoulder, courtesy of Victor Page. Vile's not interested in chatting around with this and actually walks directly up to her big brother to the point where his gun is pressed right into the side of her head. That's how close she gets to the guy. Uh, after a moment, she grabs his arm and breaks it, and she holds him aloft by the throat and thinks back to, well, kind of going back over everything that we've learned about the Pages and Violet Page, uh, the hunting incident, quote-unquote, Gatherhouse, the fire that she set on in Gatherhouse as she walked away. Uh, <laughs> rather than kill Victor, she throws him into the stasis tube, and Mr. Freeze hits the engage button. As the dust settles, Violet tells Varma and Dom that they'd worked for her in another reality. And she hopes they'll do the same here. And seems like they will. Seems like a good fit. And they kind of lost the job they have now, so they shake on it. Yeah, but why not? I mean, uh, <laughs> you, know, it's, you can it's work same, for her there. Or... Same skill set, right? What's the difference, you know? <laughs> yeah, you work for her or you just don't do anything. Um, <laughs> now, they return to the compound and Violet checks in with the Oracle, who now knows that her daughter, that's the Violet of this reality, she knows that she is dead. Violet tells her that the daughter is now free, but assures her that she, Violet, will always be there. We get a montage of the Mother Panic family making nice. Now, the family includes Dom, Varma, Otis the Rat Catcher, Jason Todd, Fennec Fox, the Oracle, and, of course, Violet. Then we wrap up the series, the imprint, the everything, with Violet accepting that this is now her home, and her job here is anything. Done. And unfortunately, though, uh, her job is completely done because that is the end of this series and the end of the Young Animal imprint. So there are no future plans for Mother Mother Panic books that I know of, although I wouldn't mind seeing it. What do you think of this issue, Chris? I thought it was really good. Um, This was uh, probably the most satisfying ending we've gotten out of any young animal, and that includes both volumes and Milk Wars. (laughs) This has been the one worth reading, I think. Milk what? I don't remember. What (laughs) what is that? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Because, you know, if you are a trade waiter, uh, I think this might be the only young animal book of of this season that I would suggest picking up. Yeah. Uh, The rest of them, I mean, Cave Carson was basically a non-entity. Shade just evolved into garbage, and yeah. Eternity Girl never had a reason to exist. But uh, Eternity Girl wasn't that great. Cave, Cave is one where I really do feel a big sense of what might have been, yeah, had it been allowed to tell its story. I think it really suffered. This one less so. I, you know, the seams or the you know where they had done the compacting of the story was less obvious. Although I, at times. Sure. You definitely felt a little bit of that compression happening. You know, uh, things happened awfully rapidly from about issue three till now. If you, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah Jason, Jason Todd basically <laughs> appeared and became the most important character, for example. So uh, that was kind of that. That was you know a little bit unfortunate, but this is a solid. This really is a solid series and a really solid sure. issue. I would even say now, you know, in the final analysis, it's worth going back to that first volume too, which we had trouble with at first. But it yeah. it ended strong, and I, I you don't need it. You don't need it to to understand this, which is more or less an Elseworlds Batman story, sort of. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think it could uh, provide background if you maybe read the second one first, and if you like it, check out the first volume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, works backwards. It, uh, Sometimes it starts works, off really yeah. rough. <laughs> it does, you know. But but knowing what we know now, the thing is, it started out without any backstory. That's what annoyed us. But now that we have sure. that backstory, well, now we can look at that like a cold open, 
And yeah. uh, Mother Paddock does do some, actually all the Young Animal books, more or less I can think of, do something that uh, I know we both appreciate, and that's three-issue arcs. So yeah. whether the arcs are good or not, that's another story, but God, I'd <laughs> love to see those uh, shorter, shorter arcs. Shorter, tighter. Tighter arcs. arcs. Uh, I, re- I really enjoyed this, you know, and it really kept me intrigued, and I, I was left wishing we had gotten more. Not, not wishing... We had gotten more because it was incomplete, but just that I wish we could spend more time here, you know, and for sure explore this this weird dystopian world. It's it's not it's not the most unique idea, but it's really it's well done, and I really enjoyed well it. Uh, yeah. And and I, I wouldn't mind exploring a little more of this, and maybe we'll get the opportunity, like we said last episode. Uh, Gerard Way did send a. Uh, Love letter. Nebulous note. <laughs> some, neb- some note about, you know, Doom Patrol number 12, which has been solicited now, folks, so but we, don't, we know how much that that plus 350 will get you a cup of coffee in, in this mm-hmm. world, so uh, and also plans for future Doom Patrol, whatever the heck, so I don't know what, what that means for any, uh, any other titles in the Young Animal line, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing more of this. That's all. That's really all I have to say. I, you know, wherever it is, they want to make it a DC thing, uh, its own graphic novel. I, I'd do that sure. too. Sure, that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, what would you give this one on the site? I gave it a uh, strong eight out of ten. Wow, that's the highest score I think in Young Animal in a long time. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Definitely on Mother Panic, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I think I'd be right there with you. I was thinking eight, eight, five, even maybe, you know, sure. being how enthusiastic I'm feeling at that minute, but, uh, right in there, very strong, uh, really good series. Uh, I really wish we could have gotten 12 out of this one. This and cave, uh, yeah. are, are two that I just wish we could have gotten what was, what we think was intended from the beginning. Uh, for sure. Cause we are really making conjecture but i'm telling you where what was that was that was that this book where the villain's lair was right next to the hero's lair basically and it was like yeah, oh the, that was uh, nice. yeah jason todd's office is right. right next to the collective that's office. right yeah that's right <laughs> hey you know that's it. they're all the same zip code it, you know sure. it, was, it was cheap real estate for everybody Gotham ain't that huge, right? <laughs> so yeah there are a lot of conveniences that obviously i, I that we feel like happened because of that but uh, it was cool. We dug it. And that does now end the Young Animal imprint as we know it. The pop-up boutique imprint. I don't know what those words mean, by the way. I have no idea what that is. Me either. No. But uh, so <laughs> uh, next week we're going to come back with what will probably be our final Young Animal episode, um, yep. at least regular uh, recurring. And we'll uh, wrap up the whole Young Animal shebang, our thoughts about it, how it has done to this point, and uh, maybe we'll uh, speculate on, on what Gerard Way's weird mind was thinking of when he wrote that uh, nebulous <laughs> note you talked about. Yep. Uh, and that'll be that for that, but we will come back to the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast to talk about the Sandman universe of books, which I think actually starts in two weeks. So the, I don't think it's we'll September, get any... Yeah breaks at all chris <laughs> we might not. i think we're going right into the sandman universe right after young animals so uh no rest for the wicked i think that's nope. all we got from this week chris got anything else for him nope that'll do it well until next time folks i want you to keep it young and animalistic see ya first thing i remember was asking papa why
Hello, what's up everyone? Josh Vermillion here. I want to welcome you guys back for another week of Vermillion's Visions. You guys know how I like to do things over here. I want to bring you guys a review of a uh, of a trade, not from one of the uh, the big two of DC and Marvel. Try to go with some different books, um, kind of expand my horizons a little bit. Um, so this week, I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump right into it this week with something that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I know I haven't been a super big fan of the couple uh, different mangas that I've covered so far on this segment, but thought I'd go back and give it a try with a property that I'm very, very fond of. So um, I'm going to be bringing you guys uh, Pokemon Adventures Volume 1. Uh, it's written by Hid- Hidenori Kusaka. I'm probably saying that really wrong, but uh, yeah, Hidenori Kusaka, art by Mato. Mato. Um, and it is the first 14 chapters of the Pokemon Adventures manga. Um, so if you're familiar with Pokemon, um, you kind of a little bit know this story. It uh, This is the story of Red, um, and it follows, the, or the anime follows the manga fairly closely, although there are some big differences. Um, so... Yeah, like I said, Pokemon, very near and dear to my heart. Grew up on it. Absolutely love Pokemon. Actually, have a have a have a Charizard tattoo on my back. Um, so yeah, Pokemon, very big part of my life, and it it it's a property that means a lot to me. Um, so I'm just gonna jump right into it here. Uh, go through the first couple chapters because they're really really quick. Um, so it starts out in Pallet Town. Um, and there's a little girl trying to catch a Nidorino. Um, I don't know if you know what a Nidorino is. Um, so, but it's, you know, one of the, one of the early Pokemon in the game. Um, so she's trying to capture it in a Pokeball. Um, and then she's having issues. And then Red, our main character here, walks up and he's like, yo, you're doing that wrong. You gotta, you gotta weaken the Pokemon before you capture it in the Pokeball. Um, so he pretty much thinks he's an expert at it, and uh, he he throws out his own Pokeball, and out pops a Poliwhirl. His his own Pokemon. He has a Poliwhirl, so his uh, Poliwhirl. He attacks it. He attacks the Nidorino, and uh, the Nidorino is kind of like woozy, and then Red pulls out a Pokeball and throws it at the Nidorino and captures it. So now he's got two Pokemon of his own. Um, And then you get a little bit of narration uh, where he's, you know, basically saying, everybody knows me, I'm the best trainer in Pallet Town. You know, everybody loves me, I'm so good at this. And then kind of explains what Pokemon are and says that he's going to capture them all. Um, And then the kids that were, you know, trying to capture the Nidorino before is like, hey, you should go... You should go see uh, Professor Oak. He's a Pokemon professor, and he can he can teach you some things about it. Um, and then he read at first is like, you know, I, I don't I don't need him. You know, he can't teach me anything. I'm already the best. Um, but then they they tell him about um, Professor Oak's grandson and saying, you know, how he's been overseas studying and he's a super good trainer. Um, and Red's kind of like, well, whoever he is, I'm gonna beat him. And Red kind of takes off walking, and he's just walking along, and then he runs right into the back of of a guy standing there with dressed in red, and it's a member of Team Rocket. And he notices that they've got Pokeballs, so he kind of you know stands around and watch them, watches them, and then he overhears them talking about 
um, something called the Phantom Pokemon, and that's what they're looking for. And if you know anything about Pokemon, you know Team Rocket, they're the bad guys, and they're probably going to try to steal this Pokemon and, you know, use it for nefarious purposes. So, as Red is kind of watching, he overhears this, and he's like, oh, well, thanks for the tip. I'm going to go off and and look for it myself. Um, so, he's running around, and he's like, looking for what's going on, and all of a sudden, he sees um, another guy standing there, and there's a Pokemon that's glowing, and he's like, oh no, what, what, what is that? And, uh, this other trainer, his, it's, his name's Blue, um, and it turns out that this is the professor's son. If you've seen the Pokemon anime, it's, uh, it's Gary, basically, uh, the amalgam of Gary, but they are a little bit different, both arrogant, though, and, uh, Red watches as Gary commands his Charmander to go after this glowing Pokemon, which is Mew, by the way. Um, and Charmander attacks it, but um, doesn't really stand a chance. Um, Mew is is super powerful, obviously. It's a mythical, legendary Pokemon. So, yeah, very, very powerful. And uh, he doesn't really know what's going on. Um, and then... Gary, or sorry, not Gary, Blue, he is, he realizes that Charmander doesn't stand a chance, you know, he's just going to get destroyed, so he, uh, he recalls Charmander to his Pokeball, and then that's when Red pops out, and he's like, what are you doing, you, you could have had it, and Blue, and he throws out his, uh, Poliwhirl, he's like, fine, if you're not going to catch it, I'm going to try to, and Poliwhirl goes to attack Mew, and Mew just, you know, pounds it, and, you know, Poliwhirl doesn't stand a chance, and He's all fucked up after that, so this is when Blue kind of kind of gives Red a reality check. He's like, "What are you doing? You couldn't you tell how powerful that Pokemon is? It you're you're gonna get your Pokemon hurt if you just run into battle and don't think about you know how powerful other Pokemon can be and don't think about how your Pokemon might get hurt." Um, so. Blue kind of leaves Red all in a heap, like, what What did I do? What have I done? Um, and kind of walks off, and then Team Rocket comes over, and they're like, oh, what happened here? Um, you know, there's this place is all burned up, and it's soaking wet with water. You know, what happened? And they're like, ah, forget him, and they run off in search of the Mew. So this is what kind of convinces Red to go check out Professor Oak's lab. And when he gets there to the lab, um, it doesn't Nobody comes to the door when he rings the doorbell, so he just kind of opens the door and heads on in, and he's looking around, and there are just Pokeballs everywhere. Um, you know, he's like, whoa, what is going on? And he picks one up, and it's a it's a Bulbasaur, and he's like, whoa, that's really cool. Um, and then he pulls out his own Pokeball that has Poliwhirl in it, and in the, in the, in the manga, you, the, the Pokemon can, like, see out of their Pokeballs. Um, they're not uh, a solid color like they are in the in the TV show, so um, they the Poliwhirl and the Bulbasaur can kind of see each other, and you can see the Bulbasaur getting kind of worked up. And then uh, Professor Oak comes in, and and he's like, what are you doing? You're stealing my Pokemon. Ah. And this scares Red to death, and he like turns around and bumps into the Pokeballs, and all of them just pop open, and the Pokemon all come flying out. And, you know, Professor Oak is like yelling. He's like, what have you done? And um, Red's, Red's, like, freaking out, he's like, I didn't mean to, and then a Pidgey, uh, which is a bird-type Pokemon, if you don't know what it is, it just looks like, like a little, like a little pigeon, basically, it, uh, it flies out of its Pokemon, uh, poops on Professor Oak's head, and Professor Oak's like, just get them all back, 
Um, so Red starts running around, and he he finds most of them, but he can't find one of them. The the Bulbasaur got out, and uh, Professor Oak is like, "You're not gonna steal my Pokemon." Um, some of them got out. We need to we we need to find them. We so I'm gonna help you. Um, so they kind of go out. They kind of team up, even though Professor Oak still thinks that Red is a thief and tried to steal his Pokemon. So they they head out and they eventually make it to another city called Viridian City, and they're doing a pretty good job of rounding up the rest of the Pokemon. You know, they they get a they get a Meowth, and they think that they've got pretty much all of them, but except for Bulbasaur. And they see it, and they're like, "Oh, there it is!" But the Bulbasaur takes off and it runs away, and it goes into uh, the Viridian City Gym, um, which is abandoned and it's closed off. There's cobwebs growing everywhere, or not growing, but there's cobwebs everywhere, and it's just kind of old and it looks abandoned. And then they see the Bulbasaur, and <laughs> Professor Oak's like, "Come here, you, you know you can you can come on. I won't hurt you." And the Bulbasaur just attacks him and tackles him. Um, and Professor Oak's like, oh, what is going on? And then Red kind of steps in, and he's, like, kind of going about it more calmly. He walks up to Bulbasaur. He's like, hey, it's okay. Um, it's okay. You know, you're you're nervous. You've never been outside like this. You have you were kept separate from the other Pokemon. It's going to be okay. Um, and Bulbasaur kind of warms up to Red and, like, snuggles up to him. And, yeah, everything seems to be going good. And then um, they turn around and there is a wild Machoke, um, which I guess I just keep saying these Pokemon's name without really describing them. Machoke is, like, looks like a professional wrestler. Um, it's this big humanoid-looking Pokemon, and it wears, like, a championship wrestling belt. And it's just huge, muscular. And this Machoke looks pissed and it starts you know kind of coming after red and professor oak but since bulbasaur made friends with red he uh sends out a vine whip out of the bulb on its back and uh gets its gets its vine around machoke's arm and kind of holds it back so that um so that it so that the machoke doesn't attack red um and then you know professor oak he did get knocked out by the by the machoke so red's like kind of on his own here and they're just um, the Machoke is attacking them, and they, Red and the Bulbasaur kind of dodge out of the way, and they're like, what's going on? Um, so then he commands Bulbasaur to attack using the bulb on its back, and Bulbasaur kind of gathers some energy and then unleashes, unleashes a solar beam at, at this Machoke, which knocks it out, and it's, it's knocked out, so Bulbasaur is good to go. Um, so... Professor Oak wakes up and he's like, what? How did you know about the solar beam attack? You know, you don't know anything about Bulbasaur. And Red's like, I don't know. It had a plant on its back. So I figured, you know, plants use sunlight. So maybe it could use sunlight too. Um, And then Professor Oak is very impressed with this, um, with Red's kind of intuition and his care for the Bulbasaur. So he gifts the Bulbasaur to Red and Red, you know, now has another Pokemon in his arsenal. So now he's got the Bulbasaur, the Poliwhirl, and the Nidorino. Um, so then he kind of explains what happened, um, that he wasn't trying to steal Pokemon, he was just trying to talk to Professor Oak, and he tells him about the Mew and everything. Um, and then Professor Oak kind of gives him another another kind of lesson in Pokemon training. He's like, you know, it's not all about having a bunch of Pokemon or having 
you know, the most powerful Pokemon in the world. It's, you know, how you care for your Pokemon. They're your friends. Um, and that's the key to being a great Pokemon trainer is being friends with your Pokemon and, uh, and, and treating them with respect. So Professor Oak gifts Red with a, with a Pokedex, which is uh, kind of an, ency- an encyclopedia of all the different Pokemon in the world. Um, whenever Red encounters a new Pokemon, the Pokedex will register that data and like tell Red kind of about the Pokemon and its strengths, its weaknesses, its attacks, what it's based on, things like that. Um, so you get data on on all these different Pokemon, and Professor Oak is kind of like, if you can use this and use this Pokedex to input data on all the different kinds of Pokemon in the world, by doing that, you'll you'll make strong bonds with your Pokemon, and that will make you one of the great trainers of the world. So with this, Red is kind of like, he's so excited, and he's like, thank you, and then he just heads off to continue his his Pokemon journey. Um, and that's where the, uh, the, the actually the second chapter, I went to th- through the first couple chapters of of the manga here. That's where the second chapter ends. Um, so like I said, I, uh, I am a huge, huge Pokemon fan. I absolutely love Pokemon. Have for my whole life played pretty much all of the, the main series games. You know, um, I had read Pokemon Red when I was a little kid up until I got the the last ones that came out like um like the Sun and Moon series so I've played pretty much every generation of games I don't have a Switch so I'm probably not gonna get uh Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee but I do play um Pokemon Go pretty regularly pretty much every day at least for five minutes or something um but yeah so Pokemon obviously holds a very dear place in my heart and I I knew that the manga and uh, and the anime were different, and like Ash and Red are similar, but not the same character. So coming into this, I was a little little bit surprised at at the amount of differences in there, but I I liked it. I liked the fresh story because I've seen you know the Pokemon anime so many times when I was a kid that I I like that this was kind of fresh and different for me. Um, and I've talked about this before on manga. I'm not a fan of black and white. Um, especially with Pokemon, because from seeing uh, the newer games and the anime, um, it's everything's so so vibrant and dynamic. You know, there's so many different colors that go on in in Pokemon. So um, luckily, I know about Pokemon, so I can imagine the colors in in the panels of of this manga. But y- you know, I always say it with manga. I would prefer to have color here, but. I was okay with it this time, and I think that's mainly because I know what colors should be there, and I can kind of imagine it for myself, um, and I can imagine the movement in between the panels, because um, it's always fun to see how different Pokemon move. I really enjoy that, but um, yeah, I, I definitely liked the the different take on the origin story, and uh, just that it's it, that the anime is different, so that I'm not just you know, retreading the same thing that I've seen over and over again. Um, so I might be a little bit biased here, but I think I'm going to give this manga like a, like a nine out of 10. I, it's just, it's fun. It's not a super serious story, but there is, you know, those moments where it's like, Hey, you need to take care of your Pokemon, make friends with them. That's how you become a good trainer. It's not about being the strongest or the most powerful or having the most Pokemon. It's about your bonds with them. And I think that's, that's a really cool thing. Um, to see in there, so that is something that I really enjoy. Uh, I've always enjoyed that aspect of Pokemon, so yeah. 
I think I'm going to go with like a 9 out of 10 um, for this one. But that pretty much wraps things up for the review segment. And now I'm going to get just a little bit more serious here. I think, um, at least for a while, this is going to be my last my last Vermillion's Visions for a while. Um, I recently just went started going back to school, um, and things have been insanely crazy busy. I have like zero time to do anything, but it's, it's more than that, I guess. Um, like I can, I can make, you know, a couple hours every week to record this. Um, but it's, it's more than just the not having very much time. It's, uh, I've also been going through some, some personal mental, mental health things recently. Um, and I'm not a very open person, so I'm not very good at like talking about myself and things like that. Um, I kind of close myself off, but I've been, yeah, going through some some mental stuff lately, some emotional stuff lately that I've never really dealt with before. It's never been an issue with me, but lately it has been. And uh, I don't know, I've been very absent from um, the Slack chat recently, which I don't mean to be, um, it's just with the time and the, and the mental things, uh, and don't get me wrong, I love the Slack community, everybody out there that is in Slack, it, you're all awesome, it's a great community, and it does help me personally to, like, go through and read that, um, but I don't know, just interacting, and, uh, I've been kind of shutting myself off, I guess, um, from the outside world, and I think I'm gonna be taking a taking an extended break from social media in general. Um, I'll be, I'll, I'm still going to pop in to Twitter every now and then and just scroll through, but I'm not really going to be active in it. And I'm I'll, like, I'll pop into the Slack chat because like I said, it's a great community. Everybody in there is so great and it does help to just, you know, see that community, but I'm kind of taking a break from social media and, honestly taking a break from comics in general um yeah it's just it's been a rough rough couple of weeks couple of months um for me personally and I think it's I think it'll be good for me to kind of take a step back kind of I don't I don't really know how to say it um kind of be be with myself for a little bit and and figure my own shit out um but yeah I will definitely still be popping into the Slack chat every now and then and just kind of reading reading what everybody has to say. And I'll, I'm still going to be listening to the podcast because um, the podcast, especially all the different podcasts there, they help they help me a lot get my, get my mind off of things and kind of get out of my own head and help me work through some shit. But I think, yeah, I'm going to be kind of isolating myself for a little bit in terms of the digital world and kind of the physical world too. I, you know, I don't interact with a lot of people and I think, I think it's going to be good for me for a little bit to kind of shut myself off from the outside world for the most part and kind of just be with myself and, you know, figure out my own shit in my head. Um, so yeah, I, I've loved doing the Vermilion's Vision segment. I don't know how many times I've done it now. I think it's, it's got to be getting up there. It's above 50 for sure. Um, I'd say it's, it's pushing a hundred. I'm not, I haven't really checked. I don't know when my first one was, but I know it's getting up there and I've, I've loved it. I've really enjoyed, um, 
you know, hearing everybody's feedback, getting suggestions from everybody and, uh, and having this opportunity to kind of broaden my comic reading. But I think it's time for me to kind of take a step back and like I said, just, just figure my own shit out, work on myself for a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I said, definitely great. I love the Slack community so much. I love the podcast. I love, I love everybody, and I I do consider everybody in in the Get Fresh Crew doop, doop, uh, to be friends. Um, and you guys are a a help to me. So yeah, it's not like I'm like, oh man, the Slack chat fucked me up. I need to stay out of that. It's just kind of my own shit. So yeah. Um, gonna kind of be taking a break for a little bit but I will be popping in and I will be keeping up with the podcast and you know I hope everybody out there enjoys the podcast and I I hope everybody enjoyed my time here doing Vermillion's Visions and hopefully one day I'll be I'll be ready and okay with myself to kind of get back to it and get back into comics because I don't want to be gone from comics forever I love reading comics I love talking about comics right now I just I just can't anymore so I I'm hoping that one of these days I will be all right and get back get back to it and be able to 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 come back and if Jim and Eric will have me back to uh start this segment back up but for now I think I think I'm going to take a step back but okay yeah so I want to remem- remind everybody to head over to patreon.com and check out Check out Weird Science and, and support them if you can. You get a lot of great shows that are very entertaining um, and very great. So, yeah, I want to remind everybody to do that. But um, that pretty much wraps things up for me here. Sorry for turning this into my own little therapy vent session. That's my bad. Um, but, yeah, so for for the last time, for a little while anyway, I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. Thanks. Here with Chris for Teen Titans, and uh, I, I have to say that this book continues to impress me. I know that Chris likes it as well, mm-hmm. and it's so much better than what we got before with Ben Percy. And, I, yeah. and I, I said I, I talked about on the one podcast I talked about the sales. And I don't know if you, you look at the sales a lot, Chris, but this Teen Titans, when Adam Glass took over, uh, mm. that, that last issue, it sold well. It's, it sold really? in like the seventies, 70,000. Oh, it sold really yeah. good. Though. That's Titans, the best too, because the Teen Titans, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you're saying, and, Titan, Titans, and well, Titans, Titans came back, but they didn't change up the writer it's still dan Abnett still on Abnett, Titans, yeah and that didn't have a bump at all it's like 30 and, and so i think that like we were talking uh, a little bit about the you know teen titans and stuff and you had ben percy on it and it just was it was boring nothing went on you didn't have any progression yeah. i think they did a really good job of getting adam glass even though you know maybe adam glass will end up whatever but it does seem like it reinvigorated people and like i'm gonna check it out and what's weird is the other thing about this is that this teen titan came back and neither titans or this went back to a number one sure. uh, which i thought was odd but 
I don't think it's odd because, boy, they did that a lot in the new 52. You had, you know, new Teen Titans, all new. You had like seven yeah. different number ones, and people are sick of that too. So this progression I do like, and uh, I like this book. I saw uh, the review scores are odd, uh, especially at first. It was you and one other person, and I won't say your score, but your score is actually <laughs> what I'm going to give it as well, uh, and it's a higher-up score. The other score was a three. And wow. I, I just looked at it, and I'm reading the, this review, and they're, they're going on and on about how this is a dark book, and they, they're said the characters aren't, you know, true to themselves. I'm, first off, there's a bunch of new characters, so how yeah. can they not be true to themselves? And if you're going to talk dark, we'll talk about last issue. This actually <laughs> was some fun, even though it did end up. Uh, Eric will tell us uh, the idea the of possibly ever. possibly somebody dying <laughs> at the end, but also the idea of a villain dying, but. Throughout that, they're trying to save him as well. So it's just that. But I'm not. I'm talking out of class here. Uh, tell <laughs> us about it, Chris. Tell us the uh, credits and all. Yes, this is uh, Teen Titans number what twenty one now, right? Twenty one. Yes. And uh, the story is called Full Tilt Boogie. It's written by Adam Glass, with art by Bernard Chang, uh, colored by Marcelo Maiolo, Maiolo, Miolo, one of those, <laughs> and lettered by Rob Lay. Um, and, uh, we jump like right in. I mean, yeah. this is a, an, a brand new mission just right off the bat here. And, uh, we learned that Gizmo from the, is it, it's the Fearsome Five, not the Fatal Five. Yeah. The fatal yeah. Five. Fatal yep. Five from the, from the, the Legion. Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the Fearsome Five, Gizmo, he's reformed and he's opened a toy store and, uh, the, the, like the most unreal thing about this is how crowded this toy store is. Oh, yeah. Is. Everybody's in there. <laughs> I mean, well, now the, now the Toys R Us is down. He is they got to so go well, to Gizmo's show. Here's the thing. There, there, there's yeah. two things about it, though. Is number one, he is a villain, right? I, I mean, yes. people might know this. <laughs> people know. Right? And he isn't even trying to pretend. The store is called Gizmos. I mean, he is not even. And he's <laughs> zipping around in a hoverboard, uh, you know, his little spaceship hover oh, deal. Spaceship, and yeah. and selling awesome. remote control versions of himself. But he seems Happy. He's, waving he's waving to people. It's just odd. <laughs> it seems to be a front for for now, gun the, sales and just crazy. The, but yeah, the best in my mind though is the whole idea too. And this because we get this throughout all DC comics. Whoever wants to use a character or whatnot, because you know, a couple months ago we just had the fearsome five and like you know this gigantic you know um, metahuman power stealing yeah, ring Titans. that was going on Titans, where right? the Titans yep. yeah exactly where the Titans took them down. I'm like. Well, he's already reformed, huh? Wow, look yeah, at that yeah. like, sir, like revolving door we no, have. No, the revolving system. door, that's what happens, but he certainly the is set up. commentary is what they're doing here, right? I, I'm, I'm with Eric, though. Without Toys R Us, there you go. He's the new FAO gizmo, is what <laughs> he is <laughs> there. I like that he's, he's just sipping around, though. He's just sipping. People are waving to him. He's waving there. <laughs> he's this freak. Yeah, Any, little guy. Anybody with that kid, that's like Eric's goatee there. Anybody like that, you, you can't trust. You, you can't no. trust that. It's <laughs> So funny goatee in everybody's mind. Yeah, there you go. That's what Wrong Turn says. You have a goatee, so there you have it. Even though <laughs> he's saying goatee, strip too, he was saying he that you had, a, had a yeah, zipper strip. You have a zipper strip, and then said you had a goatee while he was rubbing his side of his head. I'm like, I don't know what you you think a goatee is, but <laughs> yeah. but, but, but like, I, I'm with Chris, though, and I, the reason why I really like this from the get go, Adam 
Glass does not waste time. He sets no. up the gizmo as a toy store, and then the next thing you know, the Teen Bada Titans bang, are yep. busting out of what is supposed to be returned <laughs> weapons uh, that were defective. And uh, I, I just like to end throughout this, we have to mention that it's Roundhouse's narration, uh, which, which is crazy. At first, but it works for what we have at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah but go on, Chris. Tell us what goes on. It, so like, like you said, the Titans bust out of the crate and uh, – the first thing Wally does, or Wallace does, is take, yeah. take pictures on his yeah. damn phone. Yeah, yeah, I he's hate this. He becomes the beast boy of the group. Oh, what it's happened? the worst. Yeah, yeah it oh. is. It's the worst. Why do we at least... need to have that no matter what iteration we have now? Yeah, it, it yeah. seems like because they're teens and they want to do this and it's nonsense. At least at this point... Adam Glass gets away from it because Kid Flash like jumps into action and then says to Roundhouse, hey, I hope you're recording this. And Roundhouse is like, no, every time I try to record, I end up melting my phone so I don't mm. do it. I'm like, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. We, you know, that so happens. is this power pretty much just he's cannonball from the X-Men now? Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Cause kind that's of, all yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, that's all he can do is, is the fastball special, too. That, that's all he can do. Uh, I do like Gizmo, though, and I, I love the art in this, uh, sure. especially Gizmo with his big head. I, I enjoy it, him zipping <laughs> around. It, makes, head, yeah. it made me giggle, uh, just the whole deal. And uh, I will mention before you go on, Chris, that you have this idea still of tension and this you know powder keg deal between Damien and uh uh, Red Arrow, Emiko. Emiko, yeah. I don't mind it. I actually don't yeah. mind it for such, mainly because it's not the whole team. The rest of the team are, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, the, and, and, orders, and yeah. it's more of a, hey, you're not prepared. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I actually don't mind it as much because it is something we saw a lot with Ben Percy. Every issue was everybody arguing. But I kind of don't mind it here for some reason. Maybe it's just because I like Damien and Emiko and it's can, not Kid Flash arguing or something. Yeah, because we can also see Red Arrow, like, take command in the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think we could see any of the – like, we couldn't no, see Beast I'm waiting Boy for that to happen. the other team. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I, think I think that will. I, yeah, and I think that they do a good job, both art and story, to at points when they argue it, you actually have them on the, the panel together. And yeah. You just see that Emiko's like a foot taller, yeah. too. They're sizing <laughs> each other up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the idea, like, yeah, she is a lot old. You know, she's older, she's bigger. There's Damien yep. there. And, <laughs> and while this is going on, Roundhouse at one point even mentions, you know, he did work with Batman, so – He's got that going and He's got that street cred going yeah, on. So yeah. I actually I actually like this whole progression. I really like this book. Uh more I, than a, I thought we, I, I would. I like it too though. We have these, you know, we have these new characters, this who, new dynamic where, you know, we were happy we had more of a team dynamic before. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's on the edge right now. It can tilt her back and forth for all the stuff that our characters are arguing about. But like, you know, like Chris was telling us before we got on, you know, it's Jin's here. Pretty much, oh, she's the Raven. Yeah, she's she Raven. makes people yeah. be fearful of her and uses some kind of like empath powers for getting people's minds like we had before. And like even now, like instead of Beast Boy, we have Kid Flash doing That's the whole true. social media thing. Why we have Roundhouse, well, who's the social media star? I'm like, uh, you're going a little bit heavy on the characters. I, that we I, think I agree. Like. The only thing that I can say that I do like though is before in the Teen Titans with Ben Percy again in this right. uh, in this rebirth deal. You would have them, you know, you'd have Raven there, but, and, you know, you'd have Beast Boy, but everything always ended up with nobody would do anything. They'd always yeah. have something to stop them from. You have Crush here, you know, Lobo's daughter, and all she is, is she's like She Hulk, basically. Yeah. She's, yeah, mm -hmm. but at least they let her do that. Like when something sure. happens, she jumps in the front, and like, 
All right, I'm going to do it. Then, hey, she can throw them in my favorite thing, throwing somebody into the sun. (laughs) And they even say – She shouldn't be able to throw somebody in the sun. It's so ridiculous (laughs) that they say it, but that's one of my favorite things. But at least there's Crush, and they're letting her do Crush things. You have Roundhouse. Who's going to do Roundhouse things? You have Jen, then finally. I want that to be her her catchphrase now. I want her to do something like crushed it. Crush time. (laughs) I'm crushing it. But, yeah, with that, you you at least – let them do things, but Jin is definitely just a replacement for Raven. And, and it's an yeah. odd thing because these are created characters for this. So you could have done anything, but you end up having. Now, again, maybe that's a thing that they would tell you. Well, Robin would go after somebody because yeah, Raven typical, was yeah. a good part of the team. He never had a problem with Raven, so he went after somebody who's like that. But the other thing about it, he went and got Jin, but doesn't really seem to know much about her, which we do no. find out later. Uh, which and even that, cool. though, we get, we get con- like uh, contradicting right, yeah. kind of backstories because sure. last issue, she can't use her power because if she does, somebody will be able Somebody's to sense that and track sense her. It. And in this issue, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it like does change a loophole a that if I someone like this forces better. her or something. I actually yeah. like this thing better. And well, this has just, drama in my mind. Yeah, and, sure. it, well, and it leads Damien to be a real jerk. I mean, it really <laughs> yes. is, he, he is not going to give it back, but we'll get that. Chris, you go on with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, they uh, they they take Gizmo out like in a page. He's he's done. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's not even the story because uh, uh, yeah. he's been rigged to explode after being defeated. Yep, with and, a uh, nuke. With a, with nuke, a yeah. nuke. Crazy. <laughs> so Robin sends Crush and Jin to the front of the store to help the civilians get the hell out of the way. Uh, Kid Flash but and I Red Arrow. Toys. I think I don't think anyone's watching the door right now. No, no, I think people are running out. (laughs) They can get all their miniature gizmo uh, controllers here. Uh, You got uh, Kid Flash and Red Arrow. They're going to hang back with Robin and try to figure out how to disable this bomb or just how to neutralize the threat. Uh, I, I love this part because Roundhouse isn't included in any of the plans. Robin no, doesn't even mention no, his name. he doesn't even mention him by name. He's like, oh, I, I guess I'll go with the girls then. Yeah, and I, I like Throw the idea Roundhouse. that Roundhouse realizes this and just thinks he has to impress Robin. Now, the other thing that I like is when they realize Gizmo is going to blow. He, he's a, a bomb. They send the girls, and then Roundhouse even joins in, but Jin and Crush go out with Roundhouse to get the people out of there. And they have never been on a team. They, they don't know anything better. So they go out, and again, this is what I like. They go and use their powers the way they can. <laughs> Crush just slams the ground and yells, and, and Jin makes a giant dragon. Dragon. And Roundhouse just yells, run, everyone, go. And they destroy, <laughs> they destroy the whole place. And, and yep. like, there's kids running out with stuff, too. This is looting going on. But I like the idea that it isn't yeah. well. You're seeing this whole deal of they don't know what to do. And even later they say, you know what, yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah. We're pretty good, but we're not really a team yet. I think it's Red Emiko that says it. Like, you know what, we did pretty good here, but – we got to coordinate a little more. We got to work to the strengths, not just run around willy nilly. But I like the progression of showing what they're doing. They're still going to try to be heroes. Uh, they just don't really know how to do that as much. I mean, I'm telling you, Crush, all she knows how to do is punch things. That's all Break, she knows. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I actually really That's all like I wanted her. to know. Yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, and they just destroy everything. Now, the, the other thing that gets me here is because you have Wallace, Kid Flash, going around. And out of nowhere, you get this dehydrated deal only yeah. to set up 
that he can't be the guy at the end to save the day because they need I, I don't know. Roundhouse it, it's weird to the be way involved. They played it. It's it seems like there's going to be something wrong with Kid Flash. I mean, for it because I can understand the whole, you know, metabolism of a Flash dehydration, whatever. It is played to a weird degree where he can't just go and get something quick to drink, but he yeah. has to, like, there's something seems to be I wrong with really, his powers. Yeah, I, I, he says he's dehydrated. I wish that at points, if that's all it is, I wish we would have had that, that gag where every time he goes to get a drink, it gets knocked out of his hand. Or, you know, <laughs> as they're doing, like, there's a water fountain, he's about to take a drink, and Crush comes and rips it out of the ground Breaks and it. throws it. <laughs> like, something like that, but it's out of nowhere. And even at the point where Roundhouse wants him to eat a hot dog, hey, you want a hot dog? No, no, I really need yes. some water. And I'm like, okay, like there should be something to drink around there, and you are fast. Sure. And go even if you're something. not around there, you can go anywhere yeah, in the fast. blink of an eye. Go, get, go mm-hmm. get a drink. Find something. But it just goes I, – I don't think that we're going to see much of this going forward. I think it's just a setup be because – and I'm telling you though, but by the end though, you need a reason why Crush and Roundhouse have to save the day when sure. people would be like, why didn't Wally just run out to the middle of the ocean? Like they keep well, saying, he was for thirsty, him to do. damn it. Yeah, and even and then, I wish they goes, would stop. Like Robin keeps talking about running this nuke out to the Atlantic Ocean, so it doesn't hurt anybody. You're going to contaminate all that fish, and it's going to wash yeah. up. It's going to be terrible. Do you not know, like this the, out, take this out to the yeah, Atlantic it's Ocean. Back to the nuclear testing out there. Let's go to some islands. He's playing the long game. There. The Atoll Islands or wherever it was. <laughs> worry about that there. later. They already have issues out there. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, with that though, they they want to try to find out. Uh, how they can disarm this, but they don't even know what the bomb is and whatever, and it ends right. up being Gizmo. Uh, yeah. but they have to find out, you know, kind of get in his brain, and that's where Jin is. And go, Chris, tell us uh, how she gets controlled there. Well, well, first we, we realize that it's Gizmo, and yeah. uh, that's when Robin wants Wally to run him out to the ocean, and Wally refuses at first because he up, doesn't Robin. want Gizmo to die. Yeah, he doesn't want him to die. He doesn't want anyone to die, which, I mean, needs of the many over the needs of the one yeah, yeah, villain. Yeah. Uh, and it's <laughs> what Gizmo. Are gonna do? What, is, what is he going to be? He's going to be out in a, a month later selling the toys I was going to say, he'll be he'll be in, like, Green Lantern next Who month. No one toys? will be bad an eye. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. People who like toys are jerks, I heard. Oh. But, uh, yeah, and especially Gizmo seems to be just selling branded toys of himself who would buy these things. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah, you get Jen, but she can't just be, she can't just do things, it seems. Yeah, she can't big. just use her powers. She needs like, she she shows Robin her ring and says that that's kind of like akin to her, you know, genie's lamp. Genie in a bottle, right. yeah. And, uh, and like Robin asks if she can she can trust him with it, and uh, so he can kind of order her around, and yeah. she she comes around, she obliges. I don't know if that's I, is that a loophole? I, is that like if someone else is telling her to do it, the people well, we don't know anything know about this character yeah. really yet. So the whole thing that we we have to assume that her using her powers are still going to get people to attract. But I actually got mad because Robin puts on the ring akin to her lamp, and he just says, "Okay, Jin, possess Gizmo." I'm like, yeah. why didn't he just say, "I wish for you"? I yeah. for some reason I wanted the whole "I wish" aspect of it as well, but we don't uh, go with that. I'm telling you, I the progression though. Besides that, the progression of her like you see her, she seems like a nice little girl. She's got the crazy facial face tattoos, tattoos and stuff, mm-hmm. but she's like, you know what? Uh, you know. I guess I can trust you with it. Here, okay, possess. Yes, master. She looks. She either looks half <laughs> retarded or evil as shit. And I'm like, yep. oh my god. And it really, <laughs> I love that half 
face panel there when he says it and there's oh, Robin great. and you know Davy it's just gonna be like yeah this is pretty convenient I think I'll keep this yeah. ring going forward. <laughs> oh, I lost it <laughs> oh yeah yeah I don't know where it is but it, you have this I can idea. sense where it is master yeah Calm really down. When, when she goes and she does possess Gizmo and then you have this whole you know the the panel turns into them there but also this like hedge maze and hedge stuff maze, like that yeah. I really liked it I really liked really the cool. art in this yeah. as well uh but go on with it yeah, because uh, Gizmo, like, he fail-safed everything, even his own brain. So uh, that, that's, you got this, yeah. uh, this hedge mage. It has hedge maze, easy for me to say, yes. uh, in there. So they can, uh, they can finally get there. They deduce what it was. It's a little, uh, cylinder in his backpack. Yep. Um, and, uh, with 30 seconds to go, uh, it, he releases it. So it's, it's there. Yeah, because at that point, if, if you grab the backpack off of him, it, it would explode. Detonate it. it would explode. So he lets it go. And yeah, now they're left with 30 seconds. For some reason, though, too, I'm actually a little bit, I'm a little bit mad that Jin wasn't able to do, like, control him more. Like, she was just able to go into his mind and had to convince him to do things instead of just possessing him wholly. Yeah, like, for some I, reason, I, I know Gizmo's a genius. Yeah, but for that's him to what be I able think just they were to going be with. unconscious and also, like, keep control of his body, even though there's a all-powerful genie inside him. I don't know. I, I, know. I think they were really stuff. playing with the genius angle, though, that he could yeah. kind of force it through. But, yeah, that that he it was like mental chess where he yeah. had, the whole yeah. thing. He was he's able like, to oh, block he's not gonna, it. Yeah. Like, why would he like you know sacrifice? He's not. He's going to download his brain into a data bank. He's going to yeah. live on forever. Not yeah. no more. Oh no! Yeah, I guess so better. And the, the only thing I thought was he's going to – they did this, and now he's just going to go and hang himself or something. I mean, really, it seems like he just wants to die anyway. Why through this – why didn't he just do it? Uh, but there you go. He, he was going to do it, but they get this nuke, and then there's the weirdest thing because they do have Crush who's going to throw it in the sun, which makes no sense. Uh, mm. But they do say, oh, you know, with the velocity and the polarity, it's not going to work. But that's when who steps up to yeah, save the day, we, Chris? We got Roundhouse runs in and reveals, OMG, guys, I, I'm a genius, yay me. Yeah, like yeah, uh, like yeah. he's like a Marvel character. Yes, he uh, is. And then he informs the gang that this explosive cylinder is too lightweight to make it into orbit. Yeah. So he suggests that Crush throw Dude, him. you got to be a fatty to go into space. <laughs> yeah, really. And he, so. it was set up earlier where he even says, Crush likes to throw me like the fastball special, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> so you set it up, and that's what they're going to do. And even, and even at even the point. That, whole ge- that genius angle, though, where he talks about he built his super suit, which I have to assume gives him his powers, like – is he a meta? Like his skin is blue, but it seems his suit is, is the thing that gives him his powers. True, and like, uh, I don't, the whole I don't, deal maybe too. Maybe the suit is a containment for maybe. the powers. And at one point they even say, like, "Can you breathe like, in have space?" Gem to allow him and, to his power. And they, they yeah. say, "Can you breathe in space?" And he's like, "I don't know. I've never been there." But when you do see, he does have like a helmet that kind of forms around his head. He has some sort of I don't even know what it is. What it, you yeah. know, like a a membrane that goes. So he is there, but he gets thrown out. And and really, if you want to. Go, I think that's just anything. frozen snot. Maybe, but with that, <laughs> it, it's pretty much Firestorm is what you're getting here is when he gets Oh, an identity out. crisis? Yeah, and it's Firestorm going and sacrificing himself because what happens, Chris? It explodes. Yeah, he with explodes him holding the it. nuke goes. It <laughs> looks right. like he's dead. Best ending and ever. at one point he says, like, oh, man, I didn't talk to my mom. She's really going to kill me. And then, ba-boom, the nuke goes off. And then... 
Red Arrow Emiko comes out. Hey, where's Red? <laughs> and Kip West just points up in the sky where there's just it looks like a you know disaster has happened. You're like, oh no! But yeah, it and looks it's like it's so weird. That didn't feel like the end of the issue, even though it's like well, next no, issue, you know, stuff like that. It's just like he's pointing. He just points <laughs> and looks he's up. He's not even looking at up. He's just pointing no, up. He's just pointing. He's like there. That's my that's my boy. There he is. Done. Uh, but yeah, he's just uh, mad he wasn't taping. Yeah, really. That, or, or mad that he had his phone because I think he gave <laughs> him his phone. <laughs> and now we're done. All that but yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I really like this issue. I really yeah. like the team. Oh, yeah. I like the characters. And I, you know, we didn't really like Roundhouse anyway. So if he is really nope. dead, that's uh, crazy. But if he comes back, awesome way I don't to start know. A series. There you go. I like Jin. I like Crush, even though all she does is pound, you know, the pavement and things like Crush. that. But with that, like, how many other books do we have where they introduce a bunch of new characters and pretty much they're hitting pretty good with them? Sure. And so I really like this. I and we we haven't even gotten like. A lot of Emiko yet, which Emiko's no. one of my favorites. And we haven't gotten a lot of even Damien. Like, Damien was big. Le- this issue, he's kind of just there. And, they're, yeah, just on the and Adam Glass yeah. is letting all the new characters take the center stage. Shine. And I liked every yeah. bit of it. I really That's did. a good choice because, you know, we know Damien Wayne for the yeah. been reading Green Arrow. You know Emiko Queen. All yeah. these other characters, let him take center stage. And it's so stage. funny because sure. some other writers don't seem to get that. They, they seem to be like, oh, I, I got to let them, you know, use the characters that they know. And eventually seven issues in, we'll introduce <laughs> these others. I mean, we know a lot about these characters now and we haven't even really gotten anything from them. So sure. I really like it. But uh, what did you give it, Chris? I gave it a very strong eight out of ten. I could probably be nudged up a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go uh, up, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just concerned uh, that. Like I, I said in my review, the uh, with Roundhouse, he is he feels so much like one of these new Marvel yeah, characters where it's, where it is you know very yay me validate yeah. me, uh, and if if it's a parody yeah, on that, then it's brilliant. But if it's but if uh, it's not, if if it's it's just not, supposed to be that, and yeah, then he could he could stay where he is now. Yeah. And we'll see if all of a sudden the next issue st- – I imagine in my mind that all of a sudden we're going to see him just fall to earth and bounce around like the bouncing boy just bouncing <laughs> around at something like, who? what I happened, guys? Ye- I want five years from now, some other books, a hero's go out in space and they see up. some – what's that? And they just see like a severed <laughs> arm of Ron orbiting the earth. <laughs> I think that he's going to go all the way to Mogo, and they're just going to take him as a guardian. He's just going to sit with him. He's not going to tell anybody any different. Yeah, that's me, all right. Uh, But, yeah, I I really like it, and I love the art. I I think the art, especially just the character models, uh, when they have the one panel, I'm looking at it now, where Jin is describing that you know her ring is what is her deal, she looks so good there and just so – I really Mm -hmm. like it. I really like this. I actually was going to – Give it an eight. I'm going eight five. I'll just be Mr. Positive. Nice. I think Eric's going to go seven five. So I'm going to go eight five because <laughs> you're I only going just... eight five because you think I'm going to give it a seven five. That's, That's messed right. up. I'm going to be positive. Uh, and uh, Bernard Chang's art in this, I think it suits this so Me well. Too. So I really, oh, yeah, really like it, sure. and I'm I'm excited about this. I actually I wish this was twice a month instead of the Titans book because I'm I'm having Everybody a lot does. more fun with this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what do you give it, Eric? I'm giving this issue a 7.5 out of 10. I knew the it. Problem I ha- the biggest problem <laughs> I have with this issue is, you know, Emiko Queen and Damian Wayne, who are put on the back burner because Emiko keeps talking about, this is what we get for not having a plan. I'm like, Damian is the son of the man who always has a plan. Yeah. And, and this is the point where Damian always wants to have more of a plan than his father and be more. Yeah. Why would he go on this without checking anything out? Like, 
maybe, you know, he's trying to get acclimated to this new team and trying to, like, you know, take those uh, critiques he got before where he was too much of an asshole and trying to back away from it. Yeah, it just I, felt I, yeah. weird for all this to go down for this character to just let these things go all willy-nilly. And Emiko and him just standing back and not really doing anything except for throwing some gas grenades at one point and just, you know... It, it just felt weird for those characters, but I do like learning about these new characters. Um, I, I'm liking Crush and uh, Jen. I think they're cool. I yeah. want to know more about Jen and what her powers actually are, and I really like the art, and I really, really hope that Roundhouse is dead because I think it'll work better for the book. <laughs> it it sure. might. I, I think that the whole idea of, oh, Damien doesn't even mention me. I'm going to have to impress him. I'm going to do this would be what would impress him. Uh, I think that that was a setup. But, yeah, I hope, if anything, though, uh, if I'm right – even I hope maybe we go a couple issues without knowing and kind of you know lead so, into him returning some weird way and stuff. It'd, like it'd be that, weird but. too if he did die and we have this whole you know this new Teen Titans you know the Rogue Teen Titans base that we have out there yeah. and we're still building statues for Fallen Titans though and Roundhouse is the first He's statue there. we have in that place. <laughs> it's Roundhouse, oh, big oh. fat guy. Uh, but yes, but yeah, I I really like this book. So we'll go. It's still somebody with a three though saying it's so dark. I, I don't think they read that. It last is a bit issue. dark. Actually, I'm telling you that last issue with that basement and that nonsense that was dark. So I was actually glad that when this started, it was Gizmo in a toy off. shop inside. No, During but daytime. still, you yeah. go with this. I'm like, boy, you, you know, know, you're Gizmo's in a toy going store. going down in that in that place, though. Damn right. Plus they, well, yeah, that's that's the problem. <laughs> Poor Gizmo's gonna he his wanted to die. He kicking knew what happened. He's gonna be up there, his legs kicking up there, and all. That's oh, good stuff. But I really liked it. But thanks, Chris, for coming Thank on you. and talking to us. And we're gonna go off now to the next book sup weird science this is batman beyond mark and if you're hearing this it means scheduling didn't work out this month for us uh me and jim and eric recording uh batman beyond together so i'm recording this uh my little review piece by myself um and this is for batman beyond number 23 uh i'm gonna start out how i kind of usually trying to mention the covers both covers are great both the the variant is fantastic and uh even the normal one with the the whole boxing theme is is actually pretty fun um the issue opens up pretty weird um though jim will like it because it doesn't say many years from now for once um though i wouldn't surprise me if they had kind of double layered it but it starts off uh actually a little bit in the past like was it five minutes and 21 seconds before uh where we ended last issue and uh, I gotta say, it was kind of an awkward start. I think this is gonna read fine in trade. And when I read uh, last issue and then this issue immediately, it worked fine. But when I first started this one, it w- it was kind of awkward. Just gonna just gonna start with that. It was it was kind of awkward. Um, but we get uh, uh, Matt in the Batmobile heading towards where all the stuff is happening, and uh, Bruce and Jack Ryder back in the Batcave. And then we kind of, then after one page of that, we jump immediately back to where we were. And uh, it, it's it, it's, a, it's a good kind of two-page spread. But it did, there was something that bothered me, and it wasn't until I read the last issue and then this one that I noticed that Matt's costume has changed again. Um, and and it, However, the change stays consistent throughout this issue, but it has actually changed from last issue. So, like, the little, like, chevron pieces on his, uh, that wrap around his, uh, legs and his arms were green last issue. Yeah. And, uh, the little, like, diamond on his hand didn't exist in any color. Um, and in addition to that, we also see that apparently the fire's been burning for a while because, uh, the Batman statue has started melting. 
Um, but so, so the chaos continues. Uh, Barbara Gordon's back on her feet from last issue, and she's really rallying everybody, even the Jokers, against uh, Batman, who is just desperately trying to not have people hurt. And then we see a very interesting thing uh, with, uh, we actually see, we've seen, like, Nightmare Batman before, like, how the people are viewing him, but we see that it's also now applying to Robin as well, which I think is super interesting. Um, but it, it keeps going, um, through this, till eventually we find out what the, what the plan that they, uh, Matt and Bruce have been talking about is, and it is, uh, two little knockout gas pellets, which, I'm gonna be entirely honest, why the bat suit doesn't have these is beyond me, and that is a pun. But but in all seriousness, why, why does the Robin suit have this, and, and not not the the normal Batman suit? And this is not the only time where we see the Robin suit do stuff that the Batman suit should be able to do and has done before, but isn't doing for some reason in this issue. Um, so we can we continue through to I mean the gas pellet works. Uh, and we actually addressed one of my biggest problems with the Robin costume, which was the fact that it didn't have any mouth protection. And I was like, well, what, I mean, the, the entire point was the Beyond suit could react and could uh, use internal oxygen if, if it detected anything or if obviously it was switched on. But the Robin suit couldn't. But apparently there's some the Robin suit can cover the face if the user chooses. And I love that. Um, but yeah, so they knock out basically everybody but that little girl from last issue and uh joker not joker um scarecrow and scarecrow just throws the girl off the, the ledge as the distraction to get away which and then robin just immediately loses scarecrow which was like the, the single most suspicious red herring i've ever seen like oh ran through that doorway up oh, disappeared inside looked in couldn't find him anywhere it was, it was not great um then we get back to jack Ryder and uh bruce and them arguing about stuff in philosophy and the guy in the Batman and Robin get back. And uh, we see another change with Matt. So part of the problem with last issue was is that Matt seemed to change sizes. He seemed to be pretty short, like how no- tall he normally was, before he put on the new Robin suit. Then he put on the new Robin suit. And it was like the blue Turbo Ranger from Power Rangers, where he's like, oh, little kid, puts it, his powers activate. Now he's an adult. Um, it, w- it was kind of ridiculous. But now we actually see... Uh, panel pretty clearly here, both of them in costume, and Matt is a good head, head and a half shorter than Terry, and I was like, okay, well, that seems about right. Um, and then we actually get to see how the, maybe not exactly how, but a pretty good indication of how uh, Scarecrow's doing this. It's in the, the News 52 building, actually, which I thought uh, made a lot of sense playing into, especially what, what it turns out to be. Uh, and we see that Scarecrow, who apparently, uh, either she took off her costume on the way in and then put it back on, or just walked through everybody, or is just really good at sneaking and nobody noticed, because seems to be pretty deep in the broadcasting stuff, because she starts messing with a bunch of the equipment and saying, like, we're going to turn up the fear, which I, I like how it's not gas. I like how kind of at least appears not to be gas. Um, it's a good like unique thing to this scarecrow and it's a great misnomer and yet at the same time perfectly pointing it out from one of the things earlier on um like one of the visions of the evil batman that we saw before um and and then we get to kind of see how it's affecting a bunch of the people 
uh, one of the things I like is that Barbara Gordon seems to be starting to snap out of it or starting to be able to, to fight at least internally back against it until the stuff is turned up. She's like, inexplicable behavior. It's as though, though the monster find him. It's, it's like she's fighting back. But then, obviously, things get turned way up, and she can't do anything about it. Um, and then we finally get to see Max Gibson. Like, she's been gone this entire arc, um, and now she's back for just one panel. And she's apparently on the digital warpath. And I'm just like, Max, where have you been? I've missed you. It's been weird. Just you not being there. Um, and then we get to see... Uh, Melanie, who is apparently one of the, at this point, four people who haven't been affected by this, um, which I find interesting. And she's just, she's just looking at with basically the riot that started in the street. And she's like, oh my God, everybody has lost it, which is a fair reaction. Um, and then Jack Ryder is, uh, apparently, apparently found her way to, you know, I'll be entirely honest. With all the broadcasting equipment, it, it seems I think she's back in the News Fifty Two building. How he knew to go there, on the other hand, I'm not sure about. Everywhere else has made sense. He he was in the built Fifty Two building, getting ready to broadcast. Uh, uh, Adeline disappeared. He went to her apartment. Got. Some Batman stuff was everywhere. Went to the Batcave. All of that made a logic sense. Like, I could follow that. How he ended up back here, I I couldn't... Like, knowing she'd be here, I couldn't... I couldn't tell you. Um, But he finds her. And she's kind of freaking out. And and he's just like, it's okay. I I know Batman scared you. But but you have reason to hate him. But, you know, everything is okay. Everything is okay. And then we get back to them, uh, Batman and Robin in the Batmobile. And they're, they're kind of going around trying to collect samples to see if it is a gas. It's just really hard to detect. Um, and they have their shields up and everything. And then the most interesting thing happens, which is what the, the spin I really like with this Scarecrow is uh, Matt apparently sees all the screens that are just kind of going all fuzzy and stuff. And he's just like, Wow, those screens. And then Terry's like, yeah, I see the mat. They're just filled with static. He sees nothing. And we as the viewer see nothing. But clearly most of the people are seeing something. Because he even uh, Robin starts coming and is like, weird, they're kind of almost hypnotic. And, and then they detect that there's a particle beam that is being charged. And he's just like, we have shields. like It can take this particle beam. And then he realizes at the last second... Oh God, no, it's going to cut right through the shields and they bail out. And Bruce is like, what the heck happens? What the heck is happening? And uh, they realize, oh, oh, it's Barbara. Oh, of course she would know how to get through the shields. She would know all the frequencies and stuff like that. So the Batmobile is destroyed, which I'm a little salty about. I'm not going to hold it against this issue because it was a great moment, but a little salty about favorite Batmobile. Uh, but, but then... We, we see stuff happening, and Terry's like, got to get away. And then it gets attacked by Batarang. And then we get to the most interesting part of the issue, in my opinion. The, back in the Batcave, Bruce is like, there's, it feels like there's somebody almost getting my head. And then he goes, monster. And Bruce is now against Terry. And I find that interesting. I find that really interesting. But then, yeah, then now Robin has started attacking Batman. 
And uh, all the rioters and people down there have finally noticed that he's uh, that Batman's right over them. Um, and yeah, things stop going well. And as the fight pers- uh, fight goes on, we actually get a super interesting panel that's once again stuff that the appears the Robin suit can do that now the Bat suit can't. Um, so we get a scene of what looks like Matt using the invisibility. Um, and it appears that there's also a piece that not only covers his mouth, but also the top of his head, because we, we clearly see him invisible, blending in with one of the, uh, hypno screens, and then just ambushes, uh, ambushes Terry, and we even see his arm decloaking in the, in the next panel, so it's like, where has your invisibility been this entire time, Terry? Like, is, was pointed out by, I think it was Eric last issue, this could have saved you a ton of times. Um... And then we get back to Adeline, and she has gone uh, full <laughs> scarecrow. She changed really quickly on uh, Jack Ryder, and the issue ends with uh, another falling, another falling cliffhanger, if you can believe it. But uh, Matt destroying Terry's belt, and Terry falling, starting to fall into the crowd. I couldn't tell you if the uh, the falling was because he just got like not smashed down, or if it's because of the loss of the belt, because uh. This is a definitely a different bat suit than the TV show, but the the piece the belt has typically only been for the uh, blade glaive and to control the invisibility, and then as a utility belt. Like most of the other functions were just the suit itself and didn't require it as like a power source or anything. But it's a different interpretation. The source could be the power, or a belt could be the power. Uh, anyways, overall, it was a solid issue. I don't think it was quite as solid as last issue. Um, I really don't. Uh, I'm going to be giving this about a seven. It's tough because there's a lot to like, but there's a, there's a lot of little nitpicky problems. Like really the Robin suit being different is kind of a pet peeve. We, we keep changing it and it's the same. I believe it's the same artist. I believe it's the same or yeah, it's the same artist and everything. And it's just weird that you wouldn't take notes on the thing that you designed yourself and that you would change it up like that with no explanation. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be giving this about a 7-7, a seven, seven, honestly. It's a little down from last issue, but this is still one of the most solid issues of, uh, of, of the series overall. And it's definitely not a bad issue. It's definitely, I wouldn't start with this issue, but overall it's pretty good. Uh, as I said, 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, next one. This one's going to definitely be better in trade, I'll say that. But yeah. Excited for next issue, which is the last one of the arc, and hoping, hoping that it has a satisfying ending. Anyways, this has been Batman Beyond Mark, and I will uh, catch you guys later. Bye. All right, Eric, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Suicide Squad Annual Number One. I love that book. Oh, my goodness. My books of the week are Teen Titans, uh, Justice League Dark and uh, Flash. I think I gave them all nines. So there you go. Positive, Peter. I was. This is what we're going to be talking about next week. Now, I already mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I will mention it again. On the regular feed, we will not have a podcast. We're going to skip the regular feed. The 
whole podcast will be on the Patreon only for the first time ever. We're going to try that out. Uh, it is annuals week, and this is what we'll be talking about. Batgirl number 26 and Batgirl annual number two. Uh, right. Catwoman Tweety Sylvester number one. Harley Quinn Gossamer number one. Lex Luthor Porky Pig number one. Nightwing annual number one. Red Hood and the Outlaws number two. Uh, possibly Scarlet number one. We'll see. Uh, that Red is Hood the, the next Outlaws Jinx World deal. Yeah, actually, yeah, it just says Outlaws number two, but it is the annual. The Joker, Daffy Duck number one, and the Silencer annual number one. So we have a bunch of those if you want to listen to it and see all the other shows. I think we are up to having over 330 episodes of different Crazy. shows. Uh, you, you can go over, and like I said, by the time this happens next Sunday, uh, it will be the beginning of September, and if you do want to try it out and listen to the podcast and then listen to our other shows, you'll be able to do that for a full month without ever getting charged. If you don't want to get charged, you just have to quit before the end of September, and then it's no harm, no foul. We just want you to try Wait it out. And hopefully, uh, you know, we do things enough uh, that you will want to stick around for some of the shows. You'll actually enjoy what we do, and we try to do at least, you know, three or four They're different shows a week. Shows. We do yeah. a lot. I think this past month we have over 30 episodes of things. So you'll see. You'll see if you get in, and if not, we'll see you in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. But we're not done yet because I said at the beginning as well that we were not going to have a movie game with Wrong Turn. Right. What we were going to do is we are going to see if he would be able to continue some classic <laughs> lyrics of songs and see what he gets. And we're going to start with a Motley Crue classic, Eric. And I know you love it. It's Home Sweet Home, one yeah. of their biggest songs and one of the biggest songs, especially uh, in the past bunch of years. And the big thing is you can say, oh, Motley Crue, the Home Sweet Home is so old. We've been told by Wrong Turn he loves this song. All yeah. of these are songs that Wrong Turn has said he loves. So here we go, Eric, and we're going to see. I will pause before we get to him entering the deal, and people can guess if he will know the lyric or not. Here we go. Do, do you think that he will know? Because obviously the next line is, Home sweet home. I was That's getting really into that. Song. What are you doing now? I know Close I was too. That's the name of the song. Tommy so, Lee over here. So that you would think that he would know this. I'm going to start from the beginning again. Just uh, in your mind, think if he would know. Home sweet home. Here we go. Pancakes. There you go, Eric. Pancakes. That's what he said. I sat there, play it to him. What's the next line? What? How does it continue? And indeed, he said, "Pancakes, pancakes, home sweet pancakes." Eric is, is what you get. That great Motley Crew song. Now, because of that, I thought, okay, we're pancakes. going to have to go a little more classic. So I went with a, a song that everybody knows. It's Led Zeppelin's classic, "Stairway to Heaven." Oh yeah. We'll see if Wrong Turn knows. Obviously, this is how the lead-in was for Wrong Turn. To what? Do people think he knows it? It's to... A book. A book. A stairway to a... Stairway... Buying a stairway to a book. book. 
stairway Best damn book to a book. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you really, you're going to have to go up that stairway. I'm not going. I'm not doing exercise for no book. <laughs> Here we go. Now, the next one is, the next one is a Rolling Stone classic. One of the oh. classics of classic rock and of all rock music in general. You can't get any more classic than Satisfaction oh, by, no. by the Rolling Stones. So here you go. Here we go, Eric. What is he saying then? He can't get no. Nobody. Nobody. He can't get no nobody. I can't get no nobody. Now the next one, uh, there's two nobody, more. Jim. We had a bunch, but uh, I'm going to save some. But uh, there's oh, the God. next one I had to do. Now I had a couple because one of his favorite bands, if you have been listening for a while and you hear the game, one of the favorite bands of his to say is ACDC. That's one of his favorites. Oh, yeah. uh, he says he loves every ACDC song. And he has actually told me that this next song, You Shook Me All Night Long, is one of his favorite ACDC songs. So God, here we balls. go. Here we are, really. Here we go. Shook me. Now, obviously, it's all night long. You shook he me. He says. Away. Away. You shook you. me away. You shook me, shook me away. Oh, away. He just says away. He never even. He says, things don't compute with him. And the final one that actually started this, and he got a little benefit on this. I will uh, open the veil up a little. Eric yelled at him. This is how the game started because oh my he, God. he started singing this song uh, as he was walking by. And here's the deal it is Your Mama Don't Dance. And it, it is the Loggins Messina song that I like, but he was singing the poison version. I, I know that he was doing the poison version. I went to the classic Loggins right. Messina. And here we go. Don't, and this is the thing. He's had so many different versions. Your mom, your mama don't dance, and your daddy crying at one no, point. He, he, he said, "Your daddy, he don't cry." And he, your mama don't dance, and, and your daddy, point, he was, don't cry. Your mama's crying, but your daddy, he don't cry. Yeah, yeah. But you yelled at him, so oh my God, did I ever. indeed, we're ending with what will be. The only correct answer. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, because Eric told him that. But thank you. Wrong turn. There you go. He ha- set the boy right. He knows nothing, is what we got. And yeah, he's running. Your mama don't dance and your daddy cry and don't cry. And we're like, what are you, what are you doing? And you got so angry at him, yelling at him. He didn't like it. So I said, Why come are on. you singing I said, come me, on over here. Come on over here and sing that classic. She's buying a stairway to a book. I mean, really, there's a stairway that that motherfucker never took. He's never taken that stairway. (laughs) Holy moly. As that was going on, I'm sure he was getting called to go and try to fucking break in his own house because his kid locked his his girl out. She got outsmarted by a five-year-old, Jim. They all do. The the whole family. There's like 17 people over there, and a five-year-old keeps fooling them into locking (laughs) them out. (laughs) They keep getting locked out of the house. You get that? I'm telling you, it's so great because they'll, they'll, you know, boop, wrong turn, you know, line three, two, four. I'm like, oh, you got locked out again. I start yelling. <laughs> it was the best of the day you weren't there. 
three times, I think, they, they got locked out of the house. I'm like, really, you got to start. I, I know I'm not a big fan of those. I'm, I'm not a Frenchman, Eric. The French, they like those, you know, the leashes for the kids, I heard. I don't go for that. I saw uh, one of those the other day. Yeah, I don't go for that. But uh, there's sometimes you may need them, and this is yeah. one of them. Because what happens is, now I'll, I'll even say, but wrong turns girls a little big. She's a little big girl. Little. Uh, yeah, little, little big, little big man. Yeah, but what happens is, that, mommy, let's go outside. They go outside. She sits down. He just gets up, probably walks at a, at a brisk pace. She can't keep up, and then he locks the and, door. And, and really, and not and, only that, he runs outside. She goes after him. He and he, he, decides, and he doubles back I don't know, on the other side of the door. She he doubles back. Down, he just walks in. Yep. He doubles back, goes in, and, and really, when you're doing this, first off, when, when this happens, she should just go at the door. And start yelling, you know, hey, wrong turn, Junior, WT, get in here. And she doesn't. She starts, uh, you know, venturing out into the wild, and then he just runs back. I, I think, probably there, probably running backwards, taunting her because she can't catch up. She can't catch up, Eric. But she can't get no satisfaction. And that's it. She she can't get uh, no nobody. nobody. She can't get no nobody. She also can't get through the window. And that's why Wrong Turn has to go. He doesn't have a key. And then when he gets a key, his son is too smart. He's outsmarting all of them. And he locks the screen door. He don't have no key for that. And then he laughs. And then Daddy has to go through the window. And then I'm like, oh, did he did you yell at him? No, he don't like that. I'm like, okay, I'm, st- I'm starting to get the picture. I'm starting to see what happens here. Oh, he doesn't, does he? Oh, my goodness. At one point... Yeah, I had wrong turn. He was a bit of a Lenny. I, I think at one point he told us that uh, his son did something. He may have gotten a little overzealous in the uh, discipline, and he was basically told that he's never allowed to do that, and he's taken that to an extreme. He is oh, yeah. hands off, baby. He he doesn't. Uh, and that oh, uh, so what'd you do? Uh, you know, he's in trouble for locking you guys out at least fifteen times this week, and I guarantee on Monday he'll go. Well, we bought him some toys on the weekend because he was throwing the tantrums. All right. Father 101. Father of the year over there. Oh, my goodness. But we are going to get out of here, Eric. I'm about to go shopping with uh, Baker Mayfield Jr. down there. Are you going back to Walmart? Yeah, we are. I made a cake today. I actually made a a blue velvet You didn't even know I was coming. (laughs) No, and you're not. Your eyes are glassy. (laughs) Boom. There you go, Eric. That That is called wrapping up the joke. Uh, with that, I made a blue velvet cake. You were supposed to react to that because it's not a red velvet cake. It's a blue velvet cake. I ended up getting it. I got it after I dropped you off uh, to get your you know, your toys. I went uh-huh. shopping then right next to where you were yeah. getting the toys, and I ended up uh, getting some stuff to make both matzo ball soup, which we already ate. was awesome, and uh, making a blue velvet cake. And we're, uh, but I, I realized – I like icing, and I only got one thing of icing. We're going to go get another one because it's going to be – we're going to make a quadruple uh, layer cake. And the oh, you're making gonna, diabetes. I got it's going to be a disaster. I'm telling you, a disaster. It, next thing you know, Fred from Detective Comics is going to be taking me for my treatments. His wife, she has the diabetes. She's got the beaties. The I'm going to have it as well. I'm going to have it. Uh, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. We keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. And I hit the wrong deal. And Eric, <laughs> continue we that. We won't be seeing a lot of people in seven. It'll be fourteen. But 
Uh, again, if you want to go to the Patreon and go see, I'm making this into this was not a mistake. Oh, like, I'm making not. I'm making it into a feature. Now. Yeah. I'm Microsoft now. Uh, Eric. Is there anything else you want to play? What What do we say at the Yeah, here here's the the news theme, Erica. <laughs> I actually have that. Uh, we have a spoiler this is warning. Turn this. We could do this. Back to read books because this is spoiler. It's a stairway to the books. You be then. warned. There you go, Eric. We also have. I, I mean, maybe we could do a little spotlight there. Say it again, Eric. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven, maybe fourteen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pancakes. Yeah! Just set me free! Pancakes.